Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the showcase of the Garys. Welcome to the Grand Gary of them all. It's Gary Mania. Because two Gary YouTubes are here to do some Gary YouTubing in the form of a tier list like all of the other basic bitch YouTubers. And this time, we're ranking every single WrestleMania from the best to lovely, 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 to all right, to just about bearable. And then you want to avoid that bin, don't you? This is where our credentials get seriously tested. Mm. Normally, we're just doing silly ones. Ooh, which song sounds nice? Which stage looks nice? This is the real, this is it. This is the real McCoy, there the real is. Gary. You will know by now how long this video is going to be. I reckon it could touch four hours. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Let's get <laughs> cracking with the knack and Sam. Hit that intro, please. We're kicking things off chronologically, going all the way back, way back in day to WrestleMania 1. Iconic moments, obviously King Kong Bundy beat Nesty Jones in 9 seconds. I put 9 seconds like that because it was more like 28 or something like that. It was longer than 9 seconds. He dallies a bit before he pins him. Dilly dallies, yeah. what's he waiting for? Andre the Giant slamming Big John Stud then throwing all the prize money into the crowd like he's in some sort of strippers club. Mr T and Hulk Hogan in the main event, of course, against Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper. Snooker and Cowboy Bob in their respective corners. We have the, the monumental appearances from Cindy Lauper, who should be in the Hall of Fame, but isn't as we speak still for some weird reason. The rock and roll connection. Muhammad Ali, Liberace as well, how lovely it was. Buddy Rose as well, a massive shout out to him under the mask of the executioner, who lost the first ever WrestleMania match to Tito Santana. Arriba. He wanted to be in that match because the booker at the time, George Scott, had plans for him to be in the Heenan family, so putting him under the mask when he was going to lose wouldn't have ha ha hampered his stock oh. when he got over to the Heenan family, which never really came to much anyway, so he was under that mask for no real reason whatsoever. Nice, he had an electrical tape on his boots as well, covering the rose oh, on, his, right. on his boots. Nice. It was not a nice, right, touch. Um, a shout-out as well to Lord Alfred Hayes. Now, I don't <laughs> know if you watched WrestleMania 1 in it's full. It's the first bit. It's, the it's all fantastic. the way throughout the show. Yeah, they've, it is, put, it is. they've put him in the worst position possible. They've put him in where the wrestlers come in and out of the entrance way. <laughs> Alfred Hayes is stood right in the middle there. But on top of that, having the awkward interactions, there's, there's a bit where um, I've forgotten his name now. The guy who played Doink. My God, this is going oh, to a fantastic. Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne, he's coming back from the ring and he just has to walk in front of Lord Alfred Hayes. He's doing a, he's doing a link yeah. with the with the cameras rolling. 
But apart from that, he doesn't seem to have a clue what's going on. And much like me right now, he's flapping. No, I, there's one bit in particular, and I think it's the first time they throw to him. And Gorilla Monsoon goes, let's head now to the back for Lord Alfred Hayes. And he forgets to call you, um, Gorilla Monsoon, but like I've just done there, he goes, D thanks, Gino. <laughs> Brilliant. It happens all the way through the night. And of course, events like this, you're going to have to iron out the kinks, aren't you? Mm. In the early stages. But putting him there, he was not going to win from the get-go. Of course, we have Junkyard Dog. This is uh, Greg Valentine as well for the IC title. The first title match in WrestleMania history. Tito tells on Hammer for cheating. GYD, GYD then wins by a count-out. Sort of like Dusty Rhodes did way back in the day. Cody mm. referencing on Raw not long ago. And then, of course, we have the likes of the UX Express, which is Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. The original users of Hogan's theme I learned during this WrestleMania. They took on Volkov and the I and chic. Now this one obviously being all the way back in the day doesn't hold up to modern day standards both in terms of the production but also yeah. in terms of the action inside the ring but it's the first ever Wrestlemania and we probably wouldn't be sat here today chatting about wrestling like we are today if this pay-per-view wasn't a success so we'd, I reckon we we'd gotta... be breaking down the territories we wouldn't. What's our favourite territory? We'd be on a building site in Tesco, <laughs> something like that. Uh, most of the matches were really short because, of course, way back when we still had sort of jobbers being on the WrestleMania card, just putting over the bigger, more established names. Uh, production value, as I said, was weird and sloppy. Lord Alfred Hayes, Godspeed. <laughs> Godspeed. It was a really important show, though, so I reckon it, it was. Should we put it in all right and then maybe move it up or down later well, on? Well, I was thinking, because it's got a certain charm to yeah. it as well when you watch it. I was thinking either all right or lovely, 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 maybe just sneaking in there. I but we put I it think in all right, right for yeah, now. Yeah, just because yeah, it yeah. doesn't really uh, hold up to modern day standards. It's not brilliant. But the crowd, are, the crowd are up for it. Oh, yeah. They're hot. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, of course. The most magical place on earth. Mm. Now we have three magical places for WrestleMania 2 because for some weird reason, all the way back in the 80s, Vince McMahon said, why not have just one show? Let's have three shows on the same night dotted, uh, dotted sorry, across the United States of America. Do you think we're heading back to that? Do you think that'll happen? I hope not. because no, This, too, this didn't work, did it? It didn't. No, it didn't. It really didn't. Uh, obviously, with having three shows in this, at the same time but in different places, that divided the star power on the show, making it all weaker than it could have been. Each show had four matches and a main event, and then when the match was either taking place in a different arena, the other arenas had to watch it on a big screen, which mm. would have been... If we learn from Raw 25... That's not good for wrestling fans who are in the arenas at the time. No. New York got Mr. P, uh, Mr. Mr. P, Mr. T versus Mr. P, Roddy Piper, in a boxing match. Mr. T, of course, won that via DQ. One of Dave a... Meltzer's lowest rated matches ever. Rightfully so, going back and watching it. A worked, ah. a worked boxing match in the main event of a wrestling card. I enjoy Piper in it, you know. It is. When, when you know the backstory between him and uh, Mr. T. Yes. And their legitimate heat, because Piper didn't want him in the business, yet he's got the, the biggest match of the year, by God. Yeah. Um, where else are we going to now? Uh, Illinois got Andre the Giant winning a massive battle royal that included a few NFL lads, Bret Hart, Bruno Samaritano, as Matthew likes to call him, <laughs> on the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, and Hillbilly Jim. Uh, Bret was saying he was going to have a match with Steamboat, apparently, but Hercules, of course, he got that match at WrestleMania 2 mm. instead. California got Hulk Hogan defeating King Kong Bundy in a pretty underwhelming cage match. It, even for the standards of the day, I didn't think it was that Whoa. good, really. I think it's very basic, yeah. but I don't mind it. I don't mind it as a classic Good guy, bad guy, but you're right. It, it doesn't. It doesn't hold up, obviously, today. Other highlights include Ray, Ray Charles singing the American anthem. Uh, actress Susan St. James was on the call in New York, and she was terrible. Another highlight. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got classic matches like Uncle Elmer versus Adrian Adonis. Adonis. Um, if you just Google those two wrestlers and imagine them in a wrestling match at WrestleMania, that's a thing that happened. Um, 
and by the way, that happened over two hours into one of the cards. So imagine WWE doing that, just putting two wrestlers like that into a match on a WrestleMania card over two hours into a show where you're watching different matches on a screen. Mm. Ballsy of them. Uh, the experiment just didn't work because of the star power being divided. From a production standpoint, there was a few mishaps if you go back and read certain accounts of the day. Uh, like Finkel being heard over the top of a Mr. T promo. Mm. Hogan's cutting a promo and his mic doesn't work. Little bits like that. Um, but by and large, for it being you know the middle of the 80s, they did very, very well production-wise. Uh, but it wasn't perfect. But I guess it wouldn't be perfect today, would it? No, but... We still have little mishaps today, don't we? I guess so, but how much does that save it, Ross? Because I was thinking Bin. I reckon Bin as well. You think Bin? Yeah, yes. this was 1986, of course. But it doesn't. none of it holds up. The experiment didn't work. I like them trying because what's bigger than one WrestleMania? Three. Three, three WrestleManias on the same night. Three it just smaller work, WrestleManias. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we've paid respect to the first one we've gone. The first one was, yeah, and then two straight in the bin. Two was marked. It was marked to be worse. Oh, oh, definitely, yeah, it was. WrestleMania 3, though, I reckon we're going straight for lovely, lovely, lovely at least because mm. it was iconic in every sense of the word from the matches that took place to the entrances and the tiny little rings going down the, uh, going down the ramp, the building, the Silver Dome, Hogan. Uh, not the Super Dome. Not the Super Dome, but the Silver Dome. 90,000 people, you could believe it. Like that actually being a fact, even though we know what do we do with their attendance figures. I, um, I, I wish I was from Pontiac. Yeah. Imagine. Aye. Hogan and Andre, of course. Um, I learned during the research for this video that Andre was wearing a massive back brace under his singlet just to get through the match, oh. which I never knew before, which obviously makes the slam all the more impressive on top of how impressive it was anyway. The first time Andre was ever slammed mm -hmm. by Hulk Hogan was at WrestleMania 3. Wink. It's, it's an iconic moment. Yeah. You can't argue with it. And Hogan, while doing the slam, tore a muscle in his back, so the irony. <laughs> did, did he actually? Yeah. Is that Hogan lying? I reckon he probably did. Uh, Andre's a big fella, isn't he? I think, um, I, I think last time I watched it was a couple of years ago now, but I think that bef just before the slam spot, they're on the outside, and Hogan goes for a pile driver on the concrete. Yeah. What a moment that was. I know, <laughs> Imagine yeah. that. Another fantastic moment was he and Andre in defeat going back up the ramp, having trash thrown on them. Then, of course, we have Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Many people's greatest match in WrestleMania history. What about you? Have you watched it recently? Yes. I don't well, want to sound sacrilegious. It's pretty good. The <laughs> arm drags are a highlight. Obviously, we've since... Yeah, and we've since been conditioned to see... Undertaker versus stuff. Shawn Michaels. But, for, I was thinking more like Young Bucks versus Private Party. <laughs> but... For the time, it must have been absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the arm drives were fantastic, though. What do you make of Al Snow's thing? When Al Snow is asked which is the best match of WrestleMania 3, instead of saying Steamboat versus Savage like everyone else, he goes Hogan versus Andre because that's the match that put the butts in the seats. Um, I think it depends what your definition of best is. Looking at it just as a fan, I think the best one should be the one that you enjoyed the most, regardless of how successful it was. Yeah. So I disagree with Al. So do I. Yeah. And it also proves that Al Snow have never had a good match in his career. Then. <laughs> yeah. As he famously once said on kayfabe commentaries. That's a fantastic go back and watch. Billy Jack Haynes having a massive hoss dick off. I've put down here with Hercules, <coughs> which was fantastic. He did the big boot and a leg drop on a Hulk Hogan card before Hulk Hogan came out. The balls on Billy Jack Haynes. Aretha Franklin. Fantastic. One of the best renditions. One of the best opening musical acts, I reckon. Oh, big time. Maybe and, the best. And so good, they got her back 20 years later in Detroit yes. for WrestleMania 23. Hillbilly Jim, the Heidi Kid, uh, Heidi Kid, sorry, Heidi? Heidi Kid. I'm not awake today. <laughs> the Heidi Kid and Little Beaver defeated King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo, and Lord Littlebrook by DQ. Yeah. The little people could do anything to the ref. It was a comedy match. Oh, how we laughed. I... 
I didn't realize. I, in my head, I thought that was on WrestleMania two. It's on WrestleMania it three. Bad. Oh, that's a shame. It is on WrestleMania three. Piper, of course, whose cart was apparently stolen before he came out for the entrance for his entrance for WrestleMania three. So he's like balls to it. I'll walk the ramp. The only person to walk the ramp that night versus Adrian Adonis in the hair versus hair match. Bruce the Barber became Bruce the Barber because he was the one to cut the hair at the end of that match. There, Honky Tonk Man beat Jake Roberts as well. Alice Cooper getting involved. Another iconic WrestleMania mm. moment. Alice, Alice Cooper there. Jimmy Hart as well. Well, played his role there. I don't like Jimmy Hart, but he was good there. I like him as a heel, not as Hulk Hogan's cheerleader. No, uh, anyone's cheerleader, leader for that matter. Yeah. Some short matches, the tag match with Hacksaw getting the Killer Bees disqualified. Uh, that was weird, but as you look back at early WrestleMania cards, DQ finishes happened a lot more than you might think, yes. which is not satisfactory. When you, We've been conditioned here in 2022 for thinking that WrestleMania, even though WrestleMania backlash is a thing now, and that sort of scuppered things, WrestleMania is the be-all and end-all, like mm. the end of the season, big game, and then we go off for a new season on the night after WrestleMania. Mm. Oh, oh, that was I wish WrestleMania backlash will go away. Yeah, me too. Um, Steamboat and Savage, obviously, Hogan did his bit, Andre did his bit. It's uh, Everything just felt tightened up, if you go back and watch the full show like I did for this one. Yes. Uh, it just felt tightened up compared to the first two WrestleMania. It felt tightened up, but it also felt bigger at the yeah, same time. Because it was. Do we put it in the best? I reckon, just because... There's a case for it. Yeah. It's the most iconic WrestleMania of all time, yes, you say. Yes, it is. I'd agree with that. I'll um, go top straight away. On, WrestleMania 3 is fantastic. Unless we're talking about the next one, which is the most iconic and best WrestleMania of all time. I don't know how long we've got to speak about this one, because this match had a lot. Well, a, this lot card had a lot of well, matches. Yeah, this, this card had a lot of matches. So, before you, so you were listening to an Ariel Helwani interview, <laughs> and he was talking about his favourite WrestleMania of all time. I reckon someone has given him a piece of paper and said, Ariel Helwani, you're a legitimate sports journalist. Therefore, your favourite WrestleMania should be the one where they had a tournament because mm. that's more like legitimate sports. That's he's... the only rationale I can have for Ariel Hawani, respected combat fighting journalist man, yeah. saying WrestleMania 4 is his favourite WrestleMania of all time. It's a bizarre take, but maybe he's right. Let's, let's have a look. Kickoff show kind of thing. Oh. Bret Hart going mental and destroying the Battle Royal trophy after bad news. Brown got rid of him and JYD by working together. And then bad news just got rid of Bret anyway, despite working together with Bret Hart. Bret got screwed even back then. But it's a crucial stage in Bret Hart's early career. It is, yeah. Early WWF career. Yeah. Uh, he would, of course, be sick of that BS nine years later. Mm. Was it nine years later? Yes, well, nine years later. Hogan's Donald Trump promo is one of the more iconic moments of this WrestleMania, where he speaks about slamming Andre the Giant, making all the buildings fall down, making Donald Trump fall into the sea, then Hogan... <laughs> would go into the sea and save Donald Trump and his family, even though Hogan caused the buildings to come down anyway. Yes, Is exactly. that when he does that? Yeah. When he swims off? He swims off, doesn't oh. he? To go and save Donald Trump from <laughs> drowning. Uh, and, all, and all the Hulkamaniacs, by the way. Yeah. He's going to backstroke them all out of the... It's almost an Ultimate Warrior promo. Yeah. How mad it is. Imagine David Hasselhoff from the SpongeBob movie, but Hulk Hogan <laughs> yeah. instead. And of course, Andre and Hogan faced off in this tournament, but thank God Hogan hits Andre with a chair. Um... Just, but the referee just tells him, just tells him off, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then the Ho Andre hits Hogan with the chair in the head though this time, and that's enough for a DQ. Even though the referee watched Hogan do the same thing, mm. matches thrown out made the card a bit shorter. Good decision. Mm. As I said, a lot of disqualifications in the early WrestleMania matches. Peggy Sue with the Honky Tonk Man was played by the women's champion, Sherry Martel, which I had no, no idea about. And you can't tell it's her at all. Are you sure? Because yep. it doesn't look like it looks like a different woman. Yeah, she's got the glasses on, the wig on, but it's, 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 wow. it's Sherry Martel. Wow. Uh, Heenan with the protective clothing because he was scared of Matilda. This was a big build heading into WrestleMania 4. Then we had the Islanders, which of course was Haku and uh, Tama defeating the, uh, the uh, and Bob 
Bobby Heenan defeating the British Bulldogs. The Islanders. The Islanders. I thought you said the Eyeliners there for a second. Did sec. I? I'm not uh-huh. sure. I'm not sure if you did. The understand. Islanders. That's a fun treat if, you, if anyone wants to just skip back a little and see what you said. I hope I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Heenan defeating the British Bulldogs. Of course, Davy Boy and Dynamite with Coco Beware. Some classic stuff with Heenan. Mm. Pretending he's not scared of the dog, even though he clearly is. Macho Man finally getting the big one. Ted DiBiase, of course, the main event of the tournament. But that backstroking bell end Hogan himself couldn't help but stick his nose in. He didn't just have to sort of get Andre out the ringside area, did he? He had to twat uh, Ted DiBiase upside the head with the chair, which then led the Macho Man hitting the finish for the he win. He win so, it for him. Yeah, he got he the also, assist there. When the ref counts one, Hogan's already out on his way to get yeah. a belt to present him. It's it's atrocious to watch back. If you, if I was Randy Savage, I'd be fuming. And he was. Right. As we've learned a year yeah. later. Um, 16 match card, as I mentioned. Well, I didn't mention the matches today. 16 match card because everything was part of the tournament for the vacant championship. 14 men involved. Hogan and Andre got themselves disqualified, as I said, thank God. Lots of weird stuff happening in most of the matches for the finishes. Most of the matches were obviously really short because there were so many of them. Uh, a lot of the matches probably shouldn't have been on the card, but they were. I don't know if they were just thinking of trying different things each and every year for WrestleMania. Like, so we have gimmick pay-per-views today. We have gimmicks for WrestleMania. Three WrestleManias in one. Tournament for WrestleMania for four. Maybe. Explosions at number five. I don't know. Uh, the story of Macho Man winning against a fella who wrestled literally half as much as he did in the tournament was kind of cohesive. Yes, yeah, um, I do like that. Because obviously Ted DiBiase looked his way to the final just about. And then credit to Macho and Elizabeth as well for changing outfits all the way through the show. Yes. Every single time they appeared, they had a new outfit on. WrestleMania 4 is definitely not the best WrestleMania of all time. I reckon it could be low down, maybe even the bin, because of just how many matches there were, how short they were, and Hogan just sticking his nose in. Yeah, well, I, I was thinking either bin or bearable, just because Randy Savage was really good. I tell you what, we'll go bearable. And, and then he won. He won. He won the, the title. That's won, what keeps yeah. out the bin because it was a fantastic moment, but it was slightly pissed on Although, by Hulk Hogan. To be fair, Teddy Biasi's got a case uh, alongside the likes of Mr. Perfect and Razor Ramon and stuff as one of the people who should and Jake Roberts who should have won the belt but never did. But he bought it, didn't he? he didn't, then, yeah, but he's not listed, isn't he? He should champion. be though, shouldn't he? Uh, was he listed on NXT when he appeared with Cameron Grimes? I'm sure he was. Wasn't he? I'm sure it was in it's some sort of little promo package. In wrestling history, that Teddy Biasi yeah. didn't technically win it. Him and Inoki. Yeah. Ah well. What a shame. Wrestle. Mania 5, I reckon we're going down to the doldrums of this table once again. Whoa! This card saw the Rockers versus Akeem and Bossman. Uh, Air Africa for the win by Akeem. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in there. That was his finishing move. <laughs> dancing. A good match, a nice clash of styles. Obviously, the Rockers were ahead of their time. Air Africa for the win. Uh, perfect debut in his iconic singlet at this WrestleMania. Before this, he was in tights for a match oh. against the Blue Blazer, which obviously it being Owen Hart, it, it. The Blue Blazer being mm. Owen Hart was a great technical match, but just too short to be sort of up there in the, the your Macho Mans and Steamboats yeah. of the day and whatnot. Uh, Brother Love pretended to be Roddy Piper, interviews himself by doing a Robbie, uh, Robbie? A Roddy Piper in person. Impersonation. Mm. It was brilliant, if you love Bruce Pritchard and all of his impersonations. Mm. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. gets involved. Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey Jr. smokes a tab, gets involved. Who's Morton Downey Jr.? Roddy Piper puts him out with the fire extinguisher. I don't remember. The, I don't oh, you'll recognise the fire extinguisher okay. bit. But um, I don't know who the, man, who, who's the man I've not written down who he was. I'm I assume Google he was some him. sort of chat show host or an actor. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, I've got no idea who that was from the 80s. Ends up with Piper, of course, appearing for the first time since WrestleMania 3, where, of course, he retired. Uh, he got da- uh, Downey with the fire extinguisher. The pair apparently went over time, which obviously hampered the rest of the card. Rick Rude got a fantastic match. Well, a good match mm. out with the Ultimate Warrior because Rude just controls the entire thing and deserves the title because of it. Uh, former best friends Hogan and Savage in the main event where Savage was accusing Hogan of stealing Elizabeth while well, trying to steal Elizabeth, which he clearly was if you yeah. go back and watch the bl- uh, watch the build. What it clearly was. 
Yeah, or Hogan fancied Elizabeth. Yes, probably, yeah. Ah, yeah, of course yeah, he yeah. did. Dirty man. Macho was in control and then Hulk hulked up, of course. Big boot leg drop. Mm. Hogan retains the title. But that, of course, was the fourth out of five WrestleManias to end with Hulk Hogan standing tall because, as Brucey e. P once famously said, Hogan must pose just by, just like that. Uh, but the tide was beginning to turn by the time WrestleMania five came around. Did you find out who he was, that man? Um, no, I, my phone. I've been outside and it was raining and my phone's a bit, it's a bit sticky at the minute. <laughs> yeah, everyone at home knows anyway. Uh, this was the definition of a one-match show. It looked, from what I could see, like he was really famous and we looked stupid. But yeah. in America, he's famous. We don't... We're only 30... In our 30th year. I know you said I'm, nearly th- oh, I know you said I'm 30 years old there. I'm no, 30 in August. No. Terrifying. Um, what was I going to say? I don't, I don't know if bin's the destination for it. When you said the What's Dolphins, keeping out? did you mean the bin? The main event. Yeah. The storyline as well, heading into it. Because the storyline's a classic yeah. storyline. So I think that might save it. Yeah. Is there anything else on the undercard that saves it? Well, Rick Rude and Warrior, for Rick Rude's performance, yes. was good. Um, and then Mr. Perfect versus the Blue Blazer was ahead of its hey, time there was as well. Quite, so. Hey, there was quite a lot. I reckon it's bearable, but above four. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll go with that. I'll go for, oh, maybe we should go at the bottom of all right. Go on, then. They had three good go matches on, on the card. By God. Mm. Uh, WrestleMania six, of course, in Toronto. We had the li- likes of Lance Storm and Edge in the crowd for this one. Demolition defeated the Colossal Connection, which, of course, was Andre the Giant and Haku with Bobby Heenan. The promos were brilliant. Demolition, Demolition saying they would like to drive Andre and Haku off a cliff <laughs> and melt, melt down the wreck to make some new tag team titles. You don't get promos like promos that anymore, do you? not the same anymore, no. no. Cocaine is missing from wrestling. <laughs> Andre's last pay-per-view match in the WF, so a massive one, so he beats up Bobby, throws Haku off the cart and then leaves as a baby face and I send off for Andre the Giant. Mm. Beefcake had a Mr. Perfect, his first televised defeat in like two years. Shouldn't have been Beefcake oh or something God. in there. He uh, chopped Lanny's hair as well. Uh, Piper Peyton Harper's body black oh, no. in his promo uh. with Bad News Brown. Apparently this was done because Ran, uh, sorry, Roddy had no faith in Bad News' promo skills. So we obviously we see the promo early in the card where Piper's doing his promos. Yeah. He turns around and does Bad News' promos. Uh, it's not aged well? Uh, not, no, no, it hasn't. It's, there's a funny anecdote, which I guess is karma, uh, where the... Who was it who hit his... Um, so Andre the Giant got rid of his cleaning solution, apparently, in the back after the match. So Roddy Piper looked like that for about three weeks after WrestleMania <laughs> took place. Had to walk through airports looking like that. So I guess it bit him on the arse. It wasn't a good idea mm. at all. Dusty and Sapphire versus Macho Man and Sherry, I guess, was iconic in its own way. We had the dancing, we had the polka dots, we had all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The first mixed tag team match in WrestleMania. WrestleMania history. We say what you want about it. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I learned. Uh, I went back and watched it. watched most of these WrestleManias in preparation for this tier list. And Jeff Jarrett clearly learned how to throw a punch from Sensational Sherry because the way she throws a punch is just like Jeff Jarrett, who is the greatest pure striker in WWE history. Yeah, he is. Yeah. The only bit, honestly, that I remember is the dancing at the end. So yeah. I'll take your word for it. It's, a, it's in a lot of WrestleMania promo packages. It is. Um, Jim Duggan, who of course is American, was on WrestleMania in Canada, coming out trying to be a babyface with old. The American flag, oh, glory. which didn't quite work. Mm. Um, Ted DiBiase retains against Jake the State Roberts via Countout, who had been written off TV for ages. Another screwy finish, but Jake gets the moral victory and ends up stuffing money in Ted's mouth. Oh. So everyone goes home kind of happy. DDP, of course, drew, uh, well, dro- drove, driven, drove, drove. I, I can't speak English drove. today. Drove rhythm and blues down the uh, down the ring for the the hunker, hunker, hunker. 
honky love performance. <laughs> okay. That's a, the thing that happened. The main event, though, is why we're all here, of course. Warrior versus Hogan, the ultimate challenge mm. for both the WWF and Intercontinental Championships on the line. Passing up the torch moment, obviously, it didn't work out because. But well, why didn't Warrior it work out? Warrior wasn't very good. Warrior wasn't relatable like Hogan was. Eat your vitamins and say yeah. your prayers, you'll be fine. Or you can go up to space and do some things. Yeah, Warrior was less relatable. But I've heard many an older colleague of ours in the past say things like, well, I was not too old that they were Hogan kids. Yeah. Saying that, no, Hogan was cheesy by this point and the Warrior was cool and he was where it was at. Yeah. It's so, amazing. Sorry, go on. Well, so I just don't know whether, I don't know where people generally tend to fall on that. Yeah, he definitely wasn't given the, ch the chance Hogan was, though. No, 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 no. It could have shot the, the, the old experiment to make him the new face of the company. Watching this match back, it's fascinating just watching these two massive men do very, very, very basic th basic things. Yeah. They're shoving each other, getting mad reactions. Of do course, we have the, the test of strength as well oh, with the no. infamous blowjob shot that the camera picked up, I reckon, on purpose because it looks funny. <laughs> the first clean pinfall loss for Hogan in six. Yes. He tries to kick out early, but yeah. he nearly does. It's like three and three point zero 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 one, and he kicks out. A one-match show, repetitive booking and screw finishes all the way throughout. Um, we had Andre losing, but he got the sort of his send-off by turning yeah. babyface. Perfect lost as well. Piper, Dusty. Uh, I don't know what to say about this one. It's a one-match show, isn't it? It is. It is. I often hear people say that it's great, but I think that's just because it's iconic, the main event. And everyone and was either Hogan or Warrior, or yeah. both. And Edge was there. Yeah. Um, and Lance Storm was with Edge. Was he? Apparently. No one ever mentions no. that. That's sad for Lance. Yeah. I was thinking bearable. I'll go bearable. Bearable. Same level as WrestleMania 4. I'll put it above WrestleMania yeah. 4, just because the tournament was a bad format. WrestleMania 7, mm. a controversial one because it was moved from the LA Memorial Coliseum, which could have held up to 100,000 people, to the LA Sports Arena because apparently they'd only sold 16,000 tickets. But WWE told everybody because of the storyline heading into this matchup where, of course, we had uh, Sergeant Slaughter, the Iraqi sympathizer now, taking on Hulk Hogan, who was representing America, and there's real conflict going on in the world. Mm. People thought there was some sort of... Uh, well, WWE put out that there was some sort of security threat yes. because of the... the sort of real life implications of the story do you think it was the tickets I thought it was the tickets oh, basically. Yeah. just going back and reading what we, it's a nice convenient cover up from WWE yeah Slaughter had so much heat yeah. that he just wasn't safe uh, Bob Costas remember him Vince yeah. McMahon leaning over going for a slap all that sort of stuff he pulled out the main, uh, he pulled out the event because of the angle from the title match uh, the undercard had a few highlights it included Virgil versus Ted DiBiase mm. it, it holds up you know the biggest moment of Virgil's oh, entire career apart from when he had breadsticks and he did a Canadian destroyer at Joey Janela's spring break <laughs> Undertaker versus Snooker obviously the Undertaker's first match of his mm. streak basically a glorified squash match which was massive when you remember who Snooker was at the time a mm -hmm. uh, retirement match between Warrior and Savage leading to a reconciliation between the Macho Man and Elizabeth what a moment <laughs> what a moment. Yeah. Emotional. One of the most emotional in WrestleMania. Uh, hist well, wrestling history. Yes. History of life. History of human mankind. <laughs> one of the most emotional moments there. And then the main event blended real-life military conflict with the wrestling. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter became an Iraqi sympathizer, we said. Vowed to destroy Hulkamania while real-life people were preparing for Operation Desert Storm. Mm, that's that looking back. What a bad idea that was. Yeah. Um... It only would have been saved if Sheik Tugboat, which is one of the most infamous things coming from, I think it's Brucey P's podcasts, apparently they were going to have <laughs> Tugboat come on and help take down Hulkamania, but be called Sheik Tugboat. Oh, right. Oh, I've never heard that. I don't like that. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I often view this one 
to a lesser extent though similar to 8 when we get on to 8 where um, like the main event and the top of the card is bad but there's some good stuff on the un there's some iconic moments on the undercard so I don't know where I put it that's the thing it's all, all always remember about the stadium controversy and then the main event and the angle that came up to the main event but yeah. the rest of the card was good yeah I reckon we put it all right yes I reckon the main event was that misguided that it weighs down the rest of the card right. quite a bit okay but, the, but there, were, there were undeniably iconic moments Macho and Elizabeth the retirement match that was a that was one of Warriors better matches as yeah. well it was possibly Warrior's best non-Rick Rude match. Or just his best match. Yeah, or outside of WrestleMania 12. Yep, <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to that. <laughs> WrestleMania 8 now, though, I reckon we're going sort of middle to upper, upper, yeah. upper echelons of, the, of the, the tier list here. Hogan should have faced Ric Flair. Um, it should have been Sean versus Marty, but Marty got fired. This is a little bit of a... I've written down here because of Coke. <laughs> I've simplified that a bit too much. Um, it was a story of the matches that could have been, maybe should have been, but didn't happen. Two mm. of the two examples there. Instead, of course, with, on the Shawn Michaels side of the tracks, we had Shawn Michaels taking on Tito Santana, where a 400-pound, that's weight, body mass, Shawn Michaels fell on top of Tito for the win. <laughs> He was sort of in the world's strongest slam position. Michaels falls on top of him. Michaels gets the pin and wins. Has he not just got really good techers? He's just a fat bastard, isn't he? <laughs> Shawn Michaels, that sexy boy back in 1992. Was this one? Yeah. WrestleMania 8, 92. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, what a year that was. Bret Hart and Roddy Piper brawl was absolutely fantastic. Both faces, but acting heelishly. That was the story mm. of the match. Piper slapping Bret in the face after Bret faked a shoulder injury into a small package. There was little moments like that made that just one of... What a match. What, what a Piper's best matches ever. Yes, it's absolutely fantastic. It's 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 not one of Bret's be like top-tier matches ever, but I like it because it's... It, the stories about how they grew up together and stuff, and, yeah. they're, they're, and you kind of like both of them, but it, they really go for it. It's like two brothers having a fight. Aye, and the main, like the main hook of the piece was sort of the conflict of the heel, Hot Rod. The ref's down, he has the ring bell on his hands, he could just twat Bret Hart upside the head like he would do back in the day because he was a dastardly, dastardly man. Mm. But he throws the bell away, turnbuckle finish, and then obviously that, that cost him. Yes. The conflict of moral, moral beings and all that sort of stuff. That's a know. great one. Uh, Lex Luger interviewed at home because we have the WBF becoming a thing here, and a sexy lady gave him a glass of milk to drink. Just as iconic as Brett Piper. That was a WrestleMania moment for you there. Savage and Flair was also fantastic. We had uh, the build where <laughs> Ric Flair somehow had uh, access to Photoshop. Back in 1992, he photoshopped yeah. pictures of himself with Elizabeth. There were, there's one which always sticks out in my mind, which is they're at a stables with a horse. And they're both <laughs> <Yeah>. like, ah! <laughs> having a good time with a horse. Um, which side is Liz on was sort of the build for this, um, for this match here. Uh, the stuff with Perfect breaking up the pin was a bit confusing but didn't ruin things too much mm. fast paced a bit ahead of its time I guess still the crowd were very much into it the intrigue of Liz being the main thing brilliant match is um is so the thing I've always worried about this storyline or wondered about this storyline is when Flair's saying that to Macho Man like I used to go out with Liz and he's showing these pictures and that is Savage and Elizabeth not thinking we did all those things <laughs> in exactly the same and took exactly the same pictures because after the match obviously after the feud's over you see the real versions yeah. of the pictures so I don't understand that maybe also, they just coked off the face maybe <laughs> wasn't this the Wrestlemania about uh, with the blading story as well yes it was both oh. men fine because Ric Flair obviously bladed and there was no blading policy back in 1992 I think they didn't know at first that Brett had bladed because he was good mm. and then Flair didn't care and he just went yeah. uh, Roberts versus Undertaker of course <clears> the second match of the street Undertaker mm. sits up from a DDT which was unthinkable back then um, Tombstone on the floor for the win obviously a brutal finish even though you can't criticise him for not starting his head off the floor yeah, properly yeah. can you um, bit of a, well 
bit of a sloppy match, I guess, but Undertaker, that was just the, sort of how it went for him back mm. then because I mean, he had to walk so slow. It must be hard, hard to do the moves, but then also try and do them really slowly. Yeah. Do you think that's what, when we hear stories of like Vince McMahon sending Keith Lee to big man class, Probably. do you think that's what he wants them to be like? Do your impressive cartwheel, but really slowly. Yeah. Uh, Papashango, of course, is the story oh. of the main event because he misses his cue. Sid Justice is facing Hulk Hogan. Uh, Build is Hogan's last match ever due to the steroid st- uh, scandal, which is about to kick off, and Hogan being taken out the firing line. My God, this was a mad period of time. Yeah. Shango was supposed to come down and attack Hogan mid pinfall to cause the DQ, but he was late. So, so Sid late. Justice, he was at the top <laughs> of the ramp, wasn't Not he? even a little bit late. Yeah, and it, it was, was a, a massive yeah, ramp with yeah, a, a bend really as well. Um, and he's just, he's not even past the bend and the three counts is happening he's also not really in a rush no. <laughs> he's just sort of like uh, just give him a panny it's yeah. just too far away like the young bucks sprinting to save their dad <laughs> that's, that's the speed he's going Sid Justice then had to kick out of the leg drop which nobody did but I don't care who you were uh, Bobby said on commentary that Sid is a straight is straight jacket material and sometimes he calls him Psycho Sid was a ni- nice little detail mm. uh, you pick up watching the match back then because of course he wasn't known as Psycho Sid then but would go on to be Earl Hebner Got to the intended finish by DQ and Sid because Harvey Harvey Whippleman got on the apron. Oh. So he got to the DQ finish, but Whippleman was on the apron, and that's what caused the DQ. They just, which just, they just panicked, didn't they? They didn't know what yeah. to do. Could Whippleman not have got in and like hit Hogan? He should have got in and done something to force the DQ, yeah. obviously. But uh, it doesn't matter, though, because Warrior came down to save the day when Papa Shango did eventually get down there. People go mad. Yeah, people did go mad. Uh, it just it looked like we were setting up for a tag team match at maybe the next year's WrestleMania, yeah. or maybe the SummerSlam, but it just obviously didn't happen. Uh, the end, this was, of the Hulkamania era because he wouldn't be back until WrestleMania 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, we know what happened. We'll get out of that a bit later there. Um, and this was the end of the Monsoon Gorilla Partnership on commentary oh. as well. Heartbreaking scenes. This card... Oh, Monsoon Heenan, sorry. Monsoon... Yeah, Monsoon, yes. yes. I beg my pardon. No, that's, right. that's the same person, isn't it? I'm not with it today. But anyway, this up and down card. Piper versus Hart was fantastic. Luger drinking his milk was fantastic. Yes. Uh, the build and I guess the intrigue to what Liz was doing on the, on the card as well, mm. that was fantastic. Um, but the main event is what overshadows everything. Yeah, so people really love this WrestleMania. I remember many moons ago I did like an article where I talked about WrestleMania 8. And people, in the feedback, generally people were saying, like, no, it was actually way better than you're saying here. And I thought, yeah, maybe I've been a bit harsh, but I I think if a modern WrestleMania had a pretty good undercard and then the main event had a botched run-in DQ finish, what would people think? Yeah. How much would that outweigh what we'd seen before? So I don't know where to put it. I reckon it's on the the same sort of story as Seven. Yes, I think so. But I think I prefer it slightly to seven, so yeah. I might pop it. I might just, there go. Yeah, Piper versus Hart deserves it. Mm. Now we go to WrestleMania 9, obviously one of the <laughs> more divisive WrestleManias of one all second. time. Personally, <laughs> that's where it deserves to go. Yeah, yeah. I love the aesthetic, though. Oh, yeah. The aesthetic is fantastic. I wish we had more overt themes <laughs> at WrestleMania. Uh, the first WrestleMania to be held outdoors, obviously, at Caesar's Palace. Uh, we had the actual Caesar there to open the show. <laughs> what he an honour. The real man. Uh, Jim Ross. They all had nicknames as well, like Fink. Uh, Fink <laughs> Had his own, whatever his name was back then. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. Tatanka was screwed in the Intercontinental Wait, Championship match. Bobby against... Heenan backwards on the camel. Backwards on the camel, yes. yeah. This was a ma- Was this. No, that's not even remotely right, Ross. I guess it was the first WrestleMania with multiple special entrances. Okay. Obviously, oh, we had Rhythm, Rhythm, yeah. Rhythm and Blues at six, obviously, springs to mind. But yeah. before that, they were all pretty much the same, weren't they? But here yeah. we had Undertaker coming out with his big crow. <laughs> yeah. His vulture, sorry, not a big crow. I'm getting me birds wrong here. Um, Bobby Heenan doing that there. Shawn Michaels was 
lying no no who was lying down on the thing macho man was lying yes, down on his thing yes. on a chaise longer yes. which is definitely how you pronounce that word anyway Tatanka was screwed in the IC title match with Michaels Michaels grabs the ref and drags him outside Tatanka has the match won uh, but just as the ref is about to start the count he calls for the DQ yeah, that match is a slog it's a, it's a good match as it well it is good but it's so long Yeah, it's and, like a mini version of the main event of 12 yeah and I well, guess you could say a bit overbooked maybe a little, a little bit, bit maybe a little bit um, well, obviously you can tell that Michaels is really good yeah and Tatanka yeah, yeah, he plays his role well. He does. When he hulks up, it's exciting. Tanks up. Head yeah. shrinkers versus Steiners was absolutely fantastic. We do uh, one of the head shrinkers did the old, well, I say old Mick Foley spot, but he hadn't done it yet in the World Wrestling yeah, Federation. So true. it was his getting sort of caught in the ropes by in the neck. Uh, the two doinks after the match with Crush. I mean, ah, <sighs> oh, it's good. It's, oh, it's good. It's not one of. The, I don't mind it. I know a lot of people do. <laughs> I think it's silly, but there's room for silliness. As we saw this year in WrestleMania, there's room for silliness of in WrestleMania. Of course there is, and we should just all sit back and enjoy it. Maybe there's, maybe not too much silliness <laughs> like in this one, but yeah. Razor Ramon takes on Bob Backlund four minutes long, and there's a small package. Uh, Backlund and Razor, I... Mm. Uh, Money Inc., which was Ted DiBiase and IRS, defeated the Mega Maniacs, Hulk Hogan, and Brutus Beefcake. Beefcake, uh, Beefcake, of course, with his invincible face. After that horrible thing he went through with the, the beach and the paragliding yeah, thing was yeah. terrible. Hogan had his own black eye. Do you Hogan. believe one thing, which was the macho man hitting him because of an affair? I, do you believe the jet ski thing? I like to believe that Randy Savage punched him. So do I. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, you can tell that the steroid era is over or has been severely limited. Because Hogan, obviously, is still bigger than the average man. But compared to the previous year, yeah. he's he's trim. He's positively... He's shrunk. He has, yeah. Put him in the wash and a bit too hot setting. Mm. This, of course, was the match where Jimmy Hart tries to hop then in the ring. Then he goes to WCW and he just... <laughs> 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 Jimmy Hart hops in the ring, puts on the referee shirt and tries to end mm. it before the actual referee comes down and says, no, Jimmy, you silly old man. You can't do that. I'll call the match. And then they just lose, which mm. is quite funny. I thought, anyway. Uh, Luger cheats to win after a good match with Mr. Perfect, which mm. is rare to say for Lex Luger in my opinion yeah what cheating to win or having a good match just having a good match oh boo I don't like Lex Luger never, no, got, never no, got him no. never got him um, good because of perfect obviously feet on the ropes Lex is uh, yeah I don't know no I don't know because we, we, we had the spot where Lex's foot's on the ropes and that's called like oh you can't do that perfect do you uh, think Lex Luger has the same face as Sting not the wrestler Sting the musician Sting I can see that if you squint yeah it's a bit more compressed in it in terms of where the eyebrows start and the chin is yeah yeah yeah, yeah fair. like that meme with the babies you know like, doo -doo -doo. maybe but people squeeze the baby's faces oh what a horrible trend yeah oh Anything Funny. for likes. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Undertaker's first loss at WrestleMania. No, no. Because he got hit with some chloroform. He won, but Giant Gonzalez came closer than anyone, including <laughs> Triple H in WrestleMania 28, to snapping the streak. Load of bollocks, so it was. But yeah. An iconic entrance from the Undertaker the all the same. bodysuit is a weird decision. Yeah. I don't know how we even try and unpack that. I can see what they were trying to go for. <laughs> but how did they think it would look convincing? Yeah. Just have him dressed like Shanky. <laughs> if you want him to... Yeah, why not? Shanky and Pat McAfee have the same attire, don't they? I've just realised. That's a stable. That's the start of a stable. Yeah. yeah. The black... The BVG. Yes. The black vest gang. <laughs> That's cool. Anyway, we get to the main event of WrestleMania 9, which is a complete load of bollocks. Yoko beats Brett in the main event. Now, because of a... Bruce Pritchard likes to peddle this European tour thing, which is apparently Hogan 
then challenging Yoko to a match, and then Yoko going, I go on, then even I've just won the main event mm. at WrestleMania, I don't have to have this match. Brucey e. P likes to say they were going on a European tour, and Hogan getting the title back was to try and push ticket sales for that European tour. Oh. But you go back and read the Observer from that time and stuff, and apparently the tour was sold out anyway. Bret Hart seems to certainly think that it was just Hulk Hogan being Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And just wanting, being a mark for himself. My eye. Yeah. 22 seconds it was between well, the, the second match, the second main event starting, and Hogan uh, taking the title I of think, Yoko. I think um, uh, the, it's weird, but I think the two worst WrestleMania main events have come back to back there. Yeah. Eight and nine. Awful. Yeah. But nine didn't have the benefit of a strong undercard. As strong and undercard. Yeah. Michaels into Tanker was good. Hedtrickers versus Steiner was good. Uh, Lex Luger was good. The rest of it was bad. So, Bin. Definitely worth it. Yeah. WrestleMania 10, I reckon we have our second. I do as well. In the best here. Yes. Go, let's go through what happened. The best opener in WrestleMania history, still to this day, I would say, which is Bret Hart versus Owen in that match with the camera angle from above. Just wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good wrestling. I love the story as well of Owen always being overshadowed by Brett. Then in this match, having won, he thinks, oh my God, I'm going to overshadow my brother finally. Then we get to later on the card. But Brett still overshadows his little brother. It's like Shakespeare. Yeah. It's fantastic. They used to do it so well, didn't they? Mm. Uh, we had another, another highlight, which was the fake President Bill Clinton, presented as if he was the real Bill Clinton. Uh, Todd Pettengill is... Absolutely- Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Pettengill is... Nervous is out while interviewing this fake Bill Clinton which is very weird but a fantastic performance from I'm, Todd I feel sad that we've only mentioned Todd one time so far yeah. at Wrestlemania 9 he was having the time <laughs> of his life in the crowd oh yeah he had to interview fans didn't he yeah oh he interviewed some poor I think they were Japanese and he was trying to bill it as they were supporting Yokozuna <laughs> But they, did, they didn't clearly English wasn't their first language, and he just asked them a he asked them a question. They start to say something. He goes, "Unbelievable!" <laughs> <laughs> Burt Reynolds was there too. Another ah. interesting thing from Brucey P's podcast. Apparently, there was some heat backstage, and his appearance was in doubt, and then it all got sorted out somehow. Go back and listen to that episode of WrestleMania 10 mm. with Brucey P for more on that. Macho Man and Crush had a match. Macho Man hasn't beat, and then rolls him to the floor for the win. After pinning him, it was so he had to pin them, then sort of get a ten count. But he took them backstage and tried to string them up like yeah. jaws. Strange. Uh, and it, obviously the, the the rope didn't ha- hold because Crush is a very heavy man. Yes. It was a weird little match. Um, Alundra Blaze defeated Lilani Kai, which was a passing of the torch thing in the women's game. Which, oh. but, and Alundra Blaze, go back. I watched the she match. She was the Becky Lynch of her day. Oh, big time! And she was just ahead of her time by at least fifteen years. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I watched the match with her and um, oh my god, I've forgotten her name. I'm on a mare today. Wendy. No, not Wendy. Oh, um, um, oh, I don't know. Big, tall, spiky air. Oh, from the Far East. Oh, Bonacano. Bonacano. Yeah. Fantastic match. Mm. I think it's from SummerSlam 94. Why am I having trouble with names today? Then we have Luger, who, of course, is one of the two Royal Rumble winners at the start of 1994. He challenges Yoko first. Th- was this was this the first instance of a Daniel Bryan sort of situation where How they so? wanted to push, the company wanted ah, to push right. Luger, and the fans wanted Brett. Yeah. And then when they both won the Rumble and they both went, I won, no, I won. And the fans are so much louder for Brett. And because Luger's not very good, Brett oh. came out on top. Shoot on Luger a lot in this video. <laughs> He's, I tell you, I think we answered this on the podcast a little a few weeks ago. The one you ago. never got. The one I never got. The we one, all have that one wrestler we never the got. The one I never got was Sting and I look like a fool now because <laughs> he's having a massive career research. He's jumping off balconies. That is ridiculous. Oh. Lex Luger could never do that, ever. <laughs> um, anyway, we had uh, Mr. Perfect as the heel referee for Yoko versus Luger, obviously. Some classic stuff, just mm. not counting pinfalls and that. Built to a bit of a lame finish because Perfect just walks off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but forget about that because then we have Michaels versus Razor in the first ever ladder match in WWE Somewhere history. Somewhere 
in Canada, Bret Hart is trembling with rage. <laughs> I did, it was part of Razor's uh, sort of tribute package recently after he's passed away. Mm. Unfortunately, obviously, uh, they, they said it was the first ever ladder match, yeah. despite hosting one in 1992 with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Um, it, it, I don't mind that it's remembered as the first one because it's very good. It's certainly better than the first one. Mm. Um, Michael stripped of the belt because he won't put anyone over in real life and not defending it often enough in kayfabe. Nice how they blended that together. Yeah. Um, uh, this match was just... I don't know what you even say about it. The, 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 they, did, they worked wonders considering the ladder. They only had one, didn't they? And it was bending, it was buckling, it was... The ladder awful. was like a third character in the match. <laughs> it was fantastic. They, but it, 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 in a different way, it's enjoyable. Compared to like Money in the Bank ladder matches these days when things are flying all over the place. Everything was slower, but it mattered a lot. Yeah. Like, the, like the big splash, the infamous splash and everything. And obviously, a lot of people say it was all about Shawn Michaels just doing these big spots, like when he rides the ladder down onto Razor, mm. who's on the, on, the, on the mat, and then jumping off the top of the ladder for that big splash but Razor holds his own in this match I don't know why he just got forgotten about for so many not the infamous splash sorry the famous splash it was a good thing yeah I've said infamous as if it was bad ah, it was good some people might not like it for some <laughs> weird reason sorry anyway um, I like the finish as well when Michael's getting tied up via the leg how he did that bump so seamlessly coming down off the ladder and then getting his leg caught up on the ropes to allow, allow Razor to go up the top just a fantastic match he was pretty good at, at wrestling Joe Michael he was pretty yeah. good at wrestling um Yes, sorry, I've got written down here. It was Brett's idea, apparently, the ladder match. Because right. he took it from Stampede, obviously. Mm. And then these two set the precedence, though. These two set the standard. Yes. Uh, the 10 man tag doesn't happen in this match, in this in this card, sorry, because this match, the, the Razor Michaels match, went way too over time. I didn't know that it bumped another match. Yeah, there was a 10 man tag, and I've oh. not written down who it was supposed to be, which is a shame on me. Never mind. Slap. I don't know if anyone would remember. Uh, Brett versus Yoko in the main event of the night. Obviously, you mentioned earlier how Owen thinks he's overshadowed his brother finally, but no, Brett wins the big one. I didn't care for the finish because it's just Yoko in the corner going for the bonsai drop, and he loses his mm. balance and falls back, and Brett pins is him. Is it this one, or is it WrestleMania 9? I feel like it's this one where Brett says that Yokozuna accidentally went home too early. He wanted to, oh, he was really tired. I've not like, heard that just, one before. I think Brett said, I think it was this one, but it, I could be wrong. It could be for Mania 9. Yeah. Said in one of his big matches with Yokozuna, they had this whole sequence planned out, and then Yokozuna cut out like a whole middle section of the match, either because he was tired or he just forgot. Yeah. And Brett was like, well, I guess I'll just go home then. You yeah. can't blame him being that size, can you? No, oh, yeah. He must be enough. knackered all yeah. the time. Uh, the first WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan was a. a uh, just a hit. Yes. I don't know what else you say yeah, there. Absolutely. It was just fantastic. Three excellent matches. The rest of the card had its there, 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 but also had its all right stuff. Mm. So I reckon WrestleMania 10 goes straight in the best Now, year. for me, this is the first time we've got one where, apart from like two things, I'm struggling to think what was on 11. I'll tell you. Go on. Luger and the Bulldog, they took on the Blue Brothers. Okay. Who are the Harris brothers, but with long hair, in what could Good. be the worst ever WrestleMania opener ever. When it comes a year after Brett versus Owen, you really, really, really appreciate that match a lot more. Fair enough. We have Jeff Jarrett versus Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title, which was ruined by the ending, which was a WrestleMania DQ, which was, yeah, was as I said earlier, mm. a lot more frequent than you might think back in the day. Mm. Classic stuff with Jarrett and the roadie, uh, Road Dog obviously doing silly buggers, just being lovely wrestling heels. Mm. More like... Butland's heels, though. Yeah, yeah. Egg on the face kind of Especially stuff. Especially now that we're sort of... We're not in the Attitude Era, but it's on the horizon. We're yeah. approaching it. You'd think there'd be a bit more edge, a mm. bit more bite. But, uh. but here it is. Here is the bite and the edge. 
King Kong, and he said Ted Bundy there. I'm not a man. King Kong he Bundy. He was called Bundy, to be fair. That had to be deliberate. That had to be a real choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, King Kong Bundy takes on The Undertaker with the massive earned shenanigans that ended early, slammed, flying clothesline for the win. Mm. That's what Flying how, clothesline flying for the win. Undertaker's flying clothesline well, for the win here. Maybe you don't want to risk trying to tombstone King Kong Bundy. You yeah. Might, you might do him serious damage. So, yeah. He must have a, must have had a better move than a, the flying clothesline for the finish back then. The though. last ride. Yeah. <sighs> imagine. Imagine. If he had that there. <laughs> uh, Owen and his surprise well, partner. I'm just imagining him like tuning up the band in the corner. <laughs> Owen, is, uh, Owen Hart and his surprise partner Yokozuna making his first appearance since the, the previous Survivor Series. Yes. They defeated the Smoking Guns for the tag team titles in what is the best match of the night to that point. Then mm. we have Piper with zero build as the surprise guest referee for Bret Hart versus is Backland, where Piper just takes the piss. Yes. Are you okay? Do you want to give up? Do you want to give up? He's just just shouting at people all the way through the match. It's a little bit unbearable. Uh, he even asked Bret Hart if he wants to give up while Bret Hart's applying a submission hold to Bob oh, Backlund. Oh, no. And then, of course, the finish is hilarious because he's <laughs> Backlund's trapped and he's just he, just Piper says to him do you want to give up and Batten just goes Bleh! he doesn't say it yeah he, the rules are you've got to say that you quit yeah. and he just kind of goggles it's you're right it's very funny it's Mike Nigel Thornberry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Shawn Michaels who doesn't uh, like the the meat so these earlier Wrestlemanias well not the early early ones but the second right. you know what I mean the, the 90s Wrestlemanias had media by the ringside because they were trying to make it feel like a big boxing yeah. match or something like that Shawn Michaels and his match match here against Diesel does not like them at all because the numerous points during this matchup he just throws uh, innocent photographers who are just doing their photographers. job yeah, yeah, just throws yeah. them to the, uh, to the floor uh, remembered of course for Shawn Michaels sandbag and a Diesel powerbomb he bomb. buried his friend yeah. his best friend yeah. and he buried him because he was a dick back then but it was his pal as well <laughs> I, mean, I mean you know you hear stories of him like being horrible to like Vader or whoever but He's, it's a click. Yeah. And he and my and Nash, when he's been interviewed about it since, always says like he's like, oh yeah, what's he like? To be fair though, Michaels gave Diesel everything, didn't he? When you think about where Diesel came from, I know Diesel had to get uh, over I by himself. So. I guess so. But like Michaels got him in the door, I guess, and that wouldn't have helped. That it wouldn't have hindered him to have Michaels in his corner anyway. I guess at numerous points backstage true. during that period of time. Very true. You, come, you, you take the rough with a smooth, don't you? I reckon that landing might have hurt. Off the jackknife. He sort of landed on his lower back, didn't he? Yeah. He over-rotated that much. But uh, then, of course, this was the WrestleMania which had not a wrestler in the main event. Lawrence Taylor taking on Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, better than it had any right to be. Lawrence yeah. Taylor had mastered a few professional wrestling manoeuvres. A, a shoulder tackle for the win, which, in my research, I found out, gave Bam Bam a $250,000 payout. Really? For putting over Lawrence Taylor in the main event of WrestleMania. Fantastic. I was about to say, I feel sorry. For, I always feel sorry for Bam Bam in this one because he deserved better. But no, now I, I don't. would take that as well. Oh yeah. Even if I look like Bam Bam Bigelow, who should be beating Lawrence Taylor, you would yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but this. Oh, but Lawrence Taylor was a big, one of the all-time greats. He's not, he didn't have a tattooed scalp, like though, if, didn't he? No, he didn't. But it's <laughs> like if Maradona took on someone, he was like a really big deal. Mm. But. No tattoos on his skull, as far as I can tell. This was an interesting... I'm going to sneeze in a second. Oh! Elephant, elephant, elephant. I am a mayor today. This was a, a little bit of a commentary. This, if you look at this WrestleMania card and how it was made up, this was a commentary on how Vince McMahon looked at his roster way back in 1995 mm. because there was an over-reliance over on celebrities over the wrestling. We had Pamela Anderson. 
Will she be there? Won't she be there? Will she be there? Who should be coming out with? Yeah. yeah. But she comes out with Diesel. Doesn't she should have come out with Michaels because that was the stipulation. Yeah. He and won it, the Royal Rumble. But Michaels got a consolation prize. He got Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which, had, I feel bad for her. In that <laughs> storyline. Pamela just didn't want to be there, did she? She just looked bored as out of ringside. Uh, she smiled politely. Yes. <laughs> then we had that small child with the lovely centre part, and he was called Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, we had Salt and Pepper. Fantastic. Oh. They were feeling at Bret Hart. It was all a bit scandalous, <laughs> I tell you. We had NYPD's Nick Detero. Okay. His mic doesn't work early on, but he, he, he brings it back round later on. Yeah. Uh, we had the American League umpire, Larry Young, who refereed Undertaker versus uh, King Kong Bundy. All the big hitters. And then we have a Mongo appearance, because Mongo is part of Lawrence Taylor's crew. He is. Go on, the Mongo. Do you think if you had to name any baseball player, would you say Pete Rose because of wrestling? I just when you mentioned the American Roof, yeah. when you mentioned the American League umpire there, I thought would English wrestling fans typically just go Pete Rose? To be honest Pete with Roof? you, I had no idea what American League is. I just I think if it's because I think right. Just in oh, case it's not baseball. Be, just in case, because now I'm worried I've made myself <laughs> like a fool. I think that in the the current Major League Baseball league is like there was two competing leagues and they merged, and one's the American League and one's the National League. Larry Young, referee. Uh, Major League Baseball. Yes! Come Six, on! 68. Get him in for WrestleMania 39. I turned there so I didn't shout into the mic and it's clipped. <laughs> it. um, yeah, WrestleMania 11, all about the celebrities because Vince, I don't think, had too much faith in his actual wrestlers no. filling out a, a, an arena and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you look at the highlights. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Michaels and Diesel's match was all right. It was up until the finish, yeah, it was good. And, and uh, LT, LT, as I call him, and... and B B B B B's match, but Triple B's match. Triple B. Uh, that was better. As you say, that was better than I had any right to be. LT certainly falls within the sort of Logan Paul area of not quite. Not bad. as good. No, probably not as good. But by those standards, by that, the, if he yeah. if he trained, if if Lawrence Taylor was younger and he was training for this WrestleMania this year, I reckon he would have been outstanding. Training with Rey Mysterio instead of Bam Bam Bigelow, yeah, he would have been yeah, doing yeah. more more flamboyant spots, no doubt about and it. I, I think. He's not. He's not quite Bad Bunny. Yeah. But yeah, I think Logan Paul's better than Bad Bunny. I think Bad Bunny had a lot more help, but oh, that's a hard shout. That's, that's a, a story for another time. The, we'll do a podcast yeah. on that. Who was the best celebrity wrestler? Oh, we should do that this week. Um, oh, anyway, yeah. um, other highlights of the card. Obviously, Jarrett versus Razor was fun, but felt a bit too much like a house show yeah. match for a WrestleMania match. And then Owen Hart and Yoko taking on the Smoke and Guns. Apart from that, Brett versus Backlund didn't deliver for me because it was just Piper taking the piss. Mm. Um, yeah, I reckon bearable. I reckon bearable yeah, as well. Bearable. It, it, it almost could be Ben. But it's not. I'm not going to no, put. I'm not no, going to put the bit. It's not the same level as two or nine. WrestleMania 12. We have divisive. Camp, Camp Cornet defeats Yoko, Jake, and Ahmed Johnson, which was good for what it was. I liked it. Big Ahmed Johnson. Just big men slapping all kinds yes. of meat. Jim Cornette at ringside as well. Then, of course, we have Austin, who was in the midst of his feud with Savio Vega. Um, Austin only a couple of months in the World Wrestling Federation mm. by this point. It was fine. A nice induction, but uh, introduction, sorry, but a lot more to come. Why did Austin, although he might have started to look like the Stone Cold we know by this point, but around the ringmaster sort of time... Why, what, what did he what looked different did he have a little bit of hair yeah just like just buzz that cut, what it was yeah. was he skinnier and he had no beard either no oh, goatee oh yeah no beard yeah. well that really changes how he looks yeah. yeah looks better doesn't he 
Ooh. I love this. I love him with a full beard. Whoa. Has he ever tried? Oh, aye. There's a pictures on Google. Oh. oh believe me, okay. there's pictures on Google. Uh, then we have under, uh, sorry, under, the undefeated Triple H. The Undertaker. Triple H. <laughs> the undefeated Triple H heading into WrestleMania oh, 12. Was he undefeated he, when this happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. And he loses to Ultimate Warrior, who no-sells a pedigree. As punishment <laughs> for the curtain call incident. I think the, did the curtain call happened just slightly after this. Damn it. I think. Damn. Let yeah, me completely one. speak some words. Hang on, yeah, because I thought this was punishment for the curtain call. When did call. the cur curtain call Yeah. No, happen. it must have been just before this, surely. Look back at the... May the 19th. No, When 96. it was... I assume this was April. When was WrestleMania 12? I can't believe 12? it. So then what was this punishment? So WrestleMania they... 12 was March the 31st, 1996. So why, why, did, why did this... It was the hog pen. That was the punishment, not winning King of the Ring. Oh, my God. That's I true. don't know why this that's happened. That's totally Mandela effect. I've yeah. always just assumed... But, but you yeah. would assume it was. But, the, but obviously WrestleMania is in April, so why... Yeah, or March. Wow. Warrior, Warrior came back here and no sold a pedigree, beating undefeated Triple H without even trying. Load of bollocks. Diesel versus Undertaker for the title. A really, really good big man match. You go back and watch this, and you, you don't realise how much Kevin Nash can do. Because yeah. obviously with the Pavlovian nature of Kevin Nash coverage, you think, oh my God, Kevin Nash tries to do a big boot, knee falls off. But no, mm. Kevin Nash does lots of big moves here, completely just keeps up Undertaker all the way through, who by this WrestleMania, WrestleMania 12, was starting to wrestle less like a dead man and more like a... Not like a UFC man, but the high, the middle point of those yeah. two things. Like a proper wrestler. <laughs> Diesel was like the Roman Reigns of his day. Yeah. Especially because everyone loved him before they tried to make him cool. Yeah. 94 Royal Rumble. Oh, mm. he's kicking ass. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah. All kinds this of is, names this as is well. a different Diesel now. This is a year later, isn't it? Heel Diesel. Two, two years later. Yes. Uh, then the card goes whoom, uh, in quality because we have Roddy Piper versus Goldust and the Hollywood Backlot Brawl. Oh. Attitude Era before the Attitude Era was even a thing. We have the stuff, obviously, with the OJ Simpson 4 Bronco chase seamlessly worked in <laughs> to this match. Yeah. It was brutal as well. You think about the stuff in the, like, in the little parking lot at the start. Uh, with, with sort of Piper trying to run down Goldust. Oh, was it yeah, the way actually, yeah. No, yeah. Well, um, I can't and remember the stuff with the water, and it, it was brutal for the for the time. This was Goldust when he was being all sinister in that as well. Yeah, well, he got mm. to get stripped down, didn't he? He's yeah. wearing some lingerie. Mm. Uh, then, of course, the main event. It's not... I, I don't think it's... I think it's unfair to say this. This card is a one-match card, which many people like to say it is. But the main event is the Iron Man match, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. What are your thoughts on that one? Oh, well... Hmm... So it's not one of my favourites, but it's a bold decision. It was bold, wasn't it? It's like something Ring of Honor would do. Like it's yeah. weird. I am. Oh, I hate being in the middle on it, but I am. I don't hate it. I respect it for what it is. But I think if they did it these days, I'd be less forgiving because it ate up so much time. I appreciate the Kavorka yeah. on Vince McMahon as well because it ended nil nil. Yeah. I had to go to overtime. An hour wasn't enough. By God. Um, but I think it's it's really slow, but understandably so, because need to fill an hour. Mm. Um, but there's certain points when it really gets going, you're thinking, oh, this is good, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then you think about the start where it was really slow, and you think, oh, it wasn't too good, that. If it had been half an hour and they'd just thrown everything at each other, it could have yeah. been unbelievable. Yeah. But I don't hate it as much as some people seem to. I think the sentiment in recent years has turned against it. And I, I, I'm in the middle. I mentioned that because a lot of people's outlook on WrestleMania 12 is just down to that match because a lot of people just say it's a one-match card. Oh, but I it think does take up a lot of the it show. It does, yeah. It? But you look at Roddy Piper versus Goldust, I thought that was a good match there. 
What? All right. Then, you don't uh, think it was a good match? Yeah. I really enjoyed it, mate. Yeah. Diesel versus Undertaker is is better than you think it was. Yes. Go back and watch it the, t- today. Uh, then we have the down bits, which is like Triple H losing the Warrior. Uh, Austin versus Savio Vega was fine, but we're just getting to no Stone Cold at this point. And then the opener was a big a big men slap a meat thing. I think it's somewhere in the in the all right tier. Yes, I agree. I'd agree. And I feel bad because after hyping up is like, oh, it's so divisive. We've got right in the middle. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm not brave enough to go anywhere so else. We'll take the, the rough with the smooth. Mm. WrestleMania 13. We sort of have a, a show called the Free for All, which is like a kickoff show oh, where, yeah. and I mention this because Stone Cold Steve Austin is cutting a promo about Bret Hart whinging all the time and being screwed over apparently in Bret Hart's mm. uh, in Bret Hart's view. And because <laughs> he mentions being screwed, Stone Cold says, "I'm not bringing a condom to the match. I'm bringing a can of." Whoop ass. Oh, that's not very. That's not a very good line from Stone Cold. Fantastic. Do you think it's good? Mentioned screwed, which also means yeah. sex. Well, yeah. This this <laughs> one for me is a bigger one match show than, oh, yeah. than twelve. Yeah. Even. But we'll go through the okay. rest of the matches yeah, yeah. because they're all bangers. Mm. Uh, the opening four way won by the headbangers. That's that's a load of fine. It's, I don't know what else you say <laughs> yeah. about that. The headbangers were doing some spots ahead of their time because obviously they jumped off the top rope to the floor and all that sort of stuff. It was okay. A good way mm. to open the main card. The Sultan versus The Rock with no crowd reaction at all is really weird to go back and it watch. Is, it was it? a boring match as well with lots of holds mm. and a really long thing. Uh, they, had, they were doing all these holds and because this WrestleMania was held in Chicago, which is, you know, a bit, you know, on the smarkier oh, yeah, side yeah. of the wrestling scale. The crowd is going... Sounded so enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Love you, the smarks They're cool in Chicago. In Chicago. Um, I reckon I hated there. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Nah, I reckon never, we never went to Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah, um, but they're, they're doing all these submission holds, and the crowd are booing, and then they do this long double down spot, and the crowd just go, "Oh, <laughs> what's going on here?" It's like an Andy pop. Yeah, <laughs> really hostile crowd just don't like it at all. It was painful and weird to watch. In hindsight, it was just weird mm. watching the, the Rock, especially knowing what he would become, uh, just wrestling a sort of match and being booked like that as well. When the sentiment was always against him anyway, mm. obviously building from the, the previous Survivor Series. But it's a mistake they'd make time and time again. Yeah. Anyway, Vince likes what he likes. Mm. Goldust versus Triple H. Um, uh, it was okay, but there was a few innovative spots. China obviously remembered in this match for Ragdoll and Mar- uh, Marlena. Yes. That was iconic. Uh, having Goldust as the sympathetic babyface was a weird call, given what we'd seen from Goldust over the previous few years because he was the heel. Obviously, we might feel sorry for him after watching Marlena getting ripped apart by mm. China. That was weird. The crowd just didn't care because of that. Vader and Mankind versus Davey versus Owen. This is where the card starts to go. Because mm. we start getting the crowd back into things. It was a fantastic. I'd say it was a fantastic match until the double count out at the end. Another WrestleMania screwy finish because Mankind wouldn't let go of the mandible claw on the floor. Therefore, him and uh, I think it was Oni had it on, got counted out. And I think out of all the matches we've mentioned so far that have been DQs, apart from the main event of WrestleMania Eight, this is the one that needed a finish or deserved a finish yeah. most. I think. Yeah. Then we go up higher even more because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart and the oh. double turn. Thank God for it wasn't Bret Hart. Even the main event, Ross. No, it, no wasn't it wasn't. Even, it wasn't for the title. No, it wasn't. It was a blood feud because of screwed and condoms and no. There why was a bit did, more to it than that. Why didn't Why didn't they just call an audible in the build, stick the belt on Bret or Austin, and then that's your main event? Because they're not tall enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's my rationale. Mm. Um, oh, very tall main event. Yeah. The double turn speaks for itself, obviously, and. Shout out to Bret Hart. I forget who was saying it recently, Bret Hart always knows best. Because obviously there was, there was still a no blading policy in the World Wrestling Federation mm. by this point. But what happens in the match? Bret Hart blades Stone Cold Steve Austin because apparently Austin wasn't comfortable enough to do it himself. Fair enough. Bret Hart does Deniability. it for him. Aye. Yeah, I didn't do it. Aye. Yeah. Um, but Bret Hart does it for him. And obviously if, if Stone Cold's not bleeding, 
That moment at the end there where he pass it out, passes out loses half of its Yes. Oomph. I was going to say, it's still got some, but I think that's true. It loses a, a half, yeah. Yeah. This is my favourite ever WrestleMania match of, of all time. Is it? Where do you rank it? It's a, it's in the conversation for mine. I would go fair Undertaker enough. Michaels 25. Okay, that's fair enough. But this this, one, this one's phenomenal. Um, and... I just, I'm trying. We'll we'll go over the main event first, actually. Well, yeah, this match was just a, it was the perfect combination of like brawling and then Bret Hart yeah. working the leg and stuff. It had everything. It had everything that match did. Character work. Yes. Passion. Blood. 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 Yeah, lots bit of more blood. blood. Ken Shamrock. After this is oh yeah, Ken Shamrock. Ken, Can't forget about Ken. In his sexy referee. <laughs> <laughs> his arms are massive. Yeah. Then of course we have the Nation of Domination uh, versus Ahmed Johnson and LOD in a Chicago street fight. Go back and watch this one, right? Because coming after Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart, arguably the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. This is fantastic because it's like six massive men just twatting each other with massive weapons. <laughs> Hart Hawk as well from LOD somehow bounces a two by four off the top rope and it's spinning through the air and he catches it again. Whoa. That's how good this match is. Um, unfortunately, though, this match will be um, also remembered for Farouk. He sort of pulled off the top rope by Flork to the floor mm. and he separated his shoulder. But yeah. apart from that, absolutely fantastic. And the main event really suffered because of Nation versus <laughs> Nation Domination and Ahmed Johnson and uh, taking... Uh, sorry, Nation Domination taking on Ahmed Johnson and the LOD in the street fight yeah. because obviously the crowd were too invested in that one and then by the time main event came around they were all, they were all buggered and tired and that. And, and Stone Cold After what you'd Brett seen Hardy. with Stone Cold and Brett. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe more that slightly. But do you believe the urban myth? What's that? That Sid pooed his pants. Really? Do you not know about this? I, I didn't notice it during the match, if that's... And then when he got in for the tombstone, it's like, oh, no. Really? I don't know. I don't, I don't, know, I don't, know, if I, I don't know if I believe it. It's just a story that people always say. I didn't see this in my research for this. Well, I'm not, yeah, I don't think you can see anything. Oh. I think it's just a rumour. Not even yeah. the, I didn't even see the rumour. I think I've seen the root. I think right. I'm My gonna God. Google. I'm gonna have a Google. Anyway, it was a shame the crowd was so dumb because this was Taker's first WrestleMania main event. Uh, Vince noticed a no DQ in the middle of the thing, which was just a bit weird because Undertaker. <laughs> I typed in Sid WrestleMania 13, and the first order complete was poop. So I think we're <laughs> yeah, just... it's a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Vince noticed a no DQ in the middle of the match, which is just as well because Undertaker gets a beaten around the ringside area. Mm. Uh, the Sid tombstone looked horrible for Taker to take. Yes, Sid, it's a tombstone, but obviously no, now we know that Taker didn't want to sit is even worse. Yeah. Uh, not the best match, but we get the iconic shot with Undertaker and the belt. Yeah. That means something, I guess. Um, yeah. Michaels on commentary was just a massive distraction he from really, everything going on. He really was a selfish man in the 90s. Yeah. Very thank, much Thank so. God he found Jesus Christ. Yes. Or whatever the story is. Mm. Uh, longer matches on the card. Hart versus Austin uh, saved the show. The tag title match wasn't too bad. Had a bad finish, obviously, with Mankind on the floor. Uh, the rest of the card, apart from Nation of Domination, I'll repeat this, um, versus Ahmed Johnson and NLD, just fantastic from start to finish. Yeah. Where does it go then, Jack? Well, I think it depends on where you put... Or how much bearing Austin and Brett has on the rest of the card. Or how much the rest of the card, not all the rest of the card, but how much a lot of the rest of the card drags it down. Salt vs. The Rock drags it down. Yes. The opening four-way tag match does not drag it down. Goldust versus Tri Thrasher. Yeah, Goldust and Triple H, weird match, I don't yeah. think. Vader vs. Mankind is in the good column. Steve Austin, Bret Hart in the good column. Nation of Domination versus Ahmed Johnson and the LOD. In the fantastic in the column, good column. Uh, the main event was okay, but obviously suffered because the crowd was spent. I reckon WrestleMania 13 goes towards the bottom of all right, if oh. not just about bearable. 
Well, I was going to say it goes towards the middle of all right. So we're in a similar. Well, we'll go, yeah, we'll go that ballpark. I thought, I've noticed that the lovely, lovely, lovely column's totally empty. I know. That's fine. That's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. Uh, now we move on to WrestleMania 14. We're getting towards the Attitude Era right now, but that doesn't seem to be a good thing because <laughs> we have a tag team battle royal which LOD 2000 makes a shocking appearance for and wins. We have Sonny in their corner. They've got kind of new attire. It's a nice moment for them in 1998, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, Taka Noku and Aguila have a good little five-minute match, mm. but it's not the memorable because they just didn't care about the little fellas back then. Yeah. Uh, Triple H and Owen Hart, good little match once again. It was really Pivotal for Triple H because he got a big win on a WrestleMania card finally. Cheated. He did. Yes. Uh, but it was not, I would say it's nothing memorable again. It's a really underwhelming start. I, I guess if you love LOD and you see LOD 2000, you're going to love that. But we're too young for that. I feel like this is, we're approaching the era now, and obviously it'll get worse with Russo, where it, it, the spec, some of the spectacle, right, is lost because everything's quick and in your face. Yeah. You slow down, let it breathe. <laughs> It's such an old thing to say. Old man thing to say. Mark, great, foot, great footwork from Owen Hart, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the footwork's impeccable. Uh, Mark Miro and Sable defeat uh, the, the artist formerly known as Goldust and Luna Vachon. I really thought you meant Prince Ike. I was like, he was never on this card, was he? <laughs> No, what was that? I don't know why the that came about. The artist formerly known as Gold. Yeah, why, that, why did that come about? Maybe this was when Prince was doing the artist formerly known yeah, as Prince thing. Well, yeah, uh, that, I'm just guessing it was at the same time. Yeah. But, this, yeah, this match was what it was. It was a thing that happened at WrestleMania. It wasn't mm. really good or bad. It was just a thing. And Goldust back then was always a bit weird for me. A bit. The artist formerly known as Goldust. When he was dressed up like a baby in a, is, in a gimp. And, it's far below when Goldust was just Goldust for mm. me. Yeah, absolutely. Rock versus Ken Shamrock. Shamrock here going mental and just beating up everybody. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. It was more of a fun match, I guess, than all-time WrestleMania classic. Yeah. But Shamrock was absolutely fantastic. Then we have Chainsaw, Charlie and Cactus Jack oh. versus the New Age Outlaws and their dumpster Brutal thingy. Brutal match. Fantastic match. In a good way, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it looks sore a lot of the time. Yeah, especially when you're that age as well. Uh, Terry Funk apparently hated Chainsaw Charlie, which I couldn't believe in my research for this. He might have wanted to be... Terry, Terry Funk, Funk yeah. yeah, I guess you would do if you I were Terry Funk. So. Uh, Undertaker and Kane was the culmination of my my personal favourite uh, storyline ever in professional wrestling. Uh, but as always with the matches between Undertaker and Kane, it was a bit meh. There was a good moments like Kane does like Takers run the ropes. Kane gets him up on his shoulders, does like an electric chair thing, which oh, I didn't know. I don't know he had that in his locker. Moving like the luchas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taker going through the announce table off the top rope was also mm. pretty gnarly. But as always, as I said, with Undertaker and Kane matches. Bit underwhelming, because they're just... Whatever it was, they were just too big for each other, weren't they? They didn't really match yeah. very well. I bet at the time, this was a one where nobody knew who was going to win. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, is this... In fact... Especially do you think, the way Kane debuted as well. Do you think, yeah? Do you think, you know, if that happened these days, we'd all hate the fact that Kane didn't win. Mm. We'd be like, well, he's just the new lad. He's and he's just liar. Yeah. Taker had his go around and there, there, there. Not knowing that Taker had, like, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we could see quite clearly that Shawn Michaels, with his back injury, was, was sore for the main event. Mm. One of my favourite WrestleMania emperors as ever was Shawn Michaels coming down. With the DX band? And Jim. Oh, yes. On the guitar. Jim is there. Jim's on the guitar, Jim, yeah. Jim played the national anthem at the start. <laughs> that went down well. Yeah. Um, but you can see Michaels is really sore. Of course, he has to fight to get through this match. We've got mm. the story about Undertaker That's backstage. That's one thing I think about his entrances. He's holding himself a bit weird. Yeah. Like he's in pain. Yeah, you can see his back's really sore. Uh, Taker apparently obviously backstage for this match in case Michael didn't do, Michaels didn't do the right thing. Taker has denied that. I think I saw on the inside the ropes thingy. 
Oh, he didn't actually tape up his gloves to. Yeah, to I think I saw. That. I might have just said a complete lie there, but I think mm. I saw Taker say he, he, that was not true. Fair enough. Um, but the match was fine, considering Michaels was, you know, struggling to get through the thing. I'm surprised Taker's denied that story because it it makes him sound like a badass, a real man, in the way that Undertaker likes to think of himself. Yeah, a yeah. real man. Um, this was attitude era through and through because the matches were short and it was just everything being thrown at you time and mm. time and time again. Um, it's not one of the best WrestleManias ever. It's certainly newsworthy, it's certainly pivotal because of Mike Tyson's involvement and how that affected the Monday Night Wars. I wish he'd counted slower. Yeah. Just, he was obviously excited, he was buzzing, he was really excited. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't know where to put this one. I would say either it could be lovely, 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 or it could be the bin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for the pivotal, like the passing of the torch to Austin, I'd be looking like really low down. Yeah. But, um. <sighs> It's either for me. It's either top of bearable or bottom of all right. The main event was good. Yes. Tyson's involvement of minus the fast pin was good. Yeah. Cactus and Chainsaw Charlie New Age Outlaws was good. Even though the decision got reversed on the. Yeah. Ken Shamrock was good. Yeah. Uh, I think there's enough to get it in all right. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it there. The big big things delivered generally. Yeah. Right. That's number six. Well, what have I done? I've moved it. Where was six? I don't know. Was it just about bearable? Yeah, because of the main event. The tier list in disarray. Oh. Hopefully we've put that back in the right place. Uh, moving on now to WrestleMania 15, which had the nickname The Raging Climax. Looks like we've made a, someone sticking up their middle finger like Steve Austin. <laughs> ah, we just need t- three in that lovely, lovely yeah. tier. I don't think this is going to happen with WrestleMania <laughs> 15. The Raging Climax because of stiff winkies. Yeah, Russo was, was here. No. <laughs> this was another WrestleMania where lots and lots and lots of things were thrown at you with not much time to digest them. Mm. Hardcore Holly, Mr. And Al Snow for the hardcore title. Lots of big bumps, especially from Billy and Hardcore Holly. Lots of fun, but a little bit meh. Felt like it could have been on Raw, not WrestleMania. A lot of this mania felt like it could have been on Raw for yeah. me. Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart versus D'Lo Brown and Test. I hated the way D'Lo Brown and Test became a thing on WrestleMania 15 because they were the last two in a pre show Battle Royal. You hate that. Therefore, they got together for a tag team title yeah, show. How can they coexist? Oh, even good. back then. <laughs> Maybe it's just the fact the last sort of few years and WWE has really hampered that. Outlook yeah, going back maybe. and watching it for the first time in ages. We had PMS coming down um, to argue with Delo's pal Ivory, which led to the finish. Um, no idea. PMS, yep. Yeah. Uh, the brawl for all. The hits keep coming. Literally for Bart Gunn because poor, he poor Bart Gunn. Yeah, he. And, and that Dark Side of the Ring episode, I'd never really seen any interviews with Bart Gunn or anything, and he seemed like a nice man. Yeah. I felt bad for him. He aged tremendously well. He has. But he, he has. was murdered here by Butterbee. Yeah. Murdered. It was Gorilla Monsoon's last appearance before he died, unfortunately, a few months later. Imagine, sorry, imagine. Yeah, what, well, yeah. He was one of the judges said, for the yeah. brawl for all. Imagine being punished because you were better than people expected to be at fighting. And they <laughs> wanted someone else to win. They wanted Dr. Death to win with yeah. JR's boy. Yeah. yeah, well. Aye, load of bollocks. Then we had the big show in Mankind with Foley looking to be the special guest referee for the main event. He had to win this match. Well, he'd gone through a lot of trials and tribulations mm. in the build of WrestleMania 15 in order to be the, the referee for the main event. But this is the final one. Uh, this was the match with the spot where Foley's doing a, a sleeper hold to Big Show on his back. Big Show jumps back and lands on him. That must have really, really, really hurt. Yes. Uh, the DQ should have come a lot earlier written down here in my notes but this was a load of meh yeah. once again felt like a raw angle uh, the IC title match where Road Dog defeats Goldust Ken Shamrock and Val Venus was the best match on the card aside from the main event mm. good match it was weird seeing Road Dog with the IC title it's one of those ones for me anyway where you don't really remember it yeah, yeah. Um, I think of him what was he European champion 
I, I don't even know if he was. I, I, I'd say, uh, that's safe to say, yes, he was. Okay. He definitely was on SmackDown 2, no, your role, that's okay. for sure. On mine, anyway. Uh, Kane versus Triple H. Uh, they had the stuff where Pete Rose was the San Diego chicken. Yes. Uh, Kane does a tope over the top rope. That was good. Uh, the betrayal from China in the DQ finish was a bit Heart, meh. Heartbreak. It was heartbreaking. It was. A uh, bit long and a boring match. Because like, this was like a personal feud. Yeah. Because China was sort of humanising Kane for the first time, becoming his lover. Wait, Tory? No, China. China. Oh, yeah, I've my, with, yes, I've got my cane Kane angles would carry wrong. China out Sorry. there when he shot her in the face with a fire. Got my cane angles wrong. <laughs> yes. He was a womanizer, was Kane. <laughs> uh, but this was a bit meh for, for the story that I built up with. Then we had Sori. Uh, Sori? Sable yeah. defeating the super fan, the super fan as we call her back then, Tori. Yeah. That's how she debuted because she was obsessed with Sable. Um, for some reason, in, obviously with her being just a fan who got booked on WrestleMania in kayfabe, Tori was put over as this like this complete novice who had never wrestled before, even though she beat a Japan. Now, quite an illustrious career over in yeah. Japan. Uh, she wrestled like a complete novice here in this match, suffered because of it, and obviously Sable was never the best wrestler no, anyway. No. Nicole Bass couldn't even save this match because uh, she did a gorilla press to Tori at the end. Mm. That didn't save it. It was a load of bollocks. <laughs> then we had Shane versus X-Pac for the European title. Yeah. The build to this match was fantastic with like the Mean Street Posse being introduced to the World Wrestling Federation, getting interviewed and building up Shane McMahon as this like, badass from the posh streets. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. It really is. Really, yeah, really good. good promo packages. Uh, Triple H, obviously, the, the, it was a good match up until the finish because then the overbooking nature yeah. of Vince Russo's Attitude Era came in here. Well, you say Vince Russo's Attitude Era. Vince McMahon passed this off as a good thing <laughs> because yeah. we had Triple H coming down for the interference. Then it ends up Swerve bro, he joins the corporation. Yeah. Lots of interferences. The referee does nothing because the Attitude Era, that's how it was back then. Shocking him with the twist, I guess, but. Obviously, business wise, Russo did well for them. Yeah. But. Looking back, a lot of it's aged badly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Undertaker versus Boss Man, uh, uh, the worst ever Hell in a Cell match. Oh, the Even, worst ever. It's got to be worse than Rollins versus The Fiend. In a different way, but yeah. 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 Uh, this ended. <laughs> it's ended with Undertaker hanging the big Boss Man, and Michael Cole on commentary, which I didn't realise until going back and watching it for this. He said he's shouting, "Is this symbolic?" <laughs> this big boss man is being hung by his neck. <laughs> um, it was a terrible match and a really weird finish with the. Well, I guess it was cool seeing the brood come down from the they, rafters. And not long after that, they turned out to be on the same side. Yes. It was a corporate ministry. <laughs> he survived, by the way, the big yeah, boss man. Yeah, he survived, yeah. Uh, then the main event, obviously, was the best match by a country mile. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Stone Cold forgot his vest, had to wear a t shirt down yeah, the ring. Yeah, weird. Now, this was the best match on the card, but it was also. By some distance, the worst of the trilogy, Rock oh, yeah. Austin, the trilogy. But it was it was still the best match on the card, yeah. Lots of referee admin were fully getting involved and all that sort of stuff, but I... I feel like that main event, you know I said a lot of this card could have been on Raw. Yeah. A, this main event could have been the main event of a B pay-per-view. Yeah. And even though it's a huge clash between two big names, it didn't quite feel like WrestleMania. It was still the two biggest stars they had, though. Yes. Which I guess is why yeah. they were doing it, but... Uh, Referee admin, if you're a fan of that, that's the main <laughs> event for you. Uh, obviously, yeah, just to sum up the card, Austin Rock, the positives. Shade versus X-Pac until the interferences, the positives. Uh, apart from that, What's uh, the hardcore match had some fun stuff. Uh, I think <laughs> this is quite similar to 14. And the IC title match as well. Yeah. The rest of it was a bit meh. It's quite similar to 14, but is it just worse enough because it's not got a... I would say it's worse than 14 just because 14 was more monumental. This mouse is not behaving itself. I wear a mouse. Oh, no. I've got it. 
Oh, that's slow. What's happening here? We're on tenterhooks here. <laughs> oh, my Where God. Where are we going for this one? It's, uh, not the, it's not the bin, is it? I was going bearable. Yeah, bearable. Top of. Top of bearable. But it's... That'll do. Second top of bearable. Top of, top of bearable. Top. I'm just going to check that we're still recording because the laptop's decided to have a bad time. Maybe we should just stop recording here for the time being because the laptop is going to explode, I think. You put a new t-shirt on or something? Uh, I just I just uh, thought I'd change my hair a little bit. Oh, how lovely. Grow a little beard. WrestleMania 2000 kicks off, of course, with Godfather and D'Lo Brown taking on the big boss man and Bull Buchanan in a classic pimp versus coppers fight, which had very, very little build. Godfather looked fantastic with his white shirt, his, uh, his silver shirt, sorry, white pants and black cowboy boots combo. Looked fantastic. Bull Buchanan Cannon, of course, stole the show in this matchup. The leg drop off the top rope. Some might even say he stole the entirety of WrestleMania 2000 with, with his performance. I mean, it was... Um, this was a weird WrestleMania in general, Bull Buchanan's performance aside. Uh, this, was, this was the only WrestleMania in history that features no one-on-one -on -one matches. Mm -hmm. There's a fun factoid. Uh, and it's the only WrestleMania... It was the first WrestleMania main event to feature more than... Uh, more than a one-on-one -on -one match in the main event, yeah. outside of obviously a tag match for the first one. And I think it was probably the first time in WrestleMania history, I think it was the first time in WrestleMania history, where the bad guy won. Won the main event, yeah. Yeah, Aye. unprecedented. Except like, I was, I remember watching it and being like, surely this is The Rock's time. Yeah. Why didn't The Rock won it? Elsewhere on the card, we saw the hardcore battle roll ending with the, 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 the ending that went wrong. We had Crash Holly, who was supposed to win anyway, but referee Tim White was getting fed a different time in his ear, so they did the roll-up thing after the glass smashing, uh -huh. and it all went wrong, but... Crash one anyway. Uh, Pete Gas is an absolute mess in that matchup there. He's badly <laughs> busted open. Uh, the messy finish. Then we saw no build once again for another WrestleMania match where we saw Head Cheese versus TNA and Cheese and uh, sorry Chester McCheeseerton uh, on on WrestleMania. That was all kinds of fun. There's about a week's worth of build based on the, what we did on the classic SmackDown review podcast. About yeah. a week of that. JR's headset is malfunctioning during this matchup here. Uh, Jerry the, the King Lawler calls him Chester the Molester. Um, no build to a boring tag team match. Uh, Steve Blackman just starts doing Shearer kicks to people. That's about as good as that one got. Business starts picking up here though with the triangle ladder matches. Uh, triangle ladder match won uh, by Edge and Christian. Obviously Jeff's 450 thing off the ladder. We saw Jeff on the ramp. We're doing more stuff. Edge does the Mania 17 spot, which I didn't realise until I went back and watched this one. Uh, to Jeff, but it's off the side of a ladder. Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing for the air later. Yeah, and obviously this was kick off the series of TLC matches kicking off with that SummerSlam. Fantastic stuff. Terry and the Cat have a cat fight in a feud completely built on GTV. This with... is the only singles match on the show, I apologise. But Val Venus is there in his Jizz t-shirt, and I say Jizz t-shirt because his t-shirt has writing on it. Uh, he's locked and he's cocked, but it all looks like it's written in Jizz. 2000 was fantastic. The Radicals versus Too Cool in China was fun. Eddie is scared of China, but they do some good wrestling there. China grabs Eddie by the bollocks. It's all fun. It's all fun. Jericho, Benoit and Angle, two out of three falls for the Eurocontinental Championship. Angle walks away empty-handed, of course, having walked in with both titles. Benoit pins Jericho uh, to win the IC title, and then Jericho pins Benoit. I thought that was some good booking, that. Uh, yeah, I was, I think, it slightly foreshadowed the fact that the IC title was the first on the line, then the European title, but again, yeah. it's that thing of they really ramp up in other parts of this show, the, the good guys winning, yeah. which they need to. Road Dog and X-Pac versus Kane and Rikishi. 
is a match that happened at WrestleMania. Yeah. Apparently, X-Pac turned down an IC title match against Jericho for this WrestleMania to see out the program with Kane, which is both admirable and a bit stupid. Yeah, he got a little bit of fun there with Pete Rose as well. Pete Rose got another shoe in this month, yeah. this this year. Good for him. And then we get onto that was a fun match. A nice little bit of dancing at the end there with Rikishi because the babyface must win before this main event, which of course was the four-way. A McMahon in every corner. Big Show is the first one out. He's been terribly booked since he arrived from WCW. Foley then is get, uh, eliminated by Triple H, and then Triple H goes on and beats The Rock. The stuff with The Rock and Triple H around the ringside area is where this match really picks up for me. Uh, Vince and Shane are out there doing some silly bollocks as they love to do. All in all, a below average mania for me. The ladder match and Eurocontinental title match, they were the standouts. The other matches didn't really go anywhere, but that's mainly because they had very little build by and large. Yeah, a lot of this stuff was very hoyed together. Mm. Um, but the, I mean, there's only a handful of matches that had any sort of energy to them. Obviously, the main event did. Uh, I mean, the, the triangle ladder match certainly did. Because yes. um, those three have been making some wonderful magic together. I, I mean, X-Pot keen to finish off his feud with Kane, because good, yeah, we need some storylines on this yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't hold up as a particularly special WrestleMania, sadly. Um, I remember I remember watching it live, as I think I said earlier on, like the the bad guy winning mm -hmm. makes it memorable. I don't want to put it in the bin. I'd say just about bearable. I'm it? happy to go just about bearable with WrestleMania. Where is it? It's not two thousand. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that you, you know, can't call it sixteen. It's got to be two thousand. The WWE way of counting: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifteen, two thousand, X seven. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of X7, it's time ah. to speak about X7. I don't know where we're going to put this one. Oh. Paul Heyman and Jim Ross on the call. Personally, my favourite commentary duo in the history of the professional wrestling there. Mm. Jericho versus Regal open the card and have a good little match, but it ends very, very prematurely, in my opinion, because Jericho wins with a lion salt out of nowhere. We watched it recently for the SmackDown review. We did a watch-along of it. That match is not as good as your memory may tell you. It was it was not a great night of the offer. They, for some reason, they just they were a bit rubbish I liked together. how like, rugged it was because it makes it feel a bit more real when it's a bit like rugged and spots don't go seamlessly. Yeah, but when like Regal was meant to bounce backwards and bounces forwards off of a drop kick, it's just like, you go, oh no. <laughs> it was weird how he won in the midst of his like big comeback though, Jericho, not like with his finishing manoeuvre like he always does. Yeah, it almost like, it almost was like they went, oh, let's just get it done with Yeah. <laughs> EPA and Taz take on the right to censor. Bradshaw is really good here because he's from Texas and he does this rip-roaring speech beforehand mm. about all these sports people from Texas. His clothesline from hell was unbelievable. Um, this was a match that happened. I think this was the first time that RTC lost on pay-per-view. It was, and this is basically Taz just being airdropped into the role that Jerry Lawler was going to play for this WrestleMania. Really? Yeah, so they had this whole thing panned out with APA and Jerry Lawler and RTC, and then obviously Jerry Lawler left uh, after the Stacey Carter was sacked, so they just went, Taz, do you want to be commentator and do this storyline? <laughs> so Taz just just being just replaced, swapped out in this match and it was a fine little match it was a fine little match but one hell of a clothesline from oh, hell oh yes Kane Big Show and Raven quite yeah. literally Nelly the show stealing match of the night because of course <laughs> with the golf cart spot Raven going over that massive wire which apparently Nelly shut down the entire power of the arena if it if it, if it, if it came unlatched I guess uh, just a, a, fun, oh, a really fun match wasn't it the it stuff at the great. end with the dusty hole in the stage <laughs> I why, was it, so, why was it so dusty <laughs> uh, Kane doing his big elbow drop all this stuff you know what happened in this matchup it was fantastic mm -hmm. Test versus Eddie I thought it was a little bit of a sleeper match. Eddie was very helpful to test when he got his leg caught in the ropes. Oh, he was. And it's funny on the network, they've, they've cut out about three hours of, of test struggling <laughs> with his foot in the rope here. I thought it was good. In the build-up to this, it very much felt like we were getting Eddie versus Chris Benoit. Yeah. And then 
that you know what will happen you know the match we have instead is, is far superior but yeah this was a fun little a fun little match a little match to kind of cool people after the hardcore match and build them up for what was coming next yeah and Eddie doing massive moves on a big bastard like Test was very impressive to see Eddie yeah. does this brain buster halfway through the match which is incredible then we see Angle versus Benoit uh, this is all about sort of mat wrestling and stuff who's the most intense professional wrestler in the World Wrestling Federation lots of suplexes as you might expect um, I liked how Angle the entire bill was all about I'll make you tap out. No, I'll make you tap out with my finisher. And Angle, that poo house, wins with a roll up with the tights. It's good, isn't it? Oh, lovely bit. It was the mat wrestling that we, you know, this is people say like this is the last sort of the last cry of the Attitude Era, and this was like the first time like an Attitude Era audience had seen like some real wrestling in yeah. some time, and the crowd really lapped it up. It was great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, China versus Ivory was a bit of a squash match, but China looked fantastic with their massive gun. <laughs> yes, she loved she her pyre out of it. She loved her gun. And then the final spot with the gorilla press and then the, the nonchalant pin was a nice moment, I guess, but it was a means to an end. Well, was it a means to an end? Well, they had to end the storyline. Yeah. They had to tie that up there. China didn't want to work with anybody in the women's division after that. That's the story, yeah. which is what leads to her eventually saying farewell. Yeah, which, well, that's what they like to tell you. Yeah. Stephen McMahon played her part, I reckon. Mm -hmm. uh, then we see McMahon versus McMahon. Linda McMahon obviously maybe stealing the show away from Raven there with her standing up there and hoofing Vince in the bollocks. The Shane McMahon coast to coast. It's a really sloppy match, but of course it's going to be with the McMahons involved, but it's a big battle of laughs all the it's same. It's phenomenal. Um, the Linda pop. It, it, even all these years on, it's still a piece of wrestling history. <laughs> Very few things have come close to the Linda Pop as she stands up, as she comes back from the dead. <laughs> the comatose state. It was amazing. Absolutely. It was a fun match. It was really. a fun match. WCW lads were meant to run in. Yeah. That's the fun fact. And then Sean Stasiak in an interview went, we're going to do a run in. And then Vince went, no, you're not. Get up in them bleachers. Yeah. Half of wits. Everyone wondered why they looked so upset, just pissed off being sat up there. And that's the reason why Sean Stasiak ruined so it for everybody. I felt a bit bad for Trish Stratus, though, because her only comeback after being made to take all, all her clothes off and bark like a dog by Vince McMahon and having slop thrown over by Stephanie in the weeks before WrestleMania was to slap Stephanie. Sorry, slap Vince. And then that was it. She chased Stephanie away. Yeah, I mean, she, she'll come into her own. It will take a while, but this was the whole thing that Vince always said, oh, well, look, she's, we're, making, we're making her look bad, but she'll get, you know, she'll get her own in the end. Yeah. yeah. TLC 2 happened on this show. Maybe the match of the night. I don't know what you want to say about that one. Just oh. it was fantastic, wasn't it? Brilliant. Just brilliant. I felt like they were they were very brave with some of the stuff they did. Uh, obviously, the edge spot off the off the ladder, off yeah. the ladder stays in history. Uh, I, I think that had Jeff had to completed the the ladder walk at one point, yeah, that would have been a, a history making moment. Yeah, Spike Dudley lost his front teeth in that match. Yeah. Devon Dudley scared of heights but had to hang there from the titles <laughs> in the middle of the ring at Wrestlemania. What a little mind. fantastic factoid there. Gimmick Battle Royal was sensational. I don't care what you say, even if there could only be one winner because Iron Cheek was literally incapable of taking a bump off the top rope by that point. I enjoyed it. It was fun to see all them back. Backstage, there were a lot of undercard guys really unhappy with this match. <laughs> but I didn't, never knew this until we talked about it on the SmackDown review. That there was, It was upset because they were like, they're taking spots from WrestleMania from, from us said Hardcore Holly. <laughs> I'd rather watch them than Hardcore mm. Holly, to be fair. Congratulations to Iron Sheik, who finally made it to the ring this year. <laughs> uh, Taker versus Triple H. Obviously, Motorhead's unbelievable performance was fantastic. It's time to play the game and how you game it. It's time to play the game and if you can game it. Uh, good match. The silly ref bump sort of kind of ruined things a, bit, a little bit, how he lasted for 25 minutes. Yeah, I think a weird passing out of the ref was one thing. And then... Uh, 
and then Triple H's Bump of the Week sponsored by Silent Night. <laughs> it oh, was a shame they used that secondary camp because when he disappears out of sight, oh, it's fantastic. Right, and yeah. they use the, the secondary thing and you see he landed on a big crash pad. But what, what's he meant to do? Land on the floor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Cerebral Assassin is own I've written down, the Cerebral Assassin was his own downfall during the 10 punches. Because <laughs> <laughs> Taker picks him up for a last ride and that's how he gets the win. Then obviously in the main event match we see The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Should the turn have happened? Should the turn have happened? Should have Stone Cold kept his edge by Stunner and Vince McMahon after what happened? You tell us in the comments down below. I think, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the story itself started well enough. I genuinely think that the turn worked okay, even though the crowd in Texas weren't going to buy it. The idea that in the build-up to it, I think this is what's been fun watching it week to week on the podcast, is that you see the, Austin, the gears are turning and they're sort of telegraphing this a few weeks I'll do prior. anything to get I'll the title do, off here. Yeah, and literally even like shake hands with Vince McMahon to become the champion again. So like they do set the stage quite neatly and not too in your face. They're a bit guilty of being a bit in your face these days, yeah. are the WWF. But they weren't here. Top tier, isn't it? It's a top oh, tier, it's yeah. top tier. It's, it stands the test of time. Don't even know what you say I, about it. It stands. It's one of the. It is easily the one of the best, if not the best, WrestleMania of all time. We'll find out in the video if it does get mm. the crown of being the best WrestleMania ever of all time. We move on now to WrestleMania 18. Kicks off much in the same vein as WrestleMania 17 with a regal title match. Well. William Regal title match. He's up against Rob Van Dam. Short and sweet. Regal's great in here with his knocks and his facials. He'll wobbly again, this one. Do you reckon? Ooh. I really enjoyed it. That's all right. Better than Jericho. Bit sure. uh, it's nice to see, because there was all these stories around that time of RVD being stiff. And yes. you can see when he's doing his punches and whatnot, he's clearly going like, eh. Try not to knock out William Regal, who bled from the mouth anyway. <laughs> <laughs> DDP versus Christian. The feud was weird. Uh, massive waste of both men involved. A nice little touch from Christian. Said he was uh, from Florida. Because, of, of course, this WrestleMania was in the Toronto, which mm -hmm. is where he's kind of from. And he kind of did a thumbs down as he was walking down the ramp once they announced him from Florida. Like, yeah. stitched that. Uh, he did a tantrum at the end. It was fine. But again, it was weird seeing those. Well, maybe not Christian so much in 2002, at the start of 2002 anyway. But certainly DDP was a big... Yeah, it was weird. I, I guess everyone thought he'd come in and they kind of put him near the top of the card. He never, they never really let him. I mean, obviously, he feud with the Undertaker in 01, but they never really let him near the big boys. Nah, he speaks about that on Straight to Hell. It's on the channel right now. Uh, then we have Maven versus Goldust setting off some hardcore shenanigans that will last all the way through the show. Of course, we'll build to the Mighty Molly stuff with the hurricane. And then Christian comes in, but that's not good enough because Maven leaves in a car, or well, Christian's car, as your hardcore champion from WrestleMania X8. All fun stuff. Yeah, I think it was a good little showcase of the hardcore title throughout this. I liked Mighty Molly winning it. I remember like the door slamming in her face, like the ones, the like the half door slamming in her face, and Christian yeah. leaning down and going, oh, "I'll have that, thank you." So Christian kind of getting briefly a modicum of revenge for earlier on. Hardcore nonsense. Hardcore nonsense. Uh, Kane versus Kurt Angle took place in the show because we have two massive stars there with nothing to do. Yeah. Let's put them in a match together. Uh, the match was weird because they had Kane trying to wrestle Kurt Angle as a wrestler and not as a big spooky demon killer machine thing that's his nickname you know yeah and <laughs> again like this just felt hoid onto the card like yeah. just just like a week's worth of build or so for this one just because you had two great names who just had nothing to do for wrestlemania like angle had had his wing clipped a bit by triple h as the dominating babyface return <laughs> and then kane was just just was really in between places at this point so there's a few matches on the card that are just a bit pushed like this yeah a weird finish as well where the, the roll-up sort of thing just to keep kane kind of looking strong after being shown up by the wrestling, by the Kurt Angle wrestling, I by the, the Kurt Angle branded wrestling. I do seem to remember at some point Kane tapping out. 
in, in the ankle lock. I don't think it was here, but there was definitely a match where Kane tapped out. I think, did they have one more match after this they one? They may this have feud? done on a SmackDown. Um, then we move on, Undertaker versus Flair. Obviously, Flair coming at this WrestleMania with no confidence whatsoever. Undertaker going, hey, you with no confidence. I'd like a singles match with you at WrestleMania. Ric Flair's like, ah, nah. But Taker, so it's a glorified squash match in many, many respects, but Taker drags into a good, like, compelling thing. This was this was fun. Um, I think we all remember Arn Anderson. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the most gifable spinebuster that you ever did see. I watched. Sometimes I watch that about thirty times in a row, <laughs> and you'll see something a little bit different every time. This was also the first match I believe where the streak was properly acknowledged because Undertaker stood on the entrance ramp, and I'm not I'm not good enough to go like, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Um, so that was so an intro. There was one bit in that. That match as well again like the the Ric Flair confidence thing sort of played on screen and off because there was a bit where Undertaker threw Flair into the turnbuckle and he didn't quite finish yeah. the Flair flip so Taker get back here we're gonna do it again and yeah. he did it again and then he then he hit it he stitched the landing the glorified squash match but it was fun all the same fun time and Taker get live out the dream I guess having a match against Ric Flair at WrestleMania yeah. Edge versus Booker T have a fight over a Japanese shampoo commercial uh, that is not a joke that is a legitimate storyline Booker T and Edge wanting to be that Japanese hair condition a shampoo representative or something like that. It was a bit of a nothing match. Ed did, Edge did a spin a Rooney in Canada, which was the thing that happened. It's uh, almost like a story that you feel like would play out on like NXT today. Yeah, today. <laughs> that one. You can imagine Eichmann Giro against, I don't know, come mm. Tuesday. <laughs> and it was, and I believe it was referenced on WWE Crush Hour, of all things, <laughs> the video game, where you, where they, I think it's Crush Hour, where at one point during a loading screen or during a piece, uh, like a video cutaway, they do show the shampoo commercial <laughs> with the CGI versions of Edge and Booker T. Uh, a bit of a nothing match, but it was fine all the same. Booker T almost dying from a Frankenstein was the headline in that one. It was terrifying to watch. Scott Hall versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. A nothing match once again, just about, but the stunner sell from Scott Hall, one of the best of all time, obviously. Austin was, was livid about this match. Weird how it... Because he allegedly they pitched him versus Hogan, and he was like, I know how Terry Hogan does business. Mm. Terry Hogan? Just imagine Terry Wogan in my head there for a second. Uh, how, how, how Terry Belair does his business. He's going to make this all about him and probably try and beat me at WrestleMania. I don't like that creative. Let's have something else. And he got Scott Hall instead in the middle of the card. And he was really upset because, one, it was in the middle of the card. And also, like, he didn't, he, at that point, he was like, Scott Hall ain't going to make it to WrestleMania and I'm going to be left without nothing. And this would be one of those little moments that would, you know, if, at the moment, Steve Austin is, is, is wrestling's buckaroo. And they're just putting little things on him and little things on him. And then, it will get to a Brock Lesnar King of the Ring qualifier in a few months' time. You go, ah, see, I'm done. <laughs> see you later. This is another hat on the Buckaroo that was Steve Austin. You know, I'm sure he went away for a few months after this match he, as well. So Yeah, and then he, he came back on Raw. They made a big fuss of him coming back, and he just did nothing. Then he went again. Yeah, bit of a shame, but there we go. Stunner Cell Stunner was phenomenal, though. Yeah, so good. Richard Tubman made a video where Scott Hall sort of does his bounce and then continues going up into the into that there space. So if you've seen the that, there. It's, a, it's a Dick Tubbs original. That. It is, and Stone Cold Steve Austin and followed Richard Tubman off the back of that. The <laughs> bastard. Uh, so, uh, the four-way tag match was, I thought, was a fun match. You had, obviously, uh, Billy and Chuck involved. Uh, JBL, once again, smashing. Uh, Billy uh, Gum with a clothesline from hell was great. Uh, the Jeff Hardy, Stacey Keebler bit where Stacey's, like, wiggling her bottom and Jeff starts wiggling his and then slaps her and kisses her. <laughs> that did no favours for Jeff. A fun match all the same, though, anything that's uh, I mean, it was meant to be just Billy and Chuck versus APA. And then, again, like they did with Kane, and Kurt Angle and Edge and Booker T, they went, we've got some talent we've not booked anything for. <laughs> Just chuck them in there. 
Uh, so, Rock versus Hogan obviously speaks for itself. Not a fan of Hogan, how can you be? But uh, watch that match with the crowd especially. It'll make any non-wrestling fan a wrestling fan, I'm sure. It's a key moment in wrestling to have to see those two, like the crowd chant changing from Rock to Hogan in mid-air. And those two going with it as well. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't be allowed to do that today, I don't think. No, I, but I think it depends what position you're in. Yeah. I think that with, the, with those two in any generation, they would just go, oh, just go out there and just, just, just feel the mood. Because they fully expected The Rock to be the babyface in this one. And apparently the fan accent sort of meet and greet stuff over the weekend people were going mental for Hogan mm. so apparently they made Hogan fly home and get his red and yellow gear just in case that's what they went for and then had him come back and he just wrestled it oh it's just fantastic isn't it? Uh, Jazz versus Trish versus Lita uh, a bit of a piss break match yeah. but that's because it followed Rock versus Hogan at Wrestlemania it's a shame it was Trish's big Canadian homecoming yeah but it was again positioning to cool the crowd three really good wrestlers but just given five minutes it wasn't really given a chance was it but mm. that came before the well the main event of the night it shouldn't have been the main event of the night but it was the main event of the night Triple H versus Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship a feud which is more about Triple H versus Stephanie with the the unit the undisputed champion carrying her bags and looking after her dog and then seeing her dog get run over. Why was Chris Jericho the second fiddle in this feud? We have no idea to this day. Um, a little bit predictable, I guess, in the result as well because Triple H made his big comeback from his quad rolling up his leg yeah. at the start of the year, won the Rumble on WrestleMania. It was weird. It shouldn't have been the main event. If, if they could have got away with... Triple H versus Stephanie McMahon for the Undisputed Championship. <laughs> if they could have got away with putting the, the Undisputed title on Steph, they would have done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the bill's got to go on last. Yeah. Except when Shawn Michaels is involved. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it was... This This was... Uh, this WrestleMania made more money than WrestleMania 17. Yeah. But there's really just... You know, there's one match that comes from it. That there's one match, the yeah. Time. Pretty much a one-match... WrestleMania. Yeah, looking up and down the card yeah. for more positives, but even though it was fun, there wasn't much else that stood out. And, uh, uh yeah. All right? You can't be putting Hogan and Rock that, like, too low a town, can we? No. Because it was that good all by itself. Yeah, I think li literally the, all, like, had Hogan Rock not been on it, I'd have got burn. Yeah. But I think Hogan Rock lifts it to all right. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair shout. Nothing in lovely, lovely, lovely so far. It's an interesting layout, isn't it, so far? I'm looking at what um, what what I did earlier, and uh, I agree with most of what I did earlier. Me. It's the same guy. Gary YouTube. WrestleMania 19 kicks off with Matt Hardy versus Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight title. Taz was the highlight here because he's saying, <laughs> um, obviously Shannon Moore is the number one MFer. Uh, the Matt Hardy follower, uh, and then he, he, Taz claims that Shannon Moore's fans are called morons because yeah. Shannon Moore. Uh, Matt, ha obviously, the story was Matt having to cut weight to Crash get. Crash Holly came in as a moron for Shannon Moore, yeah. who was an MF -er for Matt Hardy. Yeah, and then Matt Hardy was a Hulkamaniac. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy having to cut weight, obviously, to get into the Cruiserweight title. I love the build of this uh, to this match at WrestleMania. Uh, apparently, Taz saw Matt and Shannon Moore drinking tea backstage, is the detail I picked up while watching this one back. And he, he comes out with the line, they were teabagging each other. Because <laughs> Matt Hardy was cutting weight, so he was drinking tea with Shannon Moore. Therefore, that means, of course, in Taz's opinion, they were teabagging each Taz other. Taz is Master Chief, confirmed. <laughs> nice spots with the two involved, obviously, being as good as they are. Shannon Moore 
slightly ruined the match for me getting involved a little bit too much but it's a heel being a heel so you can't have a go at him too much a good opening to Wrestlemania I thought yeah nice, uh, nice enough match I'm with you like I remember Sunday Night Heat seeing like Matt Hardy like running up and down the steps and stuff to try and drop the weight in time and, and these two work really well together I really enjoyed the V1 stuff from Matt yeah. Hardy I think he's done you know, he, you know there's an argument to be made is you know that it's potentially better than broken Matt so certainly big money Matt um, V1's up there is every Matt Hardy ranked from worst to best <laughs> coming soon maybe, maybe. Uh, Nathan Jones taken off the Wrestlemania card on the Sunday night heat <laughs> after being attacked by A-Train and Big Show he was meant to be in a tag team match with Undertaker taken on A-Train and Big Show but they thought oh my god he's not quite good enough for this yeah. this big Wrestlemania match so instead it was a, a handicap match with Taker on his own WWE's favourite band in the whole world Limp Biscuit played the Undertaker to the ring that's Tony Chimmel, Chimmel's quote there <laughs> not mine a train comes, um, sorry, a train comes by outside the arena <laughs> while this match is happening in Toots at home. I'm sure A train's on the offense while it happens as well. Does he just, it's because it's A train recognizes train. Yeah, big train fans. <laughs> uh, the, whole, the whole match is a load of meh. Nathan Jones comes down, comes towards the end, and just he, he, he does well to get his foot that high mm. to kick A train and Big Show in the face, but it's, yeah. a, it's a load of nonsense. It's what you say, it? Nathan, like WWE literally the, the hours before they went, oh no, no, he can't wrestle, he's awful. And, uh, and what's a shame is this is like this is coming off the year where we first acknowledged the streak. Yeah. And and big, the whole story is Big Show later and like we're gonna break the streak and we're all like, nah, you yeah. know, mate. And no, there's no that they could have done. They could have they could have cut Undertaker's legs off. And I still think Undertaker would have beaten them. How much do you feel if you're Nathan Jones though? Because apparently he went to Undertaker's house for the week before WrestleMania 19 and trained with a ring at the Undertaker's house and still wasn't still good. Still wasn't enough. good enough. Living with Taker for a week and you're still. I want to do more on the Nathan Jones story because from what I understand they did a tour of Australia and Nathan Jones just went and said, <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna stay. <laughs> I'm I'm cool. Cheers to lift home. Fly all my stuff back. Don't like life on the road. He gave us a lift to him. I'm off now. <laughs> um, then we saw Victoria versus uh, Jazz versus Trish, which was a really, really nice match, match to go back and watch. And I don't think a lot of people speak about this match as, as much as they should. Uh, the heels were taking down Trish for the longest time. Uh, just Trish then fights back, obviously, to win. Really exciting stuff. Stevie Richards, obviously, in the corner of... Uh, sorry, yeah, in the corner of Victoria. Yeah. Plays his role as well. Takes a fantastic... Uh, stra uh, what's Satisfaction. That? Yeah, that bull her bulldog. Yeah. Um, really good. I thought it was really good. This match. was a really good time that the women division was, was sort of taking centre stage again because it was a Survivor Series before this. We had the hardcore match between Trish and Victoria for the women's yeah. title. Again, you didn't see hardcore matches for the women's title very often. And Victoria had really come in and pushed them life into the into the division. And uh, Trish getting the win at WrestleMania felt very right. Speaking like, of... Sorry, go on. That's, just, that's it. Yeah, end of my point. Cut them off. I'm very sorry. And then we saw Team Angle versus Los Guerreros versus Rhino and Benoit. Much of the SmackDown 6 taking part here. A nice heel win for Team Angle with Rhino doing a lot of the work as well because uh, Rhino did a uh, goal sorry then they swooped in there to get the victory just good wrestling all round Viva the Smackdown 6 yeah I talked about this in the, the video I did the other day about the brand splits and how like this is when like the, the Raw and Smackdown divide but I think was at its finest where you had the, the great younger wrestling on the Smackdown side of things and Hulk Hogan was there too <laughs> and, uh, and you had on the Raw side you had like sports entertainment stuff so there was a real nice divide that way and anytime you had any combo of these they were making tag team magic and this yeah. was Great. It was very, very good. Yeah. Go back and watch it. It stands up to this day. Speaking of standing up to this day, we oh. have Michaels versus Jericho, which was the best match on the card. Stunning. A good story in the bill with Jericho sort of saying, I was called the next Shawn Michaels. Look at me. I used to be young and blonde as well, just like mm. you, Shawn Michaels. Then they have a fantastic match. An even better ending for me because obviously Michaels wins. Jericho is like, oh, come here, my hero. Nope. 
hoofing the bollocks gets his heat back. Fantastic stuff. They'll add some more um, brush strokes to their rivalry as the years go on. But this was a great place to get it started. There's yeah. a great line in the promo package, I think, which, which you mentioned just there, where it was just Shawn Michaels saying, I used to be called the, the, the next Shawn Michaels. It's a great compliment, but now I want to be the first Chris Jericho. Yeah. That's a great line in general that people should use more often. Yes. And then we have Coachman who got his underpants out <laughs> while uh, Stacy and Tori were having a sort of tag team bed fight. I say bed fight because they put a bed on the stage uh, with the Miller Lite cat girl beer when, women or oh, something. Oh, taste great, let's fill in. Whatever What's it was. best, the, the celebrities or wrestling. It was this the segment where they had this thing and then they cut back to the crowd, but they left the mics on. So you heard the guy, you heard the stage, the producer going, okay, ladies, great job. We're going to go to the next bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cute. Doesn't happen very often. That would have been the best, does, the best acting in that segment because the Miller Lite girls were terrible. They were pretty, pretty bad. Oh, my God, is that Tori Wilson? I'm such a big fan. It's awful. <laughs> uh, Booker T versus Triple H. Horrible, horrible build. It was racist. I don't care what you say. Uh, the nappy hair comments from Triple H. The people like you comments from Triple H. Uh, a spot which I forgot about in a toilet where Triple H offers to give Booker T a dollar. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're not saying that's racist, that you're... They tried to pivot and went, no, it just means that you're beneath me because you're a... It's not. No. Uh, the match was good. We saw shades of Harlem... Well, I say good. It was very solid. We saw shades of, like, Harlem Heat from Booker T whapping out the old uh, flippy-de-doo leg drop, uh -huh. which is its official Harlem name. Harlem Hangover. Harlem Hangover, the flippy-de-doo leg drop. <laughs> and and, and the, the finish was a piss-take as well. After that build, you expect Booker T to take down the racist and win the World Heavyweight Championship, but no, Triple H hits a pedigree and takes 30 whole minutes <laughs> to put the pinfall on for the win. It was excruciating. It did just miss the mark on this one, didn't what it? What was the last series you binged watched? It would have been Breaking Bad, I think. Breaking Bad, so that's like, what, 17 seasons, isn't it? 27. Yeah, and, and how far is your walk? You don't have to say give directions, but roughly how far is your walk from your home to work? About 40 minutes. 40 minutes. So you, so I'm saying you could binge watch Breaking Bad, you could walk to work, come back and watch Breaking Bad again, and Triple H still wouldn't have pinned <laughs> That was That was the bit, I think, that on top of everything, just pff, finished it off, was the fact that it took so long after one pedigree and yeah. it was done. Really, t uh, that should have been Booker's night. Sure, absolutely. The reign of terror on Raw yeah. is a thing. I'm sure we've done a video on that in the past. It's on the I channel think, now, I believe I Jen did. Oh, oh seeing, the, seeing the best in. Yeah. Ah, that little seeing the there. best in the bloody wrestling. <laughs> ah. Speaking of the best, Hogan versus McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon doing leg drops off the top of ladders through announce tables. Vince McMahon, the evil devil himself, pulling himself up, covered in blood. A fantastic shot from whichever cameraman shot that. Roddy Piper turning up. Uh, for the first time since 1996 in the Fed, as some cool kids like to call it. Uh, three leg drops for the win because Vince McMahon must look strong. Mm. It was a very fun match. It's just fantastic to see those two old giddies. The, uh, the, the giddies. Doing, the, doing some things that they were doing there. The, the Piper bit, I remember, like because Piper came out. But I don't know whether Piper had just forgotten who he was uh, who he was turning on. Because he came out, he took off his, his trench coat and revealed it was Roddy Piper with his Frats t-shirt randomly. <laughs> and then he sort of spat at Hogan and then spat at Vince and then spat at Hogan again and then hit Hogan and we all and then Cobb went well I can't believe he did he just 
You shouldn't have spat at him to start with. And then it would lead to, of course, Hulk Hogan uh, versus Roddy Piper. And, and, oh, and Sean O'Hare would yeah. be involved in it as well. But don't, don't let Sean O'Hare wrestle. No, no, no. Make sure that Roddy Piper wrestles. Yeah, Sean O'Hare can O'Hare. speak as well, but that's not having to speak at all. That's no, Roddy Piper you've speak. got a guy who can wrestle and can talk. You obviously give him Piper and make him Piper's manager. <laughs> Jiminy Jillikers. <laughs> and then we move on to The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, as we thought at the time. And for the 19 years since it was Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match before this year's WrestleMania. Uh, Austin in the hospital the night before because of drinking too many energy drinks and the stress of it all. He was having like sort of elevated blood pressure and just too much caffeine just buggered him. We do a, a deep dive into this on the podcast feed. Uh, it's a 45-minute audio documentary on the on Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match before the one he had the other week. Uh, when we and, and it is just harrowing how like. He did his interviews for the Mania for WrestleMania, went back to his hotel room, got out of the lift and just, he had, and normally he's pretty cool, like he keeps himself to himself, but he actually had to flag down a WWE staff member and say, I think I'm dying. <laughs> like he was like, and, and he left hospital hours before his match. Yeah. And even the, even the doctor said, look, you're, you know, you're still not quite right. Take a few days of rest. And Austin's like, nah, I've got a match with The Rock, gotta go. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they wanted this to be his last match. Um, JR and Vince and him had a meeting and they said, Look, if you're going to retire, then let's announce this as your retirement match. And Austin's like, no, no, I don't want to put the emphasis on that. I yeah. want to, you know, make sure this is all about The Rock and I want The Rock to go over. And, and that's why we never knew. But JR gives it away a little bit in commentary. As Austin's walking to the ring, JR says, this was his dream. This is his dream. And I was like, oh, it's, you don't notice it at the time. But knowing what you know, you go, oh, yeah. so he knew. It was the second best of the three match trilogy in the main events of it WrestleMania. It told some nice. I think it called back to others uh, and 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 gave a few new brushstrokes to it. I think it goes this one. It goes it goes seventeen. This one then fifteen. Yeah, uh, three rock bottoms for the win because Austin needs to get pelted like that to lose. Obviously, well the whole thing that everybody always remembers Act Three. That's yeah. the whole. Oh. <laughs> Because of Hollywood one. Rock, of course, yeah, it was all Hollywood Yeah, he was stuff. Hollywood Rock. All makes point. sense. Uh, then we see Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar in a completely nothing match where nothing happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first time the two lads with their real names wrestled the main event of WrestleMania. Is it really? Fantastic little stat, isn't it? That. 19 years it took them. Brock shooting star press is obviously the headline. He nailed it every single time apart from the one where it really mattered, which is a shame, but there we go. Um, the match, it's... It, it had everything. It had your Matt. It was much like Benoit versus Angle the year before, but I guess a little bit shorter. It had the Matt wrestling. Had your big suplexes. Had your big pro wrestling spots. It had everything. For See, me. I watched the match like this. Right? Yeah. I was terrified because Angle had knackered his neck in February, and he said, "Look, I'm going to make it to WrestleMania." And there was a few times on the road to WrestleMania where they looked like they were going to take the belt off him and put it on Benoit. Well, that's why they did the Eric Angle yeah. switchy rube on the SmackDown before, where they had me fooled. I thought yeah. they were going to oh, yeah. switch the belt. It was fantastic. That. It was brilliant. And so like. I know Angle's paggered going into this, and every time he took a German suplex, I was like, oh, God. And then, lo and behold, Lesnar goes, oh, is that everyone talking about how her Angle is? Yeah. <laughs> I've got hold my beer, shooting star, nearly dead. Immediately concussed, understandably, after taking that bump. So it's a wonder they made it to the to the to the finish. Yeah, they just they, they crawled yeah. to the finish, and it was you know for what it was, two guys, you know, one guy very much in his first main event, in relatively uh, still in the early part of his wrestling career. It was less than a year, his main roster debut, wasn't it? The other guy like held together by like 
blue tack. Like, it was a great main event. Yeah, so there you go. Just about everything apart from Triple H versus uh, Booker T delivers at WrestleMania 19, so I think it's got to be a top-tier WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, do we go uh, the best or lowly? We'll, we'll do that at the end of the video, Tom. We'll tease that for the end of the video. It's in oh, the best here. Okay, yeah, we'll pop it in the it's best. It's in the best. There we go. WrestleMania 20, yeah. where it all begins again with Vince and his son Shane and Shane's son... Declan. Declan. Is that his actual... Oh, he's the American football man. He's the American man. football man. This, this past week, I think, he, when we record this, he was announced to... He was announced for a football team. And I was like, that's the kid from the video at the start of 20. He's all grown up. What? I'm very old. Yeah. Uh, Big Show versus John Cena opens the main card for the US title. Uh, two massive AAs for the win for John Cena, uh, who was organically just getting cheered massively this is mm. before Cena was overbooked and you know the push happened and all that sort of stuff and people started booing him because he wasn't cool anymore this was Dr. Thugonomics John Cena and word life and all that sort of stuff it was a, a decent opener to Wrestlemania two massive AAs is a, a good thing to open Wrestlemania with. I think it sets up Cena for the future quite yeah. nicely here they, by this point they know that John Cena's going to be their next guy and they, they aren't going to they're going to push him but they aren't going to rush they're going to give him another year before he gets there, but I think this is the right way to open the show. Big rap from John Cena beats the big show. Then we see shades of SummerSlam 1994. 94 was Leslie Nielsen looking for The Undertaker. 2004, it was uh, Coachman on the search for The Undertaker, because this, of course, is where The Undertaker is apparently going to make his big comeback as the dead man. He's, go he's looking through the arena all the way through the show, which includes a segment where Bobby the Brain Heenan and Mean Gene are shagging <laughs> May Young and Moolah in a cupboard. Mark Henry is going to be furious yes. at this. Uh, that was all kinds of fun from Jonathan. Co I think Coachman's, from that period of time, was underrated. Big pop for Bobby the Brain as yeah. well, when it turned out he was there as well, like, like that. <laughs> then we see Rob Van Dam and Booker T. They were tag team champions heading into this, into this WrestleMania, defeat Gary. Harrison Cade and Mark Jindrak, the Dudley Boys and La Resistance, which was the Rob Conway version. Just look at him. No build. The fans in the arena just obviously didn't care about this match. Um, uh, not elimination. It wasn't an elimination match, but the teams were tagging in other teams. So when it was mm. first falls the winner, why would you tag in a different team? It's true. This yeah. has always been the anomaly of fatal four-way tag matches. And also, why would why would you willingly fight your tag team partner? Yeah. Because there was a few fatal four-ways where that happened. I don't think it happened in this one. No. Um, I can't remember off top my head but I know for a while Rob Van Dam and Booker T had uh, a mashup theme song that was appalling yeah. and I hope <laughs> like I don't wish it upon anybody I hope whoever wrote it had at least a strongly worded email about their performance <laughs> You know whose theme I heard for the first time in years in preparation for this video it was Show Miz oh, which is the Miz's theme <laughs> but then every soft it's just some guy going and the big show <laughs> Remember the big show's there? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, Christian versus Jericho was fantastic. Like an episode of Coronation Street with the heartbreaking turn mm. at the end. Trish wanted Christian all along. And Jericho wanted Trish, but he couldn't have. It was started with a with a, uh, a a game, wasn't it? It was there was say who would get who would get the girl first, and it was over one Canadian dollar. And uh, it all turned into Christian and Trish Stratus forming a, a Canadian like power couple. Yeah. At the behest of Sexy Beast Jericho. Good at kissing as well, they were. Uh, that one was a weird comment. Anyway, Rock and Sock Connections versus Evolution in a handicap match. I think it was just to get The Rock on the card in some sort of way. Uh, the Rock, I've written down here, just having a stiffy wrestling flair <laughs> is 
something I mean, that I took away from this. I guess it. Yeah. Rock bless him. Sort of fell afoul of like the legends that he fights. And Flair was getting big pops every time Rock was on the offense. He was getting booed. We're kind of in a weird place with the Rock at this point. He's not quite Hollywood Rock. He's not quite old school Rock. He had a mustache beard, if I remember yeah. correctly. Weird look. Uh, this is a little... The, weirdly, this isn't a um, a payoff thing. This is a build, because we're building to Foley versus Orton. Yeah. kind of feel like, like that match that we got at Backlash. Imagine if we'd had that here instead. Yeah. That'd be great. The Backlash match was WrestleMania-worthy, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It was, I'm sure it was after this WrestleMania that Dury didn't offer The Rock a contract extension just to come back uh, sporadically, because they banged on his Hollywood career floundering, and having, him having to crawl back for like less money than they would have to give him when it took off, and obviously he came back Oh, see, on. I heard that... that I just heard that they forgot. <laughs> I, I, that, so I think your version's a bit more like in, in keeping with WWE rather than like John Laurinaitis just sat at home going, there's something I was meant to do today. I can't Ooh, think about it. it again? Coming up today, the Scorpion King. Oh, no! <laughs> I thought it was Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we see Stacey and Jackie taking on Tori and Sable in what was called a Playboy evening gown thing. Uh, we were close last year with the women's division, <laughs> and we've got some we've got some women's division stuff later on. But like we're still, you know, in that weird time. Yeah. Then we saw a cruiserweight gauntlet match. It was nice to see Ultimo Dragon on the WrestleMania mm. card, and then he slipped over a bit, and people might have chuckled a bit. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Tajiri stole the match here. Uh, Tajiri attack on Rey allows Chavo to retain, getting a good a heel victory uh, by not doing much of the work. A uh, good little series. It was like one minute matches back to back to back to back to back before Chavo gets the win and retains his title. Yeah, I thought it was just uh, at this point WWE were enjoying the more still enjoying the cruiserweight division. It was a big part of SmackDown at this point and it gets them on the card in a fast-paced match. Yeah. Multi, Multi-man nonsense. It works well for the cruiserweight division. Then we see Brock versus Goldberg oh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin as the special guest referee. Oh, and wow. thank the Lord that Stone Cold was there because if he wasn't, this would have... I don't even know what it would have been because it was crap to begin what with. What could have been? Um, yeah. Obviously, Brock was legitimately... I think Goldberg was more laughing at the uh, the sort of fans going, na-na-na-na, hey, mm. goodbye. Whereas Brock Lesnar was legitimately furious with what was being said at him in that in that that wrestling ring. Mm. Uh, they do some collar and elbow tie-ups, some posing, some standoffs. It just wasn't what it should have been. Uh, this, it was so bad, it made me furious after Survivor Series 2016 when we had the squash match. Because I was like, they should have eradicated the memory of that match at WrestleMania 20. <laughs> Not thinking about the business sense of making massive headlines like they did. But thank God WrestleMania 33 happened because it can yeah, all be forgotten. That right? felt, yeah, the, that that was the main event, the match that we should have got. We'll get it later on. But this was, just, this was two guys on the way out of the company who really had left any Fs at home that yeah. day and and what a shame because again what could have been here with Austin in there as well you'll not, you'll not get that chance again no. Brock, Goldberg, Austin in the same place at the same time in pretty much good condition Saudi Arabia's coming up again isn't it? except in Saudi Arabia <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> then we see uh, Too Cool, who are the, the SmackDown tag team. Cha well, the, what was it? There was the World on Raw, the WWE on SmackDown. WWE on SmackDown, yeah. Uh, they defeated the world's greatest tag team, the Basham Brothers and the APA. That uh, mm. was just basically the same as the Raw, the, the, the World Tag Team title match, but on the same card. Six minutes for this match, all in. It was meh, but we got to see Too Cool dance. Do you feel like, the, I feel like the one theme seems to be that we, until, with the exception of TLC2, like, all the tag matches on WrestleManias have just been thrown on. Yeah, big time. Really thrown on. Then we see Donald Trump 
advocate Jesse Ventura running for president in 2004, which aged wonderfully. That's a weird time. <laughs> I'm sure they won't involve Donald Trump in future WrestleMania. <laughs> All credit to Molly Holly getting herself on the WrestleMania card. Hey, Vince McMahon, I'm so desperate to be on this card in Madison Square Garden. I'll shave myself bald. He said, go on then. Victoria then beats Molly Holly, pins her down in the barber's chair, shaves her bald. Molly Holly's fantastic. Oh, Molly's great. Like, like a workhorse and deservedly in the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. And, and I, I just make a great moment seeing Molly like strapped to the chair, getting her head shaved, and and the, and the nice little juxtaposition of what happens next. Because as Molly is still getting her head shaved, Kurt Angle comes past her, who is also bald. And and I was like, that's a nice little cross section there. Yeah, Angle versus Guerrero is what happens here. It was the pace of the match. It sort of built to a massive crescendo. The transitions, Angle turning an ankle lock uh, during the Three Amigos. Eddie's doing the Three Amigos mm. before the third one. He somehow wrestles himself into an ankle lock. Eddie's boot playing into the finish was fantastic. Was sort of like, obviously ankle. You have to put an ankle lock on the ankle so Eddie was selling the boot at his ankle all match long is obviously swelling up inside of his boots so he loosens his boot but that plays into the finish because the boot comes loose and he could reverse it and get the victory which is fantastic there's a, there's a bit as he loosens the boot and like Angle just starts salivating and Eddie starts to back away and Angle's just grabbing at his boot and then that's when the boot comes away yeah. just beautifully done by Eddie Guerrero Eddie Guerrero's WWE title run Love that. Yeah. Love that it was a thing. Undertaker versus Kane was meh, as it always is when it comes to the professional wrestling matches, but the build was all about just the dead man coming back. Paul Bearer coming back as well. A fantastic moment. I think they nailed the presentation of that. Yeah. Um, but the match is always with Undertaker. Well, whatever reason, they just didn't mesh. They really... They, it's a weird one. Like, they keep, as long as they keep the matches short, they're fine. Yeah. But there is, like, a little disconnect between them. They'll never have a, a five-star banger. No. They're too similar. Yeah. And then we saw Benoit versus Triple H versus Michaels in the main event. Obviously, it's weird to look back at the finish now, but it was a fantastic mm. match. The visuals, especially, with all the blood uh, from Triple H, especially, was fantastic. Just the drama. And then, obviously, the moment at the end of the night with Eddie and, Eddie and Chris Benoit with their belts. Oh. It's, it's, it's weird to look back Bitter on now. Sweet. Obviously, with what happened a few years later. But mm. there's a few duds on this card, but where... The big matches were, apart from Brock and Goldberg, obviously, the big matches delivered. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's weird because I think it was you and I that did uh, WrestleMania main events. Yeah. And I remember getting some grief for not ranking the, the WrestleMania 20 main event. We're going to rank this because we want to rank the card as a whole. Um, just wanted to address that before somebody yeah. kicks off. But it is weird to look back at Ben It is, stuff, it is weird looking back. Yeah. Um, separating the art from the artist and stuff like that. Um, now... Wasn't the best one. There were some standout performances in here. I'm kind of leaning towards maybe Lovely, Lovely, Lovely. That's what I was going to suggest as well. I think yeah. it's the first one in the Lovely, Lovely, Lovely. Welcome to Lovely, Lovely, Lovely. Make yeah. yourself comfortable. As I say, the big matches delivered. There were some crowd-popping moments. It was a fun time for the big anniversary of WrestleMania. WrestleMania 21 in the Chicago area, I think it was, mm -hmm. was uh, kicked off with Ray versus Eddie, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions at the time. Uh, but Eddie wanted to prove... Uh, to himself, excuse me, I've burped there. Uh, how unprofessional. That's what Eddie had to prove. Yes. <laughs> that he could burp there. He could there. burp there. And uh, he wanted to prove that he could beat Ray, even though he was tag team champions with Ray. Uh, Eddie reversed the West Coast pop into a power bomb, which was one of the highlights of the match. Ray's mask was a noticeable distraction in this matchup because it was a bit loosening for some reason. He kept filling with it all the way through the match. Um, and because of that, or maybe it was a little uh, someone else, I guess, but the mask the mask played a big part. As Ray's that. walking back, he even says to a fan, damn mask. Yeah. Like, so he's 
complaining about it as he heads back. Wasn't maybe as good as it could have been. They'll have better. Yeah, definitely they'll have but better. But this was definitely a wardrobe malfunction that caused this. The first Money in the Bank ladder match takes place here. Edge obviously winning, but it was the Shelton Benjamin show, the T-bone off the top of the ladder, the, the, the run up the ladder to knock Jericho off with a big clothesline. The big dive as well. Edge with the heelish win with the chair on Benoit and stuff was uh, yeah. ooh, some lovely some lovely booking. Set up to a nice match they have at Backlash, if memory serves. Edge I missed the Money in the Bank on the WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I kind of I miss it being just like part of the, the Mania show because it, it got a few more people on the show in a, in a way that was meaningful. I kind of thought we'd see like a multi-man ladder match this year. I feel like WrestleMania is a nice place to do a multi-man ladder match. Yeah. But then if you can, I, I guess they want to try and keep that concept as 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 clean as they can for just money in the bank. Yeah. So I doubt we'll see its like again. Then we saw Eugene saved from Muhammad Hassan by Hulk Hogan, and they posed. That was all kinds of fun. <laughs> Undertaker versus Orton then happened. This was the first time I properly thought the streak was going to come yeah, to an end with Orton very this. much on the ascension. Yes, we did a, a Who Should Have Ended the Streak podcast, which is on the channel right now, where we talk about this a bit more in depth. Lots of highlights here. Undertaker being called The Beast. Numerous times by Jerry Lawler is something I've picked up on this time around going back and watching it. Um, Cowboy Bob getting his cast involved. Uh, obviously, the, the, the couple of moments where it looked like Orton was going to win. It was just a fantastic match. The bit that I thought Orton was going to win it was when he went up for a choke slam and he turned it into an yeah. RKO. And that was one of the first, one of the early signs of Orton using that RKO in a multitude of different ways. Mm. That memory serves for me anyway. And, uh, and yeah, I genuinely thought this would be like a career-defining moment. The, the build to that with like him attacking Jake Roberts, he attacked Stacey Keebler in the run-up to it as well, if I remember correctly, and uh, surprised he didn't win here. I've just realised I said this, this WrestleMania was in Chicago. This is with Hollywood. I am sorry uh, to everyone involved. It was WrestleMania 22 that was in but Chicago. There, but there was a... Was, am I right in thinking that there... No, it's the next WrestleMania there's a bit of a Chicago influence. Yeah, aye, there is. Uh, then we moved on to Trish Stratus versus Christy Hemi for the women's title in a match where Christy was green. Uh, that was the, her booking for the thing here because obviously she had the, 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 the Diva Surge competition thingy and then she got herself into the WrestleMania match and that was exactly how it looked in the, ma in the, in the ring as well. She was just very, very green. Yeah. And she, it was a shame Trish got put in that sort of role with the, you know, you look at the women's roster back then, Molly Holly and... But I think it's it's more a case that they obviously saw something in Christy Hemi and thought we want to try and elevate her. And in there with Trish, who's been around for a while, I think is, is, isn't is a bad shout. We see it in NXT now. You know, it's rare to see it on the main roster now, but certainly in NXT you see that now. Yeah, I think it was just a bit too much too soon for Christy being on yeah. such a big stage like that, but there we go. Angle versus Michaels, oh, one of the my. best WrestleMania matches of God. all time. The stuff through the table, the super angle slam, uh, really, really, the, the only, I don't know what you make about this, was the ankle lock a bit too long at the end there no, from Michaels? No, no, it was great, because Shawn Michaels is, is the guy that kind of, the Mr. WrestleMania, he perseveres through everything, and the ankle lock was in there for so long that we thought he's going to make the ropes, he's going to make the ropes, and you really bought into the fact that he's going to get out, he's going to get out, and then the moment angle great finds it, he's buggered, he's done, and I thought that was great. Like that, it really, it was Joel. Everything about that, it is the. It's, no, I'm just looking over your shoulders, looking at the other match, and I'm thinking, <laughs> yes, that is the best match tonight. Yeah, it is. That yeah. is the best match tonight. Could even be match of the year. They would replay it a few times. Um, uh, Jack did a video on the one of the weirdest roars of 2005, and it features 
Angela Michaels sort of rolling back to this one and having a 30 minute Ironman match. It's also very good, but this is sublime. Yeah, then we have Piper's Pit with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which was just some fantastic interactions. Thanks for having me, you son of a bitch. Slap. Uh, Carlito comes down because this was where Carlito was back then. He was one of the very much like, oh, we've got stock in this fella. He's going to go to the moon. Mm. Didn't quite end up there, but it was still a very good segment all the same. Uh, the sumo match with Big <laughs> Show and Aki Bono was terrible. I'll never forget seeing Big Show's taint when he got pushed out the ring. His legs go akimbo. You see everything. It's just, oh. The, the presentation, I mean, I must say his, his legs akimbo, but <laughs> the presentation of this was very respectful. I like that it was something a little different. For, for WrestleMania, I'm not, you know, at the time I found it very funny, but, in, you know, looking at it now, I go, oh, that's a bit different. Did people know who Aki Bono was? They did. They, they made video packages and stuff for him on the Smackdowns leading up to it, if memory serves. So they tried to sort of G up the audience and, and you know, and smart up the audience as to who Aki Bono was and why this was important. Uh, but it was it was a shoot sumo, I believe. So Akibano just they do they do do some posing, so I guess it was worked. But there was I guess some shoot aspects as well. And you can't have Akibono lose it. Is bread and butter, can you? No, not no bread or butter involved. Then this WrestleMania turns into a passing of the guard, a changing of the guard, because mm. we see Cena versus JBL for the WWE champion. It was the WWE champion. Uh, yes, and it was just it, for me going back and watching it was more just like a sort of basic SmackDown main event rather than a big sort of WrestleMania world title match. Um, but again, it was more about this, the symbolism of the the old god losing to the new and new stars being made and all that sort of this stuff. This was the the end of Vince McMahon's uh, sexy dream of Bradshaw being the <laughs> WWE champion. It was a sexy dream that worked. Well, uh, you know what? I, I, I remember when he won the belt in the year before, and I was like, "Really? Are we really doing this? Okay, we are." And by the end, I was like, "This is fine. This yeah. is fun." And then Cena was the obvious person to step up and take it. And then Batista on the other side of the tracks on the Raw side beat Triple H. It was a lot more brutal, a lot more stiff shots. Triple H was bleeding as he always did back then. <laughs> uh, maybe a bit too much referee stuff and Ric Flair involvement, but their heels and the evolution and all that sort of stuff. Uh, still a good match, but not a great match. But again, it was all about more of the moment of Batista winning rather than putting on a five-star classic. I reckon. Yeah, I think I think I think all the matches there. That was the right match to go on last. I feel like that that Batista feud, like the the because they tried to do this with Randy Orton in Evolution and they did it too quick and they yeah. went right, we screwed that up. You know, a bit like sort of measuring wood. They went okay, we've cut too much there. We need to go back and try that again. They tried it again with Batista with their last bit of wood, and uh, the whole thumbs up, thumbs down. Batista was over like Rover. They ran with it and we had a battle of a main event. This should have been the main event. The one thing we've not mentioned from Mania Twenty One. Good sir, Rossi Drip Drip. Yep. Is WrestleMania going Hollywood and the the trailers, the movie trailers. Yes. Which was a key part of the build to this. Where we had like Eddie Guerrero and Booker T doing Pulp Fiction. We had Triple H's Braveheart. Triple H's Braveheart. Undertaker. What was he? Uh, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Uh, Stone Cold as. Uh, I know he said Gla Rupert, Rupert Grint there. <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Russell Crowe in Gladiator. <laughs> I'm a wizard, Harry! <laughs> What? <laughs> Patronus! Um, and, uh, oh, Kurt Angle and... Kurt Angle and Christy Hemi doing When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah, with the... Yeah, and then Linda, Linda zombie Linda at the scout going, I'll have a dude, <laughs> I think that 
on its own merit, would put it near the bottom of the best. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Right. Just the aesthetic was brilliant. Yeah, let's look at the highlights. The men's Money in the Bank match was well, men's. The, the Money in the Bank match was obviously highlight. Undertaker versus Orton was fantastic. Angle versus Michaels. The Piper's Pit segment I'll throw in there as well. Um, and that's about it for the highlights. The rest of the car was just sort of like, as MJF would call it, mid. Mm. What do you reckon? Lovely, lovely? I reckon lovely, lovely, lovely is a nice place to pop that bad boy in. Uh, 12 minutes have gone on lovely. the card. Do you want to restart the No, video? no, we'll, we'll keep going. We're going to keep on keeping on. That's we'll keep like going all the way through till 19 minutes. So we'll get going with WrestleMania 22, which is the one that took place in Chicago. Ross, you silly boy. We, caught, we saw the Masters of Cool take on the Big Show and Kane. A meh match followed by a meh breakup because it's a trope in professional wrestling. The tag team who are together but then realise, oh my God, I don't really like you, so let's break up. Master of Cool were no more. Mm, I just I don't I barely remember this match, yeah. which I think says says everything. They do love putting Big Show and Kane together as a tag team every so often. Because they're big. Money in the Bank ladder match was on this card once again. Poor Ric Flair, who had a suplex, oh, so a super duper duperplex <laughs> off the top of the ladder from Matt Hardy. Shelton Benjamin, though, is the one who steals the match again. Uh, Maybe not as good as the one before, but still very, very, very good. There was a school of thought in the run-up to this to give Ric Flair the win. <laughs> there really was, from what I understand. So they wanted to put the money in the bank on Flair for a bit, and then they went, no, no silly. We it would be a nice story, I guess, and go after the big gold belt again. Quite like yeah. Flair going around with a suitcase, saying, I'm going to take that belt back whenever I want, yeah. etc. Chris Benoit versus JBL was a, a tough spot to be in after that ladder match. We had uh, JBL doing some heel heat with uh, Eddie Guerrero sort of taunts and stuff months, months after Eddie uh, passed away, unfortunately. It was a short match, a nothing match. It was what it was. JBL, I think, got the win for the US title. It was again getting two guys on the card. It yeah. felt like one of those. Foley versus Edge, though. Oh, now this. This was beautiful. Lots and lots told. of weapons. It was a weapons-based thing, so they just got the weapons in there straight away. No build to it, no nothing. Just swinging massive sticks at each other from the start. Mm. Uh, fantastic spot where Foley sort of did the Bret Hart. Bret Hart had the metal plate guarding himself from a spear Foley had barbed wire wrapped around his torso guarding himself from a spear Edge sold that well with the arm after he hit the spear and then obviously the final spot was unbelievable as well with the flaming table Joey Styles on commentary for this one was absolutely the right person to call this because as soon as he went through he had the oh my god yeah. and this Vince was really reluctant for this because Vince doesn't like firing matches they had to really kind of could bend Vince's arm to let him do it glad they <laughs> like, did as well yeah I'm glad they did all time right. Wrestlemania moment mm. uh, Snitsky eats Mae Young's feet they had to really bend Vince's arm to do it no they didn't <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure Vin, I'm sure it was Vince's idea it's funny yeah fetishes are weird uh, Vince's yeah, uh, Boogeyman. I think I want to say Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. <laughs> you make it sound like he's dancing. Disco Boogeyman. <laughs> Get funky now. He beat King Booker and Queen Charmel uh, in a squash match, which built to Queen Charmel taking a mouthful of worms. Hall of Famer. The, the Boogeyman. And rightfully so, for that spot mm -hmm. alone. Trish versus Mickey. The build was sensational, with Mickey being this psychopath oh. with the room filled with Trish Stratus paraphernalia. Then we get the vagina thing during the match, which they hated. The hey. old uh, the V thing. In the... I think I believe it was cut from the network. Yeah, it's cut um, from the network. Definitely. They they reenact Mickey James and Ali Catch reenacted that spot over. I think it was WrestleMania weekend. Mm. So that's that's out there for you, uh, you perverts. Should we, you wish to find it? It was a good match. It was a bit of a botch at the end, but they saved it. They pulled it around. It was still a good match. Oh yeah, they made yeah. Despite the fact that it was the it was the satisfaction that went yeah. a little bit peak tongue didn't it? But they fixed it. They fixed it. It was good. Uh, Vince McMahon making his entire family get down and pray because it's funny that Shawn Michaels found Christ. 
That was a fantastic WrestleMania moment. <laughs> Taker versus Mark Henry. We obviously we spoke about on that podcast we shot a couple of weeks ago. Henry was earmarked to end the streak in this match up here, but nobody was buying it. A proper stereotypical big man match. Uh, but there was an amazing dive over the top rope and then over a casket God. by The Undertaker. Whoa. He nearly died. He's flying with he a wing. He wind. broke his neck on that one. <laughs> did, did, did the cameraman get a shoeing in that one as well? That's what I'm thinking is another That was one as a couple well. of years to come. Oh, that's a few uh, years to come with the cameraman takes a shoe in. Then we see Mike. Michaels versus McMahon, which is Vince McMahon's best match ever. The kiss my ass spot with Shane's head uh, accidentally going up his dad's ass was funny. The elbow drop off a 70-foot ladder, again Vince McMahon. Uh, no, sorry, that was Shawn Michaels doing it to Vince McMahon. He had a trash can on his head. Mm. That was a fa- on a table as well. That was fantastic. It felt really long because it was long, but it was fun. It was stupid. It was what Vince McMahon was put on this earth to do. Yeah, <laughs> he, he loves those long-winded, chaotic matches, and he was... He was in fine form here. The ladder finish was really good. Yeah. Then we see Ray versus Kurt versus Orton. It was really matched because the match before, the Vince versus Sean thing, went really long. Uh, and Ray's entrance, which took apparently too long than it was supposed to. Angle was unbelievable in this matchup, just throwing people around. Uh, there was 100,000 near falls. Great moment after great moment because they were just trying to pack so much in to a shorter space of time than they thought they had. Thoughts on that one? Uh, okay, yeah, you could tell it was... It was shortened for time the build for Ray to get there would be symbolic of the title reign that would come confusing and a little bit undermining a little bit condescending uh, my memory from that is uh, the, the video package before it uh, featuring the song I Dare You by Shinedown I dare you to tell me to walk through fire that one <laughs> it's amazing lives in my brain are you in Shinedown? I was my God. If I, if, I, if I said I wasn't, you could call me a liar. Sorry. <laughs> Bloody Nora. Uh, Candice took on Tory Wilson in a pillow fight on a bed. Horny teenagers for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wins. Right. And then we saw Cena versus Triple H in the main event. Triple H, CM Punk part of uh, Cena's entrance on the side of the car. Triple H, Conan the Barbarian on his throne. Cena hating crowd played his part. Uh, Triple H put over Cena by tapping out. Was a shock because this happened so close to 2003. So then, WrestleMania 19, lots of things happened, but it's not one of the best of all time because the nonsense just didn't work when it was nonsense. But there was some good stuff. But there was some nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it was. The one thing that always sticks out to me is that that triple threat match that, yeah. that if that had got time it could have been one of the best in Wrestlemania history but it was just get it done well done Vince um, are we going to say lovely 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 uh, yeah top of all right but my lovely is where I'd, I'll go I'd do you know what one. I'm going to if, if that main event had a little bit longer I'd have put it top of top of bottom of lovely, lovely. <laughs> top of all right Wrestlemania 23 broke all kinds of records at the box office and all that sort of malarkey as I check the camera is rolling is that counting down yes it bloody well is we kicked off with the money in the bank ladder match once again Mr. Kennedy Kennedy killing himself once again with the senton attempt where he clipped the back of his head on the ladder which was on the mat which a horrible spot Hardy off the top of the ladder through Edge Edge saying that was like the least favourite thing he ever did in his career taking the full weight of Jeff Hardy through his belly uh, with the split leg like, like, split leg drop thingy uh, the plunge off the ladder and a hornswoggle by Kennedy again was another highlight it wasn't the best money in the bank ladder match but it certainly had its moments this set up basically the rebirth of ECW yeah. so it was Rob Van Dam that won this and he would call his spot and also this was where Rob Van, this is where the phrase, the name Mr. Money in the Bank came from. Because Rob Van Dam was Mr. Money Night, so therefore when he won Money in the Bank, he became Mr. Money in the Bank. This is the one Kennedy won. Did Mr. Kennedy won? Kennedy won this one. Oh, I thought Rob Van Dam won that one. 23. 
Yeah. 23? Ah, so he was 24 then. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll do that bit again in a bit. <laughs> but yeah, but Mr. But even so, Mr. Kennedy wasn't Mr. Money in the Bank. Mm. Even so, but Mr. Kennedy, he did win him. Taken off him, didn't he? He did. The steroid he stuff. did. And then that was it. That was a good time. From the sublime. Well, not the from the very good to the ridiculous, because we saw the great Carly versus Kane, uh, and a match where they tried to redo Hogan versus Andre with Kane scoop slamming the great Carly, but. Kane got pinned with a foot on the chest by the great Carly <laughs> at WrestleMania, and I do not like that. There was some stuff with a hook going into this. Because yeah. cause Kane, I think the See No Evil movie had just come out, and Kane, I think, was going to try it. Well, I, I, I think part of the bill made us think, is Kane going to, like, stab the great Carly with a hook? He probably should have, in hindsight. It would have saved him from getting pinned on the chest with a foot I, by the great Carly. I think he might have done. That would have been a bit of a disappointing turn of events if he did. Then, in a bit of a sleeper match, we saw Benoit versus MVP for the US title. Lots and lots of... Because when MVP debuted, I remember visibly not liking him because I thought he was rubbish. And then this match happened, and I was like, he's, he's a good wrestler, him. Because there was lots of counters on counters on counters, uh, lots of mat wrestling, just a really good, like, a really good match that holds up. He's a weird one, isn't he, Mr. He's a weird one, isn't he, MVP? Like, it, like, I think as a mouthpiece, he's excellent. Oh, yeah. And with the right person, he can make magic. And I think him and, M him and Benoit did do some good stuff here. Yeah. Uh, Batista versus Undertaker, one of the really underrated big man matches in WrestleMania history for me. Uh, the power slam from one announce table to the other, there was just massive moves. Bombs away, some might be saying. <laughs> just a huge... This was the first match of Taker's, like, string of unbelievable WrestleMania matches for me. This is where it started again. So, like... The, the streak was uh, was revealed back at X8, and then there was a bunch of matches where it's like, with the exception of Orton, it's like, no one's taking this. Yeah. And now, once again, we, I, again, Batista's another one where you kind of thought, could, could Dave be taking here? And yeah, they, and again, the streak of great matches. They just, yeah. they, they, have, they bounce off each other beautifully. Then we see Vince McMahon yelling at his grandkid. Uh, we see the baby POV cam yeah. from inside the pram. Vince McMahon shouting at him uh, about assaulting Donald Trump. Uh, this, and he ends the segment with this baby just did a Trump. Pooey, Stephanie. Oh, <laughs> the, <great joke. laughs> the ECW originals take on the new breed Monty Brown on WrestleMania. What's not to love? Yeah, the rest of the match. I realise now that the whole Rob Van Dam thing I said earlier, I should have said the last WrestleMania. Pretend that I did. Yeah, this is getting this is getting ECW lads on the show. Yeah. And again, Monty Brown or Marcus Corvall. Yeah, with a fantastic theme, by the way. You could make mm. sweet love. To, Mar <laughs> to Marcus Corvon's wrestling team. They've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it was, we still have ECW for another year after this, I do believe. Um, but hey, not only Marcus Corvon getting on the WrestleMania pay packet, flipping the Sandman, yeah. Sabu. Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, all them lads. It's good to see. It was all right, wasn't it? But don't worry, the main ECW star is in the next match. Donald Trump. No, Vince That's McMahon right. takes on Donald Trump in the Battle of the Billionaires. Massive men, Umanga, Umanga, as William Regal likes to call him, taking on uh, Bobby Lashley. And then he called him Billy Lashley there. <laughs> I'm having a nightmare with names during his brother. video. Um, yes, his younger brother, who will debut with a beard. <laughs> coming soon on Raw. Um, just massive men doing each other. We had a spot where... <laughs> What? You went massive men doing each other. There's another. <laughs> There's a spot where Umanga, right, does this, like, a senton over the. Because Bobby does the skin the cat thing. Mm. Uh, over the top rope and then just does, like, a lovely somersault on the floor. I'm thinking, how the bloody hell have you done that? They, Umanga. These two had lovely chemistry together. Yeah. It would also create um, a moment that would be utilised by Donald Trump himself on Twitter. 
which was Donald Trump battering Vince at ringside. After having no idea what was going on, he just the camera keeps cutting to Donald, and he keeps going, "Ah, oh, what's going on here?" <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was what it was. The clothesline on Vince was a, an all-time. JBL would have been proud of that one. Yeah, uh, obviously. Um, and obviously, Snug. Donald would go on to take the worst Stone Cold stunner of all time. That includes WrestleMania 38. Um, big silly bollocks. Vince got his head shaved. It did what it did. This maybe should have been the main event. I reckon. Do you think they should have gone on last? Because this was all the build, wasn't it? It was Trump and McMahon and Austin in the background yeah, all the way through. Yeah, of the Billionaires was on all the posters and like there was press conference clips that were shared constantly. I think this got the, the lion's share of the, the promotion. I wonder throughout. if they ever discussed Trump losing here. No. No. <laughs> I, think, I think when they came in, the whole idea was like Trump would own Raw but then have it taken off him, but he would get his own back. Mm. So you've got you to put Trump over. Then we saw a Lumberjill match where Ashley took on Melina. Melina does a big Cesaro swing. Nobody cared about this one. Uh, apparently this um, this got cut to down to just about nothing because the Battle of the Billionaires went too long. Vince again! Yeah. Again, Vince McMahon just can't help whenever he's... It's so funny when you have people like that who are like, right, keep to your times, make sure you get this done. But when they're involved, like, oh, I've run 20 minutes over, oh, yeah. darn it. Oh, well. Oh, well. Then we saw Michaels versus Cena in the WrestleMania main event. Uh, obviously, Cena's car. Did that slap for you? didn't really slap for me as the kids would say yeah i think it was a bit cool for me times <laughs> the streets of the cool ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Bukar did John Cena, they're smashing through the glass and stuff. This whole, like, the build to this WrestleMania was very uh, fraught because Triple H was uh, meant to be involved in this. Allegedly, uh, allegedly they were going to build Cena versus Triple H 2. This is why Shawn Michaels came out to the DX theme because DX had reunited and then mm. Triple H got himself injured. And then Shawn was like, but what would pay for the song and kayfabe? I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, a great, there's a great moment when, um, so Triple H gets injured at New Year's Revolution. He tears his quad mid-match. And Shawn Michaels, you watch that match, like Shawn Michaels when he realises, right, Triple H is done with some of the Shawn Michaels like comes alive. Mm. Like he does this thing where he runs across the ring and hits a dive. He just suddenly goes a million miles an hour. Like all of it, like from that very moment, the moment that Triple H's quad ripped, Sean just put the whole company on his back again. All right, here we go, we're going. And this led to, and this was the first one of this, now this, in terms of like big appearances, this was the, this was a massive WrestleMania for them. And there was a lot of anxiety about, you know, having these two go on last, but they had a great match. Yeah, apparently it was up until the last minute. We couldn't decide between Undertaker's, Undertaker versus Batista and this match is going on last. And I think they made the right call because who said John Cena can't wrestle? 
because he did lots of mm. good wrestling here. And yes, there might be a lot of Shawn Michaels playing a part here. Am I right in thinking this was the first stadium WrestleMania since 19? Because I, I have a feeling they ducked away from stadium manias yeah. for a couple of years. And that was part of the pressure here, was that right, we've got to sell a stadium again. And can Michaels and Cena do it? And, you know, they did fine. They did great. That was a good match. They had a great match. Uh, yeah, lots of uh, counting each other's finishes. Just lots of good story in the match and, and good actions. Uh, good wrestlings. Good wrestlings as well. Uh, of course, they were the tag champs together that year, which bled into the story a bit more. Just a lovely match. I think this WrestleMania has got to be in one of the two top tiers. Because all the big matches It gets forgotten about, doesn't it? It gets mm. forgotten about with, with all that's going on. Um, I kind of want to put it in lovely, lovely, lovely. I'd say towards the top as well, because you've got Batista yeah. Undertaker, Michael Cena, the Money in the Bank ladder match, MVP Benoit. The rest of the card was a bit weird. Vince yelled at a kid. Yeah, what more do you want? I don't know if I want to put it above 20. Oh, yeah, I'll go for just below 20. 20, there you go. Above 21, below 20. We move on to 24. JBL versus Finley kicks off the card. Finley with his mm. new son, Hornswoggle, here. Uh, JBL throws a trash can at Hornswoggle <laughs> oh, from the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. <laughs> uh, they hit each other hard with lots of weapons. JBL has a, a hellacious clothesline from hell as well. Fantastic opener. It was just Classes brutal. Him. Just classic. They said him. something backstage, didn't they? Like, we're opening this card. Let's just kill each other. They did. They just... And, and, and do you know what? Two guys, like JBL, is you know known to just lay him in a bit thick. Finley can give as good as he gets as well. So yeah. they just went, let's go and clatter each other in the sunshine, and that's what they did to open WrestleMania 24. Well, I do love to fight. <laughs> uh, Money in the Back ladder match. Jericho gets in the match, good and proper this year. His walls on the top of the ladder was amazing. Uh, Morrison doing moonsaults with the ladder in his hands to add extra a plumb. Shelton Bellinger once again. He died on the outside with a horrible bump uh, with the this little flippity do thing off the top mm. uh, to the floor. Uh, good match as always. It should be on WrestleMania. We said this earlier. Anyway, yeah, but I think it makes too much money now as its own pro as its own thing. Bastards. Yeah. You say that, but if they give us money in the bank in Wales, we won't complain. <laughs> do you reckon that's a chance of that? Nah. They'll do money in the bank in July. What do you reckon they'll do in Wales? I... We're sat here in April doing this video, by the way. So, I mean, potentially Clash of Champions. Because that's normally what happens around that time. Mm. Potentially Clash of Champions. Something maybe with a sort of like a regal royal theme, but not Royal Rumble. I think Clash of Champions you could potentially have as a as a pay-per-view in canon. Rebellion! Oh, 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 Rebellion. Rebellion. As it would be known. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Rebellion, there's two L's in it. <laughs> oh, I'd love it if they did Rebellion again. That'd be yeah. fun. No, I think it'd be... I, I have a, a feeling it'd be water. It might be Crown Jewel. I don't think it'd be TLC. I've heard a rumour that's Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put money on Clash of Champions. There we Bit go. We'll see league. if that comes true or not. Drew versus Roman main event. Ooh. Yeah. Saucy. Drew winning, obviously. No, Roman winning. <laughs> Just to make everybody angry. Batista versus... I've got to get back on track here. Batista versus Umanga happened here. It was short and sweet, but the crowd, they did not give a toss, which was a shame. Uh, the finish mm. was a shame as well, uh, but... Because Batista sort of falls back while doing the Batista bomb. But yeah. he, well, is it a massive man, so you, what can you do? There was a bit, I, I seem to remember there being a little bit of uh, a little bit of grumbling about this one. I don't know whether Dave was upset about his position on the card, mm. considering like he was so near the top last time and the time before. And like there was just this kind of, there was a bit of unrest. 
with these two. Then we saw a good old WrestleMania squash match because Kane, who won a Battle Royal in the kickoff show, got the privilege to challenge Chavo Guerrero for the ECW title. It was one move just about, and that was it. But hey, it's the first time the ECW Championship is defended at WrestleMania. The only time? And the only time yeah. it's ever defended at WrestleMania. <laughs> Michaels versus Flair speaks for itself. I'm sorry, I love you, blah, 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 blah. Oh, We've all spoke about how great this match is there. Um, it's a shame he came back, obviously, but what can you do? He needs money. Yeah, you could just get a normal job, surely. But no, this was, yeah, this was the whole moment, the build up to it was great. The story of like Shawn Michaels saying, look, I can't face it at WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania and I'm going to win. And Flair's like, good, way to come and get me. And they, they told, started telling this story right back in like November, which I discovered recently, when, Rick, when Vince said, right, Rick, next time you lose, you're done. And Sean was like, and Sean and Rick had a chat backstage, and Rick's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm going to win forever." And Sean just looks a bit sad. You're yeah. Like, oh, they they told they choreographed this years, months before. A match. Oh, sorry. A segment that goes over a lot of people's heads is Maria kissing Snoop Dogg after Snoop Dogg beats down Santina Morella, and it's all good stuff. Uh, then we move on to Triple H versus John Cena versus Randall Keith Orton. Not, not... Is Maria Sasha Banks' his dad? <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Banks is there in the front row when you go and watch it back. It's a nice little Easter egg. Uh, she looks very different back then to what she does now, yeah. understandably, because of blue hair and whatnot. That's besides the point. I just want to point out that Maria Snoop Dogg is just like, that's just a flippant, silly comment. I'm aware of the family relationship. <laughs> I just know people might just jump on that and go, I think you'll find. I know. I know, I know. It was just a silly little Next aside. Cousins, it's fine. It's a we know. Um, not too much time in this match, surprisingly, considering it's a big world title match. Uh, Did Vince go long again? <laughs> I reckon Snoop Dogg kissed Maria for about five minutes too <laughs> Far long. Far too long. Uh, Orton was just being a fantastic heel here. I, I like the finish of Orton doing the punt on Triple H, who had just done a pedigree on Cena. So it looked like Triple H was going to win. He had the pinfall going down. Uh, Orton swoops in with the punt and gets the win. It was just a, a good ending to a, an okay match, but you can tell they were pushed for time. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, this one didn't have the the same sort of energy as the the triple threat match between Ray Orton and Angle. And then we have Mayweather versus Big Show, where Mayweather oh. properly earned his five and or twenty million dollars. <laughs> I saw both figures written down and doing research for this one. Uh, Floyd got his arse added to him in this match here. Uh, the initial stomp uh, to the hand from Big Show, his fighting hand. Oh my God, how can he win now? Mm. His fighting hand is crushed. Uh, that was good. And then Show apparently taking a legit, a le, le, oh my God, a legit, a legit shoot You've hit. got this, you've got this. Legit shoot hit with the brass knucks for the finish. <laughs> Fine. It was, uh, as, as a, I like the, the build, I remember, with Big Show, uh, uh, Floyd running through the crowd, running away from Big Show after battering him in the face and bloodying him. Like, that was a really, fu a really cool visual. I remember the crowd turning on Floyd. Mm. crowd weren't into Floyd at all. Uh, this is Shane, a Shane McMahon cut, this was as well. Because <laughs> Shane was trying to, it was being this sort of multimedia mogul at this point. So Shane had been the one that had sort of brought this, brought this thing together. And uh, yeah, so I remember Shane heavily involved in behind the scenes on this one. Um, and then we saw the main event, which was Undertaker versus Edge. A different feeling match for the Undertaker because Edge was that clever. He knew a reversal to every single one of Undertaker's moves. So Undertaker had to whap out a brand new move, the Hell's Gate debut in here just about as his big finisher. Um, it was, uh, I love that match just because of the tactics involved. And the, and the pure energy that Edge had going into wanting to break the streak. Like, the WrestleMania, your streak, it dies. And all that. And it's a gimmick 
concerto, I think, the week before. And I, and again, it was a more wrestling-based story for The Undertaker. The Undertaker has suddenly gone through not just like a metamorphosis from biker man to deadman. Like, he'd become more of a wrestler's wrestler as well, yeah. which was a nice little twist. So, so basically, Edge saying, look, I'm not frightened of you. I'm not spooked out by you. I'm not going to strike with you. I'm going to wrestle you. And it made Undertaker think of it different. And it was. It was, just, it was a submission win in the main event. Yeah. Hell's Gate. I think this is one of the best WrestleManias of all time. I think it's firmly wow. in the best year. Wow. I think I, the, the Undertaker Edge, obviously, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Ric Flair. Even Mayweather I'm going to throw in there. JBL Finley, uh, the ladder match was good. I think there was a lot of like on this, but uh, that Flair Michaels thing just takes it I to I think the... it does. I would... Yeah, I don't not, think not, it's... Not up the top of the tier, but No, the I was going to say, because I don't know whether it's better than 19... Is it better than 19? Certainly not better than 7. We'll find out then. We'll, we'll, we'll check it in there for now, we'll figure it out. The WrestleMania 25th anniversary <laughs> took place with WrestleMania 25, because that's how anniversaries work. It wasn't, it was the 24th. Uh, money in the Bank ladder match. Once again, Shelton dies off the top of the ladder when no one catches him on the floor. Uh, the, we had a fantastic bridge which had one ladder going to the top rope, a second ladder going across to the third ladder, which was stood up. That was unique. Christian, so at the top of a ladder, bouncing off the top rope and then back up again. A fantastic moment. Another great Money in the Bank ladder match, but that's what we get to come to expect from WrestleMania ladder matches. They're getting into a nice rhythm with just chucking Shelton Benjamin in there just to, to do some magic and get thrown around. I think the first Money in the Bank that didn't feature Shelton Benjamin, I felt very sad about, because uh, he was a bit of a show stealer again yeah. in this one. Uh, from the good to the bad, we saw the Miss Wrestling. WrestleMania Battle Royal won by Santina. Uh, it just shouldn't have happened, should it? Uh, then we saw Jericho versus Piper versus uh, versus Piper, Snooker and Steamboat. Uh, Piper and Snooker were there. Steamboat still had everything. The oh arm drags God. were fantastic. Uh, the, then we had Mickey Rourke, who apparently didn't know wrestling was you know, scripted until just before this WrestleMania. He thought that the lads here involved legitimately hated each other. Wow. It was just exposed to this before the card. Uh, apparently. Well, he just found the film The Wrestler, so you'd have thought somebody would have I know. him up. It was a very weird thing to sort of see in the research for this one. Um, but he obviously gets in the ring. Well, apparently, they wanted him to take part in a, just a match, him versus Jericho, but they did this instead and then built to the left hook from Steamboat to Jericho's but, face. Uh, who'd have thought in the match to build The Wrestler that Ricky Steamboat would come out <laughs> as the guy? Him and Jericho had a match at Backlash, and it was going to be a bit of a renaissance for Steamboat, but then he they did a bit where he got attacked by the Nexus, and he suffered like a real-life medical issue and he retired but I was just like oh what could have been we could have had a short beautiful run with Ricky Steamboat yeah. in this year he still had it he still got it then we saw Matt versus Jeff the build to this was fantastic Matt killed Jeff's dog he burned <laughs> down his house basically things were happening in Jeff Hardy's real life that they bled into the story and Matt Hardy took all the credit why can't Matt and Jeff wrestle each other well <laughs> <laughs> the best tag team, one of the best tag teams in history, but I feel like any time they've had an actual match against each other, it's really fallen short. And this was another example where the build was far better than the, the bite. Um, and, yeah... They there were some innovative uh, spots. With the, There was a table sandwich that Matt Hardy was crushed in. Jeff Hardy nearly misses it. And then he goes a bit too far, but it was innovative all the same. It was innovative. I don't think it was great, but it was innovative for sure. It was okay. It was all right. JBL versus Rey Mysterio and JBL's retirement match. It was basically a squash match after JBL promised the most dominant win in WrestleMania history. Then he quits afterwards and he actually <laughs> stayed quit. He did actually, didn't he? Yeah. It wasn't announced ahead of time as a retirement, no. was it? It was just like, I'm the Intercontinental Champion and I'm great. I've lost. All right, I'm 
done by. Yeah. There was like k- a kayfabe I quit, but in reality it was like a real time. And then we saw Undertaker versus Michaels, which is just the greatest oh, WrestleMania match. Oh, yes. Of all time, I, I prefer 25 to 26. What about you? I, I lean more towards 26. Whoa! I really do. Like, I think because what I like about... We'll touch on it. We'll touch on it when we get to 26. But yeah. this one especially, like, they, they set the stall really nicely for this to, for these two to, to have themselves a match. Uh, the light and the dark stuff. Was, there, was this one with the light and the dark, yeah. wasn't it? Where... Shawn Michaels came down like bathed in white with the white hat on and then Undertaker was the darkness in it and they just just the best work either of them have done it was the best thing Vince McMahon ever did was saying you two lads you're on the middle of the car just about and they were like really? well mm. follow this mofos <laughs> yeah um, then we saw Edge versus Cena versus Big Show for the World Heavyweight Championship obviously remember for John Cena AA and both of them at the same time off his own shoulders uh, Cena did a leg drop off the top rope to the floor which is a moment I forgot about until watching this one back. Uh, big, just big moments all the way throughout. We had stuff for the barricade. I thought it was just a good big man slapping all kinds of meat kind of match. The old double A to both was a nice bit. Yeah. Like just Cena just very. Are we we're kind of at the still at the point now where the crowd is very much leaning towards. We're not. We don't like you very much, Jonathan. Uh, so him winning here probably didn't have the the required love and yeah. adoration that they wanted, but it. But it happened. It happened, it did. And then we saw Triple H versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship, where, of course, <laughs> Randy Orton should have won, where the build was, again, better than the match itself. Uh, the stuff in Orton's house is legendary. I don't care what you say. Uh, the kissing of the McMahon, well, just Stephanie, was legendary uh, after putting her in the head and all that sort of stuff. It was just... Well, not, did he punt her? Did he, I'm not getting Mandela he punted, Yeah, he punted, he punted, he punted her. her. He punted and kissed her. I remember Vince getting punted for good and proper. Um, and Triple H sort of handcuffed and all that stuff. But the match was just... Like it was just a, a raw match, and it, it went on way too long, and the wrong guy won. Weird, because I believe I think you had an RKO and a pedigree as like the first two moves of the match, yeah. which is a weird decision to make. Uh, and Triple H going in as champion and leaving as champion, just just like this felt like a mid card match. Yeah, this felt like it should have been earlier in the night. They than, got the, than to- the they got the tone wrong as well. I think it should have been like weapons based or something, or Hell in a Cell or something. Yeah, like that. it just it was yeah, it was as you say, it felt more like a raw match than a, a Wrestlemania main event. So we look at the card, we have the Money in the Bank match delivering, Steamboat delivering, I guess the Hardys was okay for me, Michael's Taker, the World Heavyweight Championship match was all good. Towards the top of all right though? I think I think on the, on the weight of Taker Michael's one, this gets into all right. Yeah. Had that match not been there, I would have put it either in just about bearable. So I'm going to pop it. I'll pop it. Well, we'll figure out the order at the end. Well, yeah, I'll pop it there. Then we go to WrestleMania 26. Show Miz versus Morrison and Truth is what kicks off this card. Show Miz's theme is awful. Go and watch it or go and listen to it on the YouTubes. Uh, then we have... Uh, this was before R-Truth uh, turned on his partner Morrison by... when he, 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 well, he beat him down and blew smoke in his face. This is the R-Truth oh, we're this is where, this, Oh, this is stupid. I remember on Raw where like R-Truth mid-match stopped to get a bottle of water and, and they were like, look at you being thirsty. It's probably because you smoke. And they went, <laughs> yeah, I do. And I'm going to smoke. And you, I was, are, you re, are you for real? Like, yeah. are we not allowed to be thirsty anymore? It was a nothing the, match anyway at WrestleMania 26. It was very short. It was just, it was what it was. Mm. Then we saw Ted and Cody versus Randy in a triple threat match, which was really a handicap match with the two younger lads taking on Randy Orton until that bloody trope in the professional wrestling happened where they realised that they both can't win the ma- 
match as they turn on each other and it's just normal triple threat match uh, because it, I didn't like that because the entire build for the match was sort of them saying it doesn't matter who wins as long as we beat Orton that's fine mm. and then they, that thing you know wrestlers are silly aren't they um it was it was okay. It was I just it was it was a shame because Randy had built this little legacy team, <laughs> this little legacy team, <laughs> and this just shut it out completely. They were just like, nah, this hasn't worked. Bin them both off. Yeah. Uh, and poor Manu didn't even get a look in him. And it could have been. I, I liked like I feel like Orton leading his team of like his own mini evolution was great, and to see them overthrow him was was cool. And then, but the leading was just, oh, Randy's just going to clatter them both. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> then we saw the ten man Money in the Bank ladder match, which uh, there was just too many people involved. Think so? Yeah, too many people trying to get too many spots in for me. Mm. It was still entertaining though. But you just think if this was five and had a bit more time to breathe, and Jack Swagger was a little bit more excited when he won, <laughs> uh, it would have been a little bit better. Uh, but you like it though? It's weird how Swagger just has like all the all the love for wrestling seems to drain from him the moment he wins the money in the bank and any that's left just disappears when he wins the title like it's like like, like it's been, like he's been given the ring yeah <laughs> he just looks so sad about the whole thing it was good for the lads to get on the card yeah. but I thought it was yeah, a bit too many people in the match to, to, to get up there with the best ones ever um we saw a few memorable moments. Hardy hip tosses to Evan Bourne off the ladder was fantastic, which sounds weird as a sentence, but go back and watch it. It was great. Mm -hmm. Excuse me again. Uh, Kofi walking the ladders like stilts for no reason was that weird. That was this one. Yeah. Oh, I love that bit. He didn't have to do it though, did That's, he? No, it's it's silly. <laughs> Get a ladder, Cody, you like, weirdo. It's, it's like imagine changing a light bulb that way. It's stupid, <laughs> but I love it. It's nonsense. Triple H versus Sheamus happened here. It felt like a main event match minus Triple H's entrance, which was just a normal entrance for Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. Unbelievable. He likes a nice entrance. I, th I thought it was a good match between two big lads. Yeah. I thought Sheamus would have won, though. I think it should have set the pace for Sheamus to win. Yeah. I'm really surprised that Sheamus didn't, because Sheamus had basically come after Triple H, hadn't he, by this point, yeah. and attacked him and left him battered, and then, and, then, and then Triple H would later come back after this and just beat up Sheamus for fun. So I, I, Triple H was a big fan of Sheamus at this point. Apparently, they were training together in the gym a lot, yeah. and, there was a lot and, and they were mates, so Triple H would say, I'll get you over. And, uh, by beating you. By beating you at rest, but at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. He got his win back a couple of months later, I think, of memory serves Sheamus. So at least he got a backlash win, he maybe. Got, he got a world title or two. Yeah. Shameful thing, Lobster Head. Punk versus Mysterio, fantastic build with the Straight Edge Society and the mask. Oh, the mask came after this, didn't it, of course. Um, Ray doing the Eddie Halloween Havoc DDT off the top rope, the flippity do. you know what I'm talking about here. It uh, felt like it could have been a bit better with the family involvement, but it was it was still good, I thought. Yeah, I, th I thought for what they did, I thought they had a good time. I, I, I think they would have better matches in times to come. But, but yeah, Punk and Ray had a good time. I think Straight Edge Society definitely needed more room to breathe. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'd love to see something like that revamped again, maybe in AE dub, but mm. I really enjoyed it. Brett versus Vince happened <laughs> here. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. So long, so crap. Uh, there's a nice moment with Tyson Kidd and Harry Smith doing a heart attack to Vince McMahon. Where, so Tyson's on the top rope and Harry's on the floor with Vince and he does it off there. That was a nice moment. Apart from that, it was just bad, wasn't it? I feel really like this bad. wasn't really a wrestling match. This was more just Vince McMahon's penance for 1997. <laughs> it was sort of like Vince, this is, this is Vince, the Vince McMahon version of falling on your sword. And just going, all right, I, I ruined everything in 1997. You can all take turns to punch me on Vince, television. Vince thought he swindled the in is the Hart family. But before the show, yeah. before the match kicks off, Brett's like, we had a meeting backstage. We said we hate Goldberg. Then we all agreed that we don't actually like it. <laughs> um, and then they all just, yeah, they all got the little shots in. Bruce Hart is annoying. 
<laughs> but that's but Bruce Hart is on brand here. He's on brand. Bruce Hart, I think Bruce Hart went, if I'd said to you Bruce Hart went in with 37 ideas about things he wanted to do. Right. Like there's that's that is very likely what happened. Yeah. Uh, then we saw Jericho versus Edge, a nice heelish ending for Jericho where he's sort of trying to yeah, well, he tried to cheat and uh, all that sort of stuff happened. Really getting over the spear, like yeah. the fear of the spear throughout most of this one because Edge had just made a shot return and won the rumble. Yeah. And it was nice uh, to see Jericho working on the body part. He worked on Edge's ankle all the way through. Edge was selling that as well. I think it was Matt Strike with the line commentary that was like, uh, just feel your Achilles tendon now, viewers at home. Imagine that being like trodden on. Just nice little moments like that sort of really added to it from Matt Striker. I know he's very divisive as Matt Striker. Mm. I, I quite liked him. Yeah, he's all right. Um, it was a good match. What do you think about that one? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it again. I kind of feel like maybe Edge should have won it. Mm as opposed to Jericho. I feel like they'd set that up quite nicely for Edge to get a title run, but they didn't. But they'll, there's more fun, to, there's, there is some fun to come for Edge in years to come, but for now, it was nice to see these to do it. I like, maybe they could have got out of another, maybe they could have made it a little bit better with a bit more time, mm. but it was good. Then we saw the heel divas versus the face divas, <laughs> because this was the era where nobody could stand out. They were all divas together. Some were good divas and some were bad divas. Uh, all the finishes happened because this match had no time. This was the WrestleMania where Vicky Guerrero uh, did the frog splash, which Michael Cole called the hog splash because he was a dick back then. Uh, Vicky botches it. They, sorry, so botches the, the pinfall because she gets too excited and pulls a bit too hard. So I think it's Kelly. Is it Kelly Kelly? She, whoever she's pinning, the shoulder comes up because Vicky's pulling too hard so that they go back and do it again. Vicky just doing standing splashes time and time again <laughs> was a nice moment, uh, but it was what it was. It was, it was just... Yeah, nothing to it. It ran out of time. I blame Vincent Manning. Yeah, cinematic at the time. Probably, yeah. His match went over 25 minutes, didn't it? Oh, Vince. Vince it, was, it was almost like a snuff movie. In fact, I'm going to Google that, because I'm sure I always think it's 25 minutes, but it's actually ended, like, after 16. Uh, so, WrestleMania 26. This is Vince McMahon versus Bret Hart. Vince McMahon, I think, now just goes, OK, all is forgiven, because I let everybody in the, in, in the Hart family have a little pop at me so wikipedia reckons bret hart versus vince mcmahon was 11 minutes and nine seconds which oh i don't know cannot be true and they go if they're timing from bell to bell yeah because obviously all the like marching out of the hart family would have probably happened before the bell yeah it just went on way too long anyway even it was 11 minutes and nine seconds amazing i mean i mean the fact that there's a match with one guy who was in his 60s at that point another guy who legally couldn't wrestle the fact that it went 11 minutes is impressive. Yeah, it is impressive, yeah. Then we saw Cena versus Batista. Batista doing gnarly DDTs uh, because this, this feud is sort of built off the neck injury that mm. Cena suffered a couple of years before while taking a Batista bomb for shootsies. Um, this was like this was like cheekier day. This is more Hollywood day for yeah. Batista here. Like, he was a bit thinner at this point. Like, like not as muscular, but really I had some fun chops as, like, a character. And I think this would lead to an I Quit match with them afterwards. But this was this was good fun. I enjoyed this. This is a match. I think it's slept on a bit. This match because this is where two big strong lads are doing big strong wrestling moves to one another. There's an AA John Cena does to Batista during this match where he literally throws him, and I've never seen Cena throw someone like that uh, just for a normal AA, which is like because Dave's so big. Cena was worried. Like I've really got to go. Yeah, I really got to give him some oomph. And Cena obviously stronger than he thought he ever was. Just a big daft match. Sent I really enjoyed it. to the moon. And then, of course, as we spoke about earlier, we saw the second the, the second of the two great Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania matches. Tom's favourite of the two. I like this one because 
it, it, it almost like you could put match one and match two together, you could stitch them together, and it immediately picks up where the other one left off. Yeah. Like in terms of like, right, straight back into the pace. The build to this is excellent, where like, Michaels and Taker win match of the year at the Slammies, and Sean's like, hey, let's do it again. I reckon I can get you this time. Another thing is like, oh, no, la, 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 la. <laughs> And then, and Shawn Michaels costs him the Elimination Chamber. He goes, ah, now you ain't got a match at WrestleMania. And yeah. then Undertaker's going, all right, fine, we'll have another go. And then they did, and it was brilliant. And it was Sean's last match ever. Saudi didn't have No! Last match ever. <laughs> and uh, and just beautiful. I and it kept me guessing all the way through. Yeah, defiant Shawn Michaels at the end, where he's just he's not giving up and does the L2, I mean, one finger. Yeah. No, no, doesn't he not pull him up and do the, the throat slit? Or yeah. He, as he pulls up, he does the throat <laughs> And Undertaker's face is like, oh, for God's sake. Then he but does I'm... a jump in Tombstone, where he literally goes, whee! Oh, <laughs> fantastic. It's a nice bit of reach on that one. This... WrestleMania had its highlights. Punk versus Mysterio was good. Jericho Edge was good. Cena Batista, Undertaker, Michaels. But then the bad bits were really, 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 really bad. It's another. Do you know what? God bless Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. It is another WrestleMania that they have buoyed by simply being there. Yeah. So I reckon we put it in all right. I reckon it's all right. The 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 bad weighs down the good. Yeah. WrestleMania 27 starts with The Rock doing a rambling promo, which clearly wasn't scripted because The Rock is going everywhere. He's like, let me take a drink. Of water. Oh, isn't that funny? Ha ha, I'm The Rock. Uh, we see May Young. The Rock was not on form at this WrestleMania because he was putting backstage segments for the likes of May Young and Pee Wee Herman. It's the one way he has to stand off with uh, Stone Cold as well. That was a good moment. But everything The Rock did on this WrestleMania was really not up to his standard. He was a bit half hearted and half witted here, and I don't know whether it's because whether he was overtired, whether he just hadn't really thought through, whether, I think sometimes when, like, The Rock probably just, there's a lot of the, what The Rock does where he's just off the cuff, mm. but then the, the thing of being off the cuff is that if you're, off, if you're having a bad night, it's gonna be a bad night yeah. off the cuff. Um, yeah, it wasn't his best, it didn't start well, and uh, oh, this, this, this was probably more damaging to The Rock, this WrestleMania yeah, than any other. Especially when you think, like, this was his first appearance for years, mm. so a lot of lapsed fans will be coming back in, watching them have a little promo battle with Pee Wee Herman. It's mm. not how you get people back involved, is it, with, with, if they have dropped off the wrestling. Anyway, the first ma- match on the main card, so Edge defend his World Heavyweight Championship against Alberto Del Rio. Uh, Del Rio working the arm, a good story in the match. It was a bit short, but obviously we understand why it was short now with Edge's injury. Uh, Edge got to damage a car, though. He did! Uh, so Battered his car. There we go. He walked out as World Heavyweight Champion, had to retire soon after, obviously, and never wrestled again. <laughs> he never came back. I think I, I remember thinking at the time. There's a few things about his WrestleMania that, that stick out in my mind, and this one being my. I was thinking, the world title's opening. Mm. And I remember that was a weird concept because for the longest of times, as a wrestling fan, you sort of conditioned to go. The card starts a smaller match, smaller matches, bigger, 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 biggest match. And then you realise actually, you know what? Now the sort of the main event positions on a show are the opener and the closer. So. At the time, I remember feeling like this is a real diss to Edge uh, as the world champion. Like, you know, that sucks. Or did, was it Del Rio? It was Del Rio as the Del Rio was the challenger. Edge was the champion. Yeah. Del Rio had won that forty-man rumble, yeah. and that was something else. This was a, this was a year I got very annoyed by WWE. <laughs> um, you don't mess with things. Um, and yeah, so I thought it was a slight for them, but it actually, it, it, as the as the wrestling world will go on, this is probably the, the format. 
There we go. Uh, Cody versus Rey Mysterio took place here. Cody with his broken face. Uh, a nice mm. story he had into the match, but the heel was doing heelish things, like he was trying to take Rey's, Rey's brace off his knee, because that's what cracked his face uh, when he was doing a 619. Um, uh, using Rey's mask to help him. Oh, sorry, Cody using his face protector thing for the win. It was a nice little story, a nice little match there, but it's not going to steal any shows, I don't think. It was fine. It was just what I like Cody's like face protector era. Yeah, I like the fact there. it was see-through as well because it was all like, oh, you're not really hurt, but he's going to wear that anyway because he's a heel. Yeah, nice little touch D-Lo there. Brown with his chest protector. <laughs> then we saw the core take on Kane, <laughs> Big Show, Kane, Big Show, Kofi Kingston, and Santino Morella. It lasted under two minutes. Uh, the new stable, the proper stable, the core, were beaten in those two minutes. Uh, I don't understand because they just got together in January of that year after Barrett left the Nexus and yes. That... It just wasn't clicking. No. Oh, the core just wasn't clicking. It was just for like just a lack of interest. It felt like it just felt like like they altered the flavour of the new Coke Nexus. Yeah. And uh, we had the core. Very strange indeed. Then we saw CM Punk versus Randy Orton. A fine match with some good spots. The finish was great uh, with Orton sort of playing possum with his injured leg and then Punk think he was uh, too clever. Uh, um, trying to get out. Sorry, the finish was great. That's an isolated thing. I've, make, I've mixed up my notes here. Mm. Uh, Punk being clever enough to get out of an RKO mid-flight was one of the highlights of the match there. A good match, though. Yeah, I, I don't really remember too much of this one, but... From what I recall, it was well-received. Yeah. Uh, what wasn't well-received was Jerry the King Lawler versus Michael Cole. Oh, jeebus. Which went on for way too long. I'm going to quickly... If you want to tell me about this match, Tom, I'm going to quickly Google um, uh, how Lawler, Now, was Steve Austin the, the referee for yes, this one? Yes, he was. One. So, Steve Austin was the ref for this one. It was Jerry Lawler uh, and Michael Cole. And Michael Cole was in complete arsehole heel commentator mode and this is another, another big thing I took umbrage with the WWE in this particular year by making Michael Cole a heel lead commentator what back backward knowledge what half-hearted half-witted logic is it to go here's the guy that is telling you beat for beat what is happening on our show will make him a baddie so he's talking about how brilliant the baddies are and how rubbish the goodies are it just overcrowded everything going on and i didn't like michael cole but not for the way that wwe didn't want me to like michael cole i didn't like him because he detracted from what was actually happening mm -hmm. it was a deterrent it was a detraction i didn't like it if you had michael cole as a separate character fine not as your lead announcer. you got to trust the lead announcer, you got to you? trust the lead announcer. Yeah. He's either going to be a babyface or non-partisan. And the fact that he was a heel, oh, I hated it. I hate it. Love the coal mine stuff. Hate the fact that he had a match. Hate the fact that he won a match. How long was the match? 13 minutes 45. Jesus. Also, while we're here, this is the point where WWE were desperate to get rid of the word wrestling. This particular year, they were desperate to get rid of the word wrestle, wrestling. Mm. There was rumour that this WrestleMania was just going to be called WWE Mania. There was, there was that <laughs> circling. And the fact that when Michael Cole won his match, he bleated on commentary throughout the night, I'm an entertainer now. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm an entertainer now. As bad as Cole was here, Lawler is equally is uh, guilty because he was selling Michael Cole's offense way too much. Michael, the, the whole shtick with Michael Cole is that he wore amateur wrestling gear, but clearly wasn't an amateur wrestler. No. It was terrible. It was piss poor. That's all I've got to say yeah. about that one. Then it picked up. Business did pick up because Undertaker versus Triple H happened in the No Holds Barb match. Another one at Undertaker's fantastic WrestleMania streak of matches. Uh, too many 
Well, lots of big things happened. The announce table spots, maybe too many finishes if you want to nitpick too many kickouts. Yeah. One too many kickouts. I assume this match lasted for about 45 minutes. It lasted for 29 minutes, 23 seconds. And it started white hot. I seem yeah. to remember within the first few minutes, a table had been broken. Yeah. Like they just went for it. It was like the, the Shawn Michaels revenge on Triple H's mind here. Yeah. It was really good. This was the best match of the night by far. Yeah. Then we saw Snooky versus uh, Snooky Morrison and Trish. Apparently Morrison had heat with Trish because he felt Melina should have been on the card. Yeah. But she wasn't. So if you go back and watch the end of the match, uh, Trish sort of goes, oh, come here, buddy. Let's celebrate our victory. And Morrison just ignores her. Yeah, because of course, <laughs> of course, it is Trish Stratus' fault because she booked WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely. Jesus. Uh, but they're taking on the team of Ziggler and Lay Cool. Snooky doing the handspring elbow, I guess is what a lot of people remember this match for. A big meh. There wasn't much to it for me. Uh, then we saw Miz versus Cena in the main event with The Rock sticking his no good nose into it. There was a horrible spot on the floor during this match where the Miz bangs his head legitimately gets concussed and you can bloody well tell leads to a double count out which obviously at Wrestlemania maybe if it was an early Wrestlemania where it happened all the time standard yeah that's fine but the main event of Wrestlemania in the modern day wasn't the best ending The Rock couldn't even save this one because he came down and started again but all he did was beat up John Cena and then to obviously build to the next year's Wrestlemania allowing Miz to win but then he beat up The Miz because that's what The Rock should do Whoa! The Rock stands tall as the best entertainer <laughs> at WWE Mania. This was the pits. Yeah. This whole show. I want to put the show in the bin. I would put it in the bin as well. Uh, just, or does Undertaker Triple H and maybe Punk Orton keep it out of the bin? Sorry, I can't hear you. I'm putting it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker Triple H is that not keeping out the bin? No, it's going in the bin. Fair enough. Sorry, it's it's. I mean, I mean, we, we may argue this later on, but I just I just thought as a whole, as a product, it was very disappointing. Yeah, The Rock's performance was the biggest letdown in life for me. Yeah, just like he just could be. It was it was just another job to him that day, and I get it. But like, come on, mate, write some cue cards. WrestleMania. Look at me telling The Rock to write <laughs> cue cards. Who do I? What piece of scum do I think I am? Hey, Rock. Do hey, mate. How about you do a bit of prep, mate? <laughs> Dwayne Johnson and while you're at it maybe you hit the gym once or twice you're looking a bit a bit doughy lad yeah Christ. you told Ooh, Dwayne my, who am I never on? come to Newcastle and we'll smash your face in and another thing Dolly Part you rock you claim to get up at 4am every day <laughs> get, you know, outwork everyone and all that nonsense you get up at 4am Dolly Parton gets up at 3 and she works 9 to 5 Right, there you go. What does she do between three and three and nine then? She she creates songs with her nails, which is how she wrote I Will Always You Love You. Because <laughs> she couldn't afford a musical instrument back in the day, so oh. she wrote the music with her nails. Fair enough. Clacking noises with her nails. What a talented lady. I know. Right? Anyway, WrestleMania 28 kicks off with Sheamus versus Brian. No one remember this match. No, of course I do. 18 <sighs> seconds, bad taste in the mouth. Uh, in the mouth? I went all Irish there. <laughs> They might tell you they did this on purpose. I don't think they did purpose. Of course they did. Uh, they didn't like Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Getting, they went, you know what? People won't like Daniel Bryan because he's small. They love Seamus. He's massive. Yeah. And, and they'll, the, history has, has written this nicely for them because this would start the yes movement, essentially. Yeah. But that has happened completely by accident. Yeah. Damn AJ Lee for being such a good kisser, yeah. uh, distracting Bryan, which allowed Seamus to win. Uh, Kane versus Orton was dominated by Daniel Bryan chance, which is further proof that Dury were right and having Daniel Bryan lose like they did. Um, didn't feel like a WrestleMania match this one. Just felt like sort of Kane's WrestleMania X8 exploits against Kurt Angle. Just getting two big names on the card yeah. and letting them have a match. Probably should have been on Raw. The Super Chokeslam for the win was fine by Kane. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah, off the middle rope, it was good. Uh, but the rest of it was just, it felt like a raw match. Just two guys who didn't have much to do for WrestleMania. I don't really know much about the build to that one, to be honest. I don't think there was much. No. Uh, then we had Cody versus Big Show for Cody's IC title. Uh, Co uh, Michael Cole saying that Show is such a loser at WrestleMania, he's making his way down the ramp. Overhammering it a bit too much and make it a bit too obvious that maybe Big Show might win. I here. think they touched on it in the weeks before this the fact that Big Show has had a, such an appalling run at WrestleMania, and I think that was served as part of the, the story in this icy title feud. Yeah, Cody's coming down the ring and he's saying, Cody's so great, he's been champion for such a long time, there's no chance he's going to lose to this big WrestleMania loser. But he did. Mm. Cody got a massive spear of the bollocks as well. <laughs> He's sort of coming like for a disaster kick sort of position and Big Show spears him, but gets him right in the meaty clackers. Is it before or after this where they have the Cody Big Show table match? It would have been before, wouldn't where it? Where Big Show loses when he puts his foot through a table. I'm going to Google that quickly. <laughs> Just to make sure, just to make sure when it was, oh, so we get our facts these, right. This was like the dark ages for me as a wrestling fan. Like you know, the the fight for the to keep the word wrestling, and just the way that everything was put together with real teething problem as they moved further away from what what built them. I think now they're in a, in a happier groove, for better or for worse, but this was a, like a weird growing pain for WWE. So Extreme Rules 2012 was 29th of April 2012, so it was just after right, WrestleMania. So, so. so just that, so, so we'd have that little bit of uh, fried gold still to come. A lovely double whammy. Oh, 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 between those two. Um, then we move on to Maria and Kelly Kelly versus Eve. Uh, so that's Maria Menounos, not Maria like other wrestling Maria, uh, versus uh, Eve and Beth Phoenix. Uh, stink, stink faces by the baby faces here, even though they haven't got disgusting bottoms, unless yeah. they do, unless they're all pooey and whatnot. <laughs> uh, it was a load of meh. I guess it was nice for Maria, who is probably a wrestling fan to get a WrestleMania moment, but meh, all the same. End of an era, Hell in a Cell match. I don't know what we need to say about this one. It was fantastic. It was that moment where it looked like the streak is finally going to come to an end is an all-time WrestleMania moment with Sean and Triple H working together for the near fall, excuse me. Jim Ross on the call was the right call. Uh, the Undertaker shaving his head, a nice little touch there because he was so petulant after <laughs> being forced to not walk out. Well, because that was the whole the whole head shaving thing was because in the reverse to Sean and Undertaker, where Sean was like, "Oh, I want to have a match," and Undertaker's like, uh, "No." Undertaker after last year had gone Triple H, "Okay, I want to have another match," mm. and Triple H was like, "No," and Undertaker's like, "Oh, I'll shave my head until you give me a match," and he went, "All right, I'll have a match." <laughs> I've, I've, I've paraphrased. It's fantastic. But I like it to take with shaved head. I liked it as well. Good look. You should bring it back. Definitely. Uh, team Teddy versus Team Johnny, which ended with Zack Ryder getting hoofed in the bollocks because he had the nerve to get over by himself on the interwebs. How dare he? Yeah. What a scumbag. And then we saw Punk versus Jericho for the WWE Championship, which was a really good match, uh, which just built into like a finisher off. They both had the finisher stores, hit the finishers all over. It was fine. Uh, Brodus Clay gives his mother a ring and then dances with someone who is not his mother. <laughs> Uh, that's the thing that happened at Sums WrestleMania. It up. And then we saw performances from MGK. Machine Gun Kelly. And, and uh, Flo Rida. Hey, do you know why? Do you, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know a funny thing about Flo Rida? What? <laughs> I discovered this the other day and it blew my mind, right? You know Flo, you know Flo Rida? Yeah. You take the space bar out, it spells Florida. It spells Florida. I was like, <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Hmm. It spells Florida. I know, right? Anyway, The Rock versus John Cena happened. It felt massive because they were billing this, of course, as once in a lifetime. It's never ever going to happen once again. Once in a lifetime! 
Yeah, and this one was the better of the two matches, wasn't it? Because The Rock did not get injured in this one. Yeah, this was. I enjoyed the build to this. Rock kind of throwing barbs at Cena, calling him Fruity Pebbles and all that stuff. Yeah. And Cena being like, you left, mate. Shut you read up. auto cues as well. Look at the reflection in your glasses. <laughs> yeah, thank God he started doing auto cues. <laughs> Took my advice, mate. Well done. Uh, yeah, it was a, a proper like American-style professional wrestling match, I would say. You know what I mean? Like a proper old-fashioned 90s main event. I enjoyed the fact that it was a year build. I know at the time, the night after WrestleMania 27, when The Rock said, You and me, Cena, WrestleMania 28, the crowd went, ah! uh, <laughs> I didn't get the response they wanted, because it was like, that's ages away. Yeah. I want instant gratification. <laughs> Uh, in terms of where this is, in terms, I mean, it's better than 27. It's better than 27. I'd say bearable, me. I don't think there's anything... Mm. At the time, Brian versus Sheamus was a piss take. Kane versus Orton was nothing. Cody versus Big Show was fine. Uh, the Lasses match, it was nothing. The end of an era picks business up big time. Mm. Team Teddy versus Team Johnny was weird. Punk Jericho was good. Brodus Clay was fantastic. Uh, Rock versus Cena was okay. I reckon we put it in just about bearable. Towards the top end of bearable, I would say. Towards the top end of bearably. Oh, it's the go. laptop going weird again. It's doing just fine. New new, new t-shirt? Oh, yeah. Just, you know, got to change it up every now and then. Keep the style fresh. Lovely. WrestleMania 29, we kick things off with the Miz versus Wade Barrett in Intercontinental Championship match, which, which was bumped to the kickoff show. It was fine, but it should have been on the main card if other matches weren't too bloody long. Because on this WrestleMania 29, Sam, there was... Three matches that went over 20 minutes, which is, you might think it's, you know, yeah. standard game for the for the WrestleMania card, but it's not, it's, it's not that many. Yeah, like, you'd be surprised the amount of times you kind of think back to Mania matches that, you know, aren't 60-minute time specified, and it's like, oh, that went on ages, and it's mm. like eight minutes, and you're like, what? The Miz, so. by the way, won with, it, won with his patented figure four leg lock. Uh, the Shield versus Sheamus, Big Show and Randy Orton is a match that took place at this WrestleMania. A solid match with a good finish with the spear on Orton and the stuff with Orton and the Big Show after the bell. That was all right. The crowd were very much into it because it was the Shield and they're all fit. Yeah. They're all fit, lovely lads. And nobody had a bad word to say about any of them Aye. for like a year or two. And They were here, so everyone was happy. Uh, so that was fine. We're getting off to a good start at WrestleMania 29. Mark Henry versus Ryback then happened with Ry uh, sorry Henry, despite being the world's strongest man, trying to get the count out victory against the beefier boy. Even this was all about like I'm stronger than you. No, Mark Henry, I'm stronger than you. Let's eat a ghost chili pepper crisps crisp thing and become a YouTuber. Um, Ryback hits a shell shock after the bell after losing. Uh, weird. Yeah, I, it, it's you know if you're going in there with the whole gimmick being who's strongest. Having it kind of just peter out like that's never really the way you'd think to go in the first place, right? Wow. So how do you end up there? I don't know. Ask Vince McMahon. Politics. Uh, <laughs> then we have Team Hell No versus Ziggler and Big E Langston with his surname still intact. A rushed match that you might think, ooh, could Ziggler cash in later because this match was so short? Out of sight, out of mind. They've buggered him off at WrestleMania. Yeah. Could he come back later? No, we'll have to wait a full day, but still, at least we got it. Fandango versus Chris Jericho happened at this WrestleMania. Jericho worked really, really hard to make Van Dan Fandango, not Van Dango. 
<laughs> the Van Danganator. Imagine Rob Van Dam getting stuck with that gimmick. <laughs> Fandango. Jericho worked hard to make Fandango look very, very good. Fandango yep. was fighting the role. Obviously, he got the biggest win of his life, just about. I guess he didn't surpass that, did he, really? No, I think, yeah, probably the, the biggest moment for him as Fandango. The first iteration, at least. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I like, it's, it depends what you think of the finish. You either think, oh my God, Chris Jericho slipping on the proverbial banana peel. That's yeah. a bit crap. Or you think, wow, the heel has capitalised on, on the banana slip. Good for the heel. Yeah. It's up to your own interpretation. Two threes in it. Del Rio versus Jack Swagger. Huh? People cared huh? about Ziggler cashing in, and that's the only thing people cared about here. People were chatting for Dolph Ziggler. People wanted Dolph Ziggler, and maybe this was the match that sort of uh, made Vince McMahon show his hand and play his cards yeah. on the Raw after WrestleMania. It was fine, but nothing was, special. Yeah, it was all right. Undertaker had his last great in-ring bell-to-bell match against CM Punk here. The build was oh. fantastic with Paul Bearer's actual ashes. Yeah, being it was a bit sinister. And I remember fantastic. at the time it was yeah. very like, is this uh, is this all right? Yeah. Would he, everybody's like, he'd be happy with it. Would he be happy with it? Of course he would. He loved it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, but the match, obviously, go back and watch it. It's, it's Taker's last belt to belt great yeah. WrestleMania match, uh, both just in terms of the action that we saw in the ring. CM Punk is a fantastic bastard, but we all knew oh. that anyway, sort of doing some of Taker's moves. Uh, but the emotion, the action, they both lived up to the hype here. Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. And you'll never guess who won. You'll never guess who I, won in 20, 2013 this would have been. I just... It's it's quite amazing, isn't it, when you look back. <laughs> and Brock's been in a, a very specific role for a very long time, but mm. Triple H... Triple H? Yes, Triple H. Triple, Triple H beat H. Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 29. This is more of a Just fight than a match. <laughs> it's like the final ultimate full stop on the reign of Terrence. I don't know how, like, specifically how long it was before WrestleMania 29 when Brock Lesnar was the UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah. But it was certainly within three years. Yeah, there was a breath. It was within that breath. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but no, Triple H beats him. It was more of a fight than a match. It was good what we saw. Uh, but... It just fell a bit flat because no one expected Triple H to win. It just it fell flat is all I've got written down there in my notes going yeah, back and watching it. It's definitely one that he should have probably capitalised more on the fact that Brock was red hot coming in. And I, I don't know if it's just because less people overall were maybe turned on to UFC at the time, but it was rapidly growing. Yeah. And they had to have known because they'd known for years that they were competition. So, yeah, yeah it's just misfire, in it? I've just read on a bit more in my notes. There was a stipulation on this <laughs> matchup which made the, of, the ending obvious, actually, that Triple H would retire it's, if he lost this match so yeah. no wonder he bloody won <laughs> what a pointless stipulation and then of course we got once in a lifetime nope second in a lifetime here we go John Cena versus The Rock a match that was heavily hampered because The Rock tore his tit yes. in the midst of this match um, it wasn't as good as the year before but still The Rock did very well to battle on and, and finish the match with lots of finishes yeah, lots I... of references to the year before the tale of redemption of John Cena didn't quite work but I no, bet it did for somebody. I don't think there were that many thoroughly disappointed people, but imagine paying all that money. You know, the once in a lifetime, they're really hyping it yeah. up. You travel all the way out there, you spend 10 grand on your dream mania, you're going to see it, it happens, and then boom, next year. Just the most wrestling thing ever. It is. Carny bastards. <laughs> um, but there we go. WrestleMania 29, a bit underwhelming considering who yeah. was in action on the card, some of the matchups we got. Triple H Lesnar had its good action, but the crowd weren't buying it. Punk versus Taker was the only match to get out your seat, unless you're a big fan of Mark Henry. Um, I don't know where to put this one. I would say this one's pretty low down. Yeah, I'd say I can't really justify putting it in just about bearable but I can't really justify putting it in alright it, it's sort of I reckon around 15 and 6 sort yeah, of territory yeah it, it's sort of like just sitting in that little space between isn't it 
the in-between. Yeah, now we move on to yeah. WrestleMania 30, which is a very different story, of oh. course. We open the show with the Hogan. With the Hogan. The Hogan. The, Hogan. the Rock. And the Austin. Hey, this is the same venue he slammed Andre, probably. That's right, the Silver Dome, dome Brother name. Brothers. Uh, <laughs> not some sort of Super Dome sponsored by Mercedes. It was a Silver Dome. Uh, great opening promo to open WrestleMania. Just the, I think they, they didn't even get the deal signed for The Rock and Austin until the very few days yeah. before WrestleMania 30 actually happened. Uh, the Rock claiming in nine months that there'll be lots of Rock babies because of that segment there. Did seeing Stone called The Rock and Hulk Hogan talk to each other, make you Randy? It did, very much so, yeah. There we go. Sam yeah. had a baby nine months later. <laughs> Triple H versus Daniel Bryan opens the main card. Obviously, Bryan's shoulder injury plays a lot into this matchup. That no good, dastardly authority figure, Triple H, working on the shoulder, brother, brother, brother. But obviously, the right result happened in the end and sets up the rest of the card wonderfully. Yeah. Story of the night, right? A match you might forget now, Sam. The Shield versus the New Age Outlaws and Kane. What? <laughs> it's this feels far too early. Like, as, whenever I think to New Age Outlaws, like recently, my brain just goes back to that tiny little SmackDown stint. Yeah. And then my brain goes, that was it, you know, because we had the Rockers come back and then them. But no, I can't. Nah, actually yeah. no memory of that at all. This happened at WrestleMania. It was pretty much a squash match yeah. to get the Shield over. They came down in some cool, like, band, bandit masks. Did, did he get to say ass, though? Who? Uh, the, the, oh, Road uh, Dog, you just think? Of course yeah. he didn't. Of course he did. We're way past that. <laughs> then we saw the armbar, which obviously is remembered by Cesaro and the big show in that final spot. Who cares about what happened elsewhere? Yeah. That was a fantastic, what we thought at the time was a star-making moment. Obviously, it didn't happen. Because Cesaro can't connect to the fans. Thousands of more star-making moments. Yeah. And yeah, every single time he hit the same brick wall. Yeah. Then we think about more star-making moments, potentially. We get the Bray Wyatt versus John Cena at WrestleMania 30. Bray Wyatt should have won. Cena should have been corrupted by Bray yep. Wyatt, but yep. no, Super Cena wins. Because around the, this is when we started to get a bit sour with Bray Wyatt because the victories didn't match up to the promos, therefore the promos became completely meaningless and just a bunch of words because he lost all of his matches. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where when you hear things like, oh, Bray was difficult to work with, was it more that Bray was pointing holes in logic yeah, throughout his entire run? Because the amount of times where, yeah, it would feel so huge and the spectacle was building and building and building, you get there and it's just sort of like, I was was all right. Yeah. Like, uh... It was a fine match, but the wrong guy won. The wrong guy yeah. won. And then we get to the streak ending. I, I, I don't know where you sit on it, but I'm still very much somebody that thinks the streak should have remained intact. But at the same time... I think what's it there for if not to be broken but I, I think it should have been taken when he lost the streak it should have been his retirement match yeah. it should have been given to someone who needed it more than Brock Lesnar yeah for sure someone like Bray Wyatt for example around this time or Roman Reigns around this time before because this was before Roman Reigns was getting booed and pushed yeah, and pushed and, and pushed this was at the point where Brock's body count was starting to climb and yeah. climb and climb and it was starting to get a little bit like oh alright here we go this is what they're doing and especially after Brock Lesnar lost to Triple H the year before yeah <sighs> I mean all time moment though like, oh yeah I mean, big the, time the, yeah the crowd reactions are burned into my brain the yeah. amount of times i've seen them but it's yeah you, you don't really forget the the streak ending it's it's possibly one of the biggest mania moments of all time simply because it's so divisive yeah and the, the sort of fate the fables around it as well take oh, yeah. this concussion all the years of, of, yeah like could it have been this person could it have been that person mark henry 2006 I mean, yeah you were saying <laughs> earlier on uh, about you know randy orton that yeah. was a big one that i was kind of like oh maybe yeah yeah uh, Taker getting his concussion quite early in the match. Somehow he still knows when to kick out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Really good. Well, under the circumstances, oh, really yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, then we move on to a women's battle royal with pins and submissions and no over the top rope. 
That's what a battle royal is. AJ wins. Yep. AJ Lee wins via submission. Short match, meh, but this is pretty much pre... It's uh, indicative of the time, right? Yeah, pre-AJ Lee going, how's Stephanie McMahon? You're full of bollocks how, on Twitter. Like, how bad is it that it was just kind of like, I'll oh, be happy you're just on the card? Mm. Like, I get that that might be the case for quite a lot of people that are maybe never really featured in big spots, but for an entire division of yeah. people, to be, I'd just be happy you're on there. Yeah. Like, it was bollocks, wasn't it? But yeah. at least we got round to it eventually. Orton versus Brian versus Batista in the main event. Obviously, Vince McMahon famously wanted Orton versus Batista to be his main event of WrestleMania 30. Mm. The people went all Amy Winehouse and said, no, no, no. <laughs> and then we got Daniel Bryan in there. Obviously, a fantastic WrestleMania moment. The ending with Bryan getting the big victory, hoisting the two belts above his head with Connor the Crusher there at ringside. It was fantastic. The moments during the match uh, with the odds stacked against Bryan as the two like, mm. sort of authority people or sort of work together the, to collude. the Batista bomb RKO combo through the announce table was gnarly as out and that is just the main highlight of that match for me apart from the, the, the finishing stretch with Batista eventually tapping out yeah and then I think on top of that if you you know great all time moment but also one of the best mania stages I'd say oh yeah like the, the, triple, the X. triple X with all the screens in it beautiful yeah. lovely uh, but yeah Triple H and Stephanie came out as well we should probably mention them just to make everything a bit more muddier yeah just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why have any clarity in things to stack the odds against a bit more fantastic moment though I think this is one of the top tier manias it's yeah I think if not top of lovely lovely it's got to be bottom of the best bottom of the best it, I go for yeah there's not really a lot of fat and the fat that is there it, it's sort of you can forgive it because it just adds to the flavour right yeah oh yeah. very nice eh <laughs> <Cookie>. <laughs> <laughs> opening segment either main events is our road the streak there's lots lots to like um, oh, just lots to get your chops around at this Wrestlemania Wrestlemania 31 and the stuff you might not remember from the kickoff show which was Miz Dow stealing the show in the arm bar, which I realised that some people spell A R M B R because your Andre Rusinov was his surname. Andre Rusinov, yeah. Rusinov Memorial Royal Battle, Battle Royal. Royal. Ah! I just found that out during I the. I see. I always spell it Amber. Yeah, I just put arm bar B A R for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Miz Dow doing some fantastic things, stealing the show until the big show got a nice moment and won, you know, with his dad yeah. being Andre the Giant and everything. <laughs> he has to pose next to the big plastic trophy of his father. <laughs> uh, then we have the ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship kicking off the main show, which was fantastically brutal in all the right ways and all the wrong ways if you call Dean Ambrose, because yeah. uh, Luke Harper at the time does this massive power bomb outside the ring. Ambrose lands really high Just, on his shoulders and next yeah. to a ladder, a table, or something at ringside. Unbelievable. Then we get to the, the sort of final stretches of the match, which is Dolph Ziggler on the top of the ladder, Daniel Bryan on the other side of the ladder. They headbutt each other oh. until the first one falls, which is what you want to see from Daniel Bryan with all of his history of head things and neck yeah. things and that sort of stuff. A bit uncomfortable to watch back now. <laughs> yeah, really uncomfortable to watch back, but yeah. at least he survived. Daniel Bryan gets a big victory, and I think it's such a shame what happened after this. He didn't get the reign he should have had as the Intercontinental Championship, Intercontinental Champion to get some prestige. Mm. Back in the title, had to retire, obviously, in the, it was the summer of 2015 when he sort of was, think so, yeah. he went away so that was a shame but it was a very good opening match to Wrestlemania the shock is the uh, is the oh, I keep saying the somebody the Orton beats the Rollins the WCW yes with the <laughs> RKO maybe the best RKO ever with sort of uh, Roll uh, Orton bent over for the curb stomp yeah. lifts him up 
picture perfect. Like Starts all doing all this time, like you, that's going to be on the ident for years, right? Yeah. But then now forever, it's because he's full of moments like that. And unlike uh, Dolph Ziggler the year prior or two years prior, this was a short while, well, a shorter match, an underwhelming defeat for Rollins because there was something coming later, out of sight, out of mind. You stopped thinking about him because he's had such a devastating loss. Oh, it makes the end you, and all the more better. Didn't stop thinking about him. It was Roman Reigns' family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had no idea about the ending until it happened. Oh, that must have been a rough reception backstage. But man, <laughs> then we have Triple H. Oh my God! Thank God this finally happened. Triple H, right at WrestleMania 31 in 2015, uh... he beat Sting, so the WWE could finally prove they won the Monday Night Wars. Just 14 years after they ended, he wheeled out mine, and I think by extent yours as well. Like you wheeled our childhood out there, just put it down on a table and went, "Look, everybody." Look, it's your childhood. Got his sledgehammer out. Oh, amazing. And then, Pissed yeah, just it. destroyed it. It's just it's a match that missed the mark completely because they made it WWE versus WCW, yeah. having the NWO coming out to help Sting, for God's and sake. Wasn't this the whole reason Sting was sort of, not against, but averse to signing with WWE for the longest time was, I don't just want to be another WCW yeah. guy that you're going to trot out and sort of make a fool of me. And they don't really make a fool of him, but it, it's just a cluster, the whole situation. And the NWO coming in to make the save? For Sting. For Sting? They wanted to kill Over him. Over like their mate? Triple <laughs> What? <laughs> Made no sense at all, unless you're Vince McMahon, just wanted to say to everyone, I wonder why I came in. Then we have Freaks and Geeks, which is Paige and AJ Lee taking on the Bella Twins, which was a, it was a nice little watch. We're getting better and better and better yeah. as the years go on for the lasses at WrestleMania. Then we have Rusev. Coming into WrestleMania on his tank, the greatest WrestleMania entrance of all time. I don't care what you say, we're in a tank for goodness sake. Having already done stuff in the tank as well. Oh, it yeah. Shouldn't, it shouldn't be gone into detail yeah, here. He did some evil. Yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> he took on John Cena, and just like WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania 31 saw the wrong man win that match with John Cena. It was a bit of a, like a, a John Cena match 101, the beat down, then the Valiant comeback. Move to Doom, one, two, yeah. three. For an entrance that big, I get it. You know, he can't always win, but. Come on! For the, the tear Rusev had been on. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been so much more, but it wasn't to be. Obviously, Rusev and Lana then and Kayfabe split up, and he chucked a fish at her a few months later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so at least we got that. <laughs> then we had the fantastic segment, which saw Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in the ring. The Rock comes down, and then who does he get the help of? Ronda, James, Cuthbert, Rousey. Stephanie McMahon sort of is held. At arm's mm. length, Triple H is taken over by some sort of like hip throw thingy from the MMA world. Uh, that was a good segment, the sort crowd. of crowd. Uh... Signs of the reaction to Stephanie just yeah. getting manhandled. I wish it was a little bit more, but then again, when you get to WrestleMania 34, your patience has paid off. Yeah, thoroughly. Yeah. I remember you losing it. Aye. <laughs> Fantastic moment. Any, I think it, it's, looking back at this segment, I never, I never thought this in the build-up to WrestleMania 34. Mm. The Rock instead of Angle, obviously. I think that's what they were doing here, weren't they? Oh, yeah. I never thought about that ever, but there weird. you go. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt in the light, which was weird. Uh, Bray Wyatt loses again. Good promos, but never wins ever it was that little story in the in the in the hours before the show apparently he was warming up in the ring and sort of turned his ankle which hampered things but you couldn't really tell they must have jammed him full of painkillers because it was a fine match <laughs> an entire roll of tape around the ankle <laughs> get out there mark fine match but uh, uh, it's a weird position to put Bray Wyatt in when he's a sort of guy in the Ascension, but he's against the Undertaker the year after the streak ends. So Undertaker has to win, Bray Wyatt has to win, but one guy has to lose. So then, obviously it's going to be Bray Wyatt. And then you do it in the light, yeah. which is very, very strange. The mystique of everything. Very strange. And then we have the main event, which was fantastic. Before Rollins got involved, because oh. we proved that Roman Reigns is a kinky bugger, because he got the 
But Jesus beaten out of him by Brock Lesnar, and he smiled. He enjoys the pain. He took it, yeah. He's a he, kinky so man. He just took it and took it and took it, and it was all very, not paint by numbers, but it was very exciting. Yeah. And I remember being like, well, this is, you know, where they're going to take it. And then the completely unexpected happens, and this is an all-time mania. Yeah, Rollins cashes yeah. in. You know what happened, the heist of the century, all yep. that sort of stuff. This, of course, was the match where Suplex City, bitch, was born. Uh, just all fun. I thought the main event segment was fantastic. Obviously, condolences to the Anuai family. Family who found yeah. out what was going on while it happened. <laughs> um, but you think about the end of the WrestleMania 31, you think about the ladder match, the RKO on Rollins, Miz down on the kickoff show. There was so much to like, and I think that puts it in the top. I think it's tier. definitely got to be top tier, simply yeah. because, again, even, even the stuff that's not. You know, I'll just bang it wherever. We'll sort it out in a bit. Even the stuff that's not maybe great, not, you know, 100% what you're there for, you don't really agree with the result, it's still entertaining nonetheless, but not in an overly showy kind of fun, guys. Yeah. It, it just does it and it entertains you itself, and I, I quite like that. Gritty, gritty, gritty. Yeah. Then we have WrestleMania 32, mine and Sam's first WrestleMania yeah. in person. We came away thinking, wow, that was very, very good. Then you realise that maybe the, what they put on was more for the people in attendance rather than the people watching at home. Yeah, and... Uh, at the same time as well, I think we, we might have had a bit of, you know, we might be blinded by the media lights uh, for that first time because, you know, it is very impressive being in there. Like the AT&T was where it was this yeah. year, obviously, and the scale of it, man, it was insane. But yeah, it, it did feel like a completely different atmosphere inside. And I remember we got back and we were starting to look at people's takes on it and it was like oh god and then as you broke things down and started looking at it back with commentary and stuff it was like oh god okay but it's I'm always gonna have a soft spot for this mania oh, yeah. but Jesus was it a long night it was all about the moments this one <laughs> uh, we start off with the fantastic Wrestlemania moment on the kickoff show Kalisto versus Ryback mm. which I think me and him and uh, who else was there who whoever was there I can't remember six other people six. in the stadium because yeah. the doors were locked the doors were locked I was <laughs> the only access that got opened at the right time so we were one of the few people to see yeah. Kalisto get a fantastic victory in what was a fine match <laughs> that nobody cared that they missed anyway six stars yeah then we had Team Bad and Blonde versus the Divas team. Uh, the Total Divas team, sorry. <laughs> the Total Divas team. Uh, Eve Marie played a role as a, a, a heel well here, even though I'm sure she was booked as a babyface in the build-up to WrestleMania 32. Yeah. This, of course, was Brie Bella's sort of send-off what we thought at the time anyway, so she wrestled like Daniel Bryan, who, by the way, is her husband. I don't know I'm if you knew shocked. This. It's amazing, that, isn't it? Um, it was all right for what it was. Uh, much better lady stuff coming on the main card with Lita. Yeah. Well, Lita was on the pre-show, wasn't she, unveiling the new yeah, title Yeah, she unveiled belt. the new title. That's an important thing to know, actually. There, there is the death of the Divas. Era, yeah. right right then and that there. is the last ever divas match yeah yeah and rest then in peace it, it's like tonight you're competing for this and they unveiled it and i remember us all being like yeah Whoa. <laughs> looks a bit like the men's Whoa. uh usos versus dudley boys uh that was also on the kickoff show it was a pretty basic tag team match the dudleys got their heat back though after losing because the, beat up the, usos. the dudleys were back for a cup of coffee yeah yeah bye they did that. That was a match that happened. The main card kicks off with a fantastic ladder match. Uh, Sin Cara stealing the show early doors with the, the ladder falling down and he bounces off the top rope and does a flip oh. to the floor. Uh, Sammy and Kev obviously want to kill each other because that's what they were doing at that point in time. Doing like dragon suplexes on the ladders and yeah. landing neck for horrible stuff. Uh, Stardust was there with his polka dot ladder. was was a nice touch obviously being uh, moment, in Texas yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the Miz looks like he's going to win the IC title but no, no, no. Zack Ryder creeps up from behind 
chucks them off, goes up the top, the massive real, shocking win. The real heist of the century. <laughs> I remember us all being like proper buzzing for him. And he was like, I can't believe it. He's got his, his dad got in the ring and they're all hugging. And it was like, oh. And There's then he lost the belt moment, the night yeah. later. Yeah, he lost the Miz the night later oh. after Maurice made a comeback. <laughs> One hell of a match, though, with one hell of an end, and it was, yeah. again, I think I can see why it would be better in the arena than it would be at home. Mm, for sure. Yeah. It, it was very chaotic, but I think having the elevated view, you were able to take more of it in. Yeah. Uh, Styles versus Jericho is a match which happened on this WrestleMania. Jericho with the shock win. Obviously, we had the little tag team. It was Y2AJ. <laughs> yeah, and they had a T-shirt for a week and a half, was yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you watch this match back, and a couple of things don't go to plan, but I think that's okay. It's still a good match with lots of exciting yeah. near falls. A good WrestleMania debut for AJ Styles. A nice partner for him to have uh, for his first ever WrestleMania. At the Tokyo Dome, would that have been anywhere close to like 70,000, 80,000? Is that 40 odd thousand? 40 odd thousand yeah. usually for the Tokyo yeah, it's Dome. A, yeah. a, a next yeah. step up, you could say. Just in terms of people there. Not Scale much it, else, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we have um, things taken. So we got off to a fantastic start on the main card of WrestleMania 32, but things take a downturn uh, with the League of Nations versus the New Day. Yeah. And then, well, their massive box of bootios was fantastic. But then yeah. things take a downturn. Yeah, they sort of their entrance was great, the, the Super Saiyan gear, and then ultimately it just kind of fizzled into meh it was like a raw six man tag match yeah. which League of Nations won which some people might forget and having <laughs> followed like you know having just earlier had that really exciting really dramatic ladder match it was just a bit paint by numbers I yeah. think and then you talk about things which work for the live crowd more than they would do the fans at home we saw entrance well shock entrances for Foley and then Michaels and the noise for Austin is the second loudest pop I've ever been involved in yeah, I think it's, the Hardys at rest. It's that and that and the Hardys and Austin. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, just insane, fantastic. Uh, obviously, with the the legends beating down the current superstars because this yeah. is WWE. Rusev and Xavier Woods taking fantastic Stone Cold Stunner cells. I think Rusev goes through the ropes. Xavier Woods does some sort of dance midair. Um, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it was a bit cheap in terms of like. Let's have Shawn Michaels from Texas and Stone Cold from Texas and a guy who tagged with them both, Mick Foley, who's not from Texas. Let's have him come out because he's, he's not popular. a very Texan. Yeah, because <laughs> he tagged with two Texas people. Um, yeah, it was fine for what it was, I guess. Mm. But again, a lot more better for people in the arena than at home. Let me get to maybe what was the biggest disappointment of the night, and that was Ambrose versus Lesnar. Oh. This is the build where Ambrose was having his... Well, just finding his chainsaw, and he gets the—I think it's the chainsaw from Terry Funk so, in the yeah, build. He yeah, he went. He went around uh, various legends of hardcore wrestling, I think, and he was looking for advice. And in the process, I think he was picking up their expertise with certain weapons. Because I remember Foley was going to give him Barbie, mm. and then yeah, it was the chainsaw, and it was like various things. And he had a little red cart full of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the little red car. The little red car, I don't even think made it to the ring. Because no. I remember we had, uh, I think, shout out to Scott Brise. Uh, he was sat in a way where he could see slightly behind the curtain where the props were loaded up. Red car just sat there the entire time, apparently. Unbelievable. But it came down and then, it, it, you know, we were all sort of sat on it going, it depends what kind of mood Brock's in, going off what you hear, you know. like So it, it's... It's either going to be really exciting or it's going to kind of fizzle nothing and it fizzled nothing and it was just... Yeah. Yeah, we were so thinking, much better could be done for both guys on that card than sticking them together in a match like that. Yeah, I think we were all, everyone was thinking Ambrose is crazy, he's got weapons, and now Brock Lesnar's massive, hard, and tough. This yeah. is going to be one hell of a thing. What's he going to do with WrestleMania? Chainsaw? Yeah. Little did we all know that Brock Lesnar was planning to go back to UFC in that summer of 2016, so he didn't want to do things too hard. Yeah. That's the impression <laughs> I got. So it was a very, very dull match. Uh, Dean Ambrose didn't even get to use his big weapon. I think he got confused by something, didn't he? Was it the chainsaw he got confused by? Yeah, I think side? he had the chainsaw down there and Bob 
Derby was down there maybe, but there was a couple of things, but it might have been the chainsaw that ends up costing him it. Yeah, and Ambrose obviously noted on the Stone Cold podcast a little bit after WrestleMania 32 just how unhappy he was with that, mm. uh, rightfully so. Then we had the fantastic triple threat match for the women's title, Charlotte versus Becky versus Sasha. Sasha with her tributes to Eddie Guerrero, Flair doing things off the top rope that she still does today mentally. That's just... Because 2016 is a long time ago now. It is like... <laughs> it, it's, it's scary to think back when I've been sat there going like, oh, they're back in Dallas. It's yeah. not been that... Yeah. Oh, it's been a long, 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 long time. <laughs> Eight years. Six yeah. years. Six years. Six years. I can't do maths. Um, but Sasha had Snoop Dogg as well. Sasha had Snoop Dogg. That who gives her the edge. Her cousin. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ric Flair getting involved with some good stuff with Be- well, all, all right stuff with Becky Lynch I guess but all three women had their chance to shine obviously I think Becky was the most understated at that point but my mm. god has she turned that one upside down yeah completely Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a good good match and obviously a sign of things to come in the women's evolution revolution whatever they're called about then and then we had Shane versus Undertaker inside and on top of and around the side of Hell in a Cell for the love of mankind is what this match is remembered for Shane dancing down to the ring with his kids I thought missed the tone completely. <laughs> I would not that. be dancing with my kids if I was going to fight Come the on, Undertaker kids, in Hell in a Cell. Come on, kids, you're going to watch me get thrown off a cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been walking down there with my bottom lip quivering yeah. and it wouldn't be able to stop. Um, the rest of the match was a lot of meh for me. Yeah, it, it, the spectacle of seeing Hell in a Cell live, yeah. I loved. I loved being there for it. It's still the biggest bump I have ever seen with my own two eyes and I, I'll never forget Shane just stepping off. The, the cage from where we were sat it's just burned I've got the show, should we put the video in oh have you got the video I've yeah, got the video from the video our seat at WrestleMania yeah. 32 here it is <laughs> now you're an absolute oh, man, man you are going to die oh my god oh my god oh my god there you go <laughs> But yeah, it's it sort of, it, it, other than that, it is kind of crap, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Really, it's where you start to think, oh my God, Taker is actually a human who gets old, like all the rest of the yeah, humans. he's got joints. I never thought he had joints. Yeah. I thought it was just magic dust. So that was just underwhelming. Uh, made bollocks in the context of the story as well, because obviously Shane had to win this match. Good lockbox. Yeah, to that. The look- most tantalising story we've had dropped in front of her for years, Shane returns. And that was the thing. Do you remember Shane returning? Yeah. Fantastic. Biggest deal ever. I had people who didn't watch wrestling for years, like Shane McMahon's back, tuned in. I was so excited. I've got a Shane McMahon Undertaker t shirt <laughs> still from that match. And now look at it. Yeah. This is before he was the best professional wrestler in the world and still the Shane McMahon we grew up on. He was a glorified stuntman and was just mental. He was and fantastic. They'll probably answer the question in five, ten years when there's been enough internet prod and it'll be that Hornswoggle was inside <laughs> the lockbox or something. And it'll, oh. Yeah, but the story was, aside from the lockbox, was if Shane won this match, he got control of Monday Night Raw the night after. But he lost the match, but still got control of Monday Night Raw yeah, anyway. he just gave yeah. him it, didn't he? Bollocks. Weird. It was a couple of good moments, though. Then we had the armbar, obviously Shaq and his massive feet. Yeah, you could see he them. had those dazzling space. shoes on. <laughs> really, really. Huge I like, feet. I know he's tall, but Jesus, like boats. DDP was there as well. Tatanka was there, which I completely forgot about. Baron Corbin won the thing, which was nice to see an was NXT that, person. That was apparently, Tatanka was supposed to make his own entrance, but I think he saw, I remember reading this, he saw just the mob of people going out of the ring and went, oh, he must just be going down then. <laughs> he just joined the back of the queue. And so he's just in the ring. They don't really make mention of him until they realise he's there. <laughs> Not one of the better arm bars, but still, it's fine. Yeah. It was 
I, I like the winner as well with Baron Corbin. Yeah, I think it was a good shout. Uh, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders then come out. Pat McAfee's friends, of course. We all, WrestleMania. we all ran to the toilet. Yes, real we did. Quick. And then we heard, just as we ed- like exiting out of the concourse, <laughs> if you smell. <laughs> Straight Everyone back went back. Seat. It was incredible. Uh, then The Rock came out, set fire to his own name on the stage, yeah. uh, went down to the ring. The, the White family then came out. I was, I remember vividly screaming, attack him. There's three of you. There's one of him. You'll win. Attack him. Attack him. Attack him. <laughs> but they did nothing. Then we had the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, Eric Rowan versus uh, The Rock, which The Rock won with one move, I think it was. Yeah. And then John Cena he, like, came down. and stepped him and that was it, right? And then we got John Cena coming down. Obviously, that was a massive that pop as well. Huge, yeah. Brock and Cena took on the Wyatt family. Weird, but it happened. Yeah, mania moment. Yeah. Doesn't really make any sense, but mania moment. Yeah. And then we had Reigns versus Triple H closing the show. Cher having her, sorry, Stephanie McMahon paying her tributes to Cher with the entrance to Triple H with the skulls and all that. I thought it was a fantastic evil entrance. Oh, for my money, it's his worst ever entrance. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make any sense, any sense when she's just sat there going like, you are our pawns and we are your leaders. Yeah. And she's just rolling around in front of a fan. Yeah. And they're on like a big wheelie chair I didn't, I didn't all I've got to say about this match is boo because there was lots of boos for oh, Roman Reigns who was getting pushed against Roman. the sentiment of us smarky smarky yeah smarky. His, him and his daughter getting booed out of that, that was building hard to watch, yeah. mania. that was hard that was hard to watch but it felt very much just like a sort of a house show until Stephanie McMahon got speared took a fantastic spear by the yeah. way from Roman Reigns that was the sort of highlight of the match but it was pretty underwhelming elsewhere it's not really like a, a great mania though is it like and the, the dead moments are really really <laughs> really, really, it started off well with obviously the ladder match and then Jericho versus Styles, but after New Day's Bootios hit that stage, things just took a downturn. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's got a, it's, for me, it's bearable. I'd go bearable as well, yeah. even though I love it because it was my first WrestleMania. Well, that's it. It's always going to hold like a special place for me, but I, it's it's I'm not it's not one I rush to go back to see. No. Then we go to WrestleMania 33 because that comes after 32. We kick things off on the kickoff show with Neville versus Austin Aries, which is a match that got 16 minutes, which I can't remember it being that long, but it was very yeah. good all the same. Uh, lots of big moves, obviously, because this is the two fellas who were involved at the time, Neville and Austin Aries. Uh, Neville, that, that bastard Neville, using the Austin Aries' injured eye uh, to get the advantage for the win. A very good kickoff show match, even though they weren't putting too much emphasis on the Cruiserweight division by that point as well. Yeah, it was, it was still a good showcase of what the division was capable of and the fact that the division maybe didn't need the confines that they'd given it but yeah. by that point they'd already decided what they were going to do with it and you know woe betide you this also didn't make the DVD cut no. of Wrestlemania which is the impetus for Austin Aries leaving uh, the company and then I believe Pack as well was what not too long after it, it was, was yeah towards the end of 2017 yeah. when he was in Weatherspoons in Newcastle yeah. on his on his sabbatical from professional wrestling. How much money do you reckon you lose out on there from WrestleMania royalties from the kickoff show? I imagine there's still going to be some because the, the Mania DVD is going to sell in some markets. Yeah. Like it, it's even if somebody picks it up for a birthday present, you're making a fraction of a dollar, right? Mm. So there we go then. So then we get the armbar, all about Gronk and Mojo at the time in the build and Jinder at the end. Obviously, that was a, a fantastic WrestleMania moment. Uh, um, Mojo getting uh, sorry, Gronk getting stopped by the security. By the woman. security. Yeah. Yeah. What was she called? Oh, she had a name, didn't she? Of course, she had a name, Ross. What was the name? <laughs> I can't remember. She, she's in the cult hall at wrestling she's podcast Hall of Fame. Security <laughs> woman. She just luckily wound up in the job because she made in. a couple of appearances after that as well, and she became yeah. a thing. She's in our Hall of Fame. I'm on sure the she was the one that yanked Enzo off the chair yes. into a headlock as well. She didn't give glory. it to <laughs> 
Yeah, this is fantastic. Then on the kickoff show as well, we had Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship, which is a match which, in the build to that match, saw Baron Corbin try to murder Dean Ambrose with a forklift. He tried to squash him with the oh, prongs. Yeah, 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 it's on the kickoff show. It just, it, considering there was attempted murder in the build-up, it was just a, a, a basic SmackDown match. But then again, it's on the kickoff show. They're not going to go balls to the wall, are they? No, they're not going to go all out with weapons. Maybe it could have been shimmied around a little bit more to be lower on the card, because at least then you could have got away with it, yeah. even if it was first, you know, yeah. get it out the way. But uh, I don't know, like, if you're going to go all in on a, a kind of violent, I'm going to try and kill you storyline, it needs that level of respect, doesn't it, yeah. for the payoff, right? Yeah, and which that is what Shane McMahon and AJ Styles got for their WrestleMania main card opener in the build of this one. It was AJ Styles who got put through the car window by Shane McMahon, and yeah. they had the fake taxi camera angle somehow. <sighs> I just don't Wonderful. like don't like moments that take me out the take me out the moment like that. Um, <laughs> and it just a sense of crippling shame. <laughs> yeah, the fact that I knew what that was terrible. Anyway, uh, it was it wasn't right in my humble because this is when the the tide was starting to turn with Shane McMahon. Yeah, because he was booked in this match as being a professional wrestler on the same level as AJ Styles, which made for a good match. But then it's Shane McMahon, and that's not the Shane McMahon but we knew. That's the thing, is it, it's almost like at this time you could kind of just still get away with it because Shane had tenure. Mm. And it's like Shane's been around a lot, and he was around through a couple of eras, so you know maybe he's a bit wily, but it doesn't make him anywhere near the wrestler AJ Styles is. But then within like a year and a half, best uh, in the world. Best in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to watch. Anyway, this was the match of the night for me at WrestleMania 33. This was the best match on the card. Uh, missed elbow dropped through the announce table from the top rope from Shane. Mm. He then missed a coast to coast and then hit a coast to coast. It was booked like a main event because we had referee bumps, we had everything involved. But this was the opening match of the show. But then again, Shane McMahon appears to be a selfish bastard, so we can't be too surprised by that. And AJ looks like. Have you seen uh, the, the still of him making his entrance? Well, it's like, a, it's the, like yeah. all the wind blowing through his hair. He looks out. like some sort of like Model. Mission Impossible character or something. <laughs> looks badass. <laughs> now we have what should have been the main event of WrestleMania 33, considering the build-up until, oh my God, Fastly. Excuse me. Fastlane was the uh, the pay-per-view where Kevin Owens lost the Universal oh, yes, title the, the brum, to brum, Goldberg. Beep, beep pay-per-view. Yeah, brum, brum, beep, beep. Um, premium event, by the way. Um, but Jericho versus Owens for the United States Championship. Uh, Vince famously didn't like the match when Kevin Owens went back through the curtain. I thought it was good for what it was, considering it's the second match on the card. You can't obviously go completely balls out because it's mm. the second match on the card. And you can't make the stuff coming after look too bad, for goodness sake. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think it was warranted. I remember being really confused by that clip when it, in the, the rumours that were coming out where it was like no like I wasn't happy with it it's like I don't know like the iconic moment with the finger yeah like they were in the audience like live in the venue that was received really well yeah. that match so I, I think you know it's a win for the talent even if Vince didn't really see it yeah and uh, credit to Kevin Owens for trying to murder Chris Jericho getting back the, the sort of the momentous nature of the feud that have been up with the festival yeah. of friendship and everything he power bombed him on the apron and then rolled him back in for the win it was a shame to see it bump down that low on the card and it was a shame to see Owens lose the universal title when he did mm. it would have been good if that was the main event Just I think that was the story most people were invested in weren't they heading the yeah he, they were getting a hell of a lot of TV time yeah. every week so it was kind of the, the main thread yeah and then we saw Bailey versus Sasha versus Charlotte versus 
Nia for Bailey's Raw Women's Championship. Uh, there was a couple of buckle spots in this match which were ruined because the the, the cover for the buckle didn't properly come off. The turnbuckle, that is. Uh, didn't properly come off, yet the, the, the announcers must have been reading the scripts because right. they were acting as if it was completely gone. Looked up and saw, oh my God, it's not gone. Let's backtrack and cover. I know the announcers announce, or traditionally, uh, I'd heard that they announce to what they see on the screen. Like, they're not allowed to look up yeah. because then they might see something the viewer can't. So it could be just angles or whatever, yeah. but yeah, it's odd. All right, but there was two two eliminations in this match which played into the, the sort of exposed turnbuckle, but it didn't quite land right because the turnbuckle wasn't properly exposed and Sasha Banks mm. was thrown into it, then pinned. Uh, Charlotte's elimination as well, that was put down to sort of a, a turnbuckle spot. It was fine. Uh, there was a good triple power bomb in it with this match because uh, Nia Jax was in there and we had to sort of... Uh, sorry, if I got mixed up. No, I didn't. Charlotte and Nia. Uh, triple power bomb to Nia Jax to get her out of there. That was a good moment. Mm. This was a match that from where I was sat next to Jack the Jobber, we couldn't see because there was a massive blue light shining right in our eyes and we couldn't see the ring properly. I had the handy problem of the stilt that yeah. holds up the stage. I had to be like this the entire evening. <laughs> if they moved to one side of the ring, you couldn't couldn't see anything. Yeah, so if you're wondering what it looks like when you have see a beautiful <laughs> shot, a panoramic shot of all the, 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 the crowd lit crowd. Up. Yeah. yeah, it's blinding. Well, they end. were booing. I remember turn everybody the lights was off. really confused and then they, they yeah. turned the lights off chat and then we all started realising and it was like, wow. Yeah. And then they went off and just... <laughs> and then we get to another... <laughs> moment because the Hardys make their big oh. return to WWE. The biggest pop I think I'll ever be involved in in all my life watching professional yeah. wrestling. Uh, who cares about the match really, even though Jeff Hardy did some big silly things yeah. like Jeff Hardy was it's doing. It's all about the moment. Was it, a, was it a day or two days after the match they had with uh, the Young? The day after Ring of Honor. The day after Ring of yes. Honor and Jeff Hardy was doing So they had a ladder match with uh, the Young Bucks. A and hell of thinking, a ladder match yeah. as well. Like and we he rocked up, for it. rocked up at WrestleMania and done exactly the same thing. How he does it is unbelievable. Uh, in the 30 days leading up to WrestleMania 33, the Hardy boys have been TNA Tag Team Champions, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and then obviously in this match, they won a set of WWE Tag Team Championships. That's a good, incredible statalicious, isn't that, it? Isn't it? Yeah, then we move on from the sublime to the... The build was fantastic for John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice, and the match was sort of like a house show match, mm. pretty much a Butlin's house show match as well, because the Miz was at one point running around the ringside area, Cena yeah. was catching after, oh, you get really, back here. Really, really comical. Why I order? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously we got to the proposal after the match, which grown adults booed, which oh, I, yeah. I thought was a bit of a shame. They're, they're happy. I just remember, I remember the collective grow. <laughs> when people realised it was just a and then you heard one part of the crowd just start to Gah! it was like just the split in WWE fans minds yeah just off the basis of the bill which was fantastic we obviously the Miz and Maurice just copying John and, yeah. uh, oh that was and so good those segments I've still I, I kind of go back every now and then and just watch them because yeah. they are brilliant they are so good and then we saw Rollins and Triple H on his little tricycle uh, have a long 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 match it lasted over 20 <laughs> Five minutes and there's some fantastic sequences at the beginning of the match where they go to the outside area yeah. and do some stuff for the announce table then at the end the stuff with the uh, of Stephanie getting there uh, was it Rollins kicked Triple H into Stephanie and Stephanie went through the table at ringside yeah it was like a domino effect thing yeah and then there was some sort of like reversals with the the, the, the uh, super kick and then pedigree super all that sort of stuff mm. Rollins using a pedigree for the victory fantastic book ends of the match but the middle bit just went way too long as most of Triple H Wrestlemania matches do yeah but you know you've got to get the, the length there so he can say he's wrestled more than anybody yes you have to <laughs> and then we took a, a further nosedive because Wyatt versus Orton happened here oh. and Bray Wyatt got his projector out and said oh, all right Kevin we're ready now son hit the button 
Worms appeared. Um, projectors are not bad. scary mind games. Um, the wrong man won this match too, which is a, a theme now for Bray Wyatt's WrestleMania matches. Bray obviously won the, uh, the WWE Championship at the Elimination Chamber in February. This is the WrestleMania in the April. And he lost in a match which lasted 10 minutes. Yeah, it just felt very transitional, very kind of let's get it done. But the, the projector thing was, it was... Naff. We didn't even know what was happening until you looked up to the other screens and you could kind of see it. But... When I got home and, and we immediately put it back on to watch back through for all the coverage and everything, I just remember like looking at it like, what, what, what is it? Like, yeah. just some maggots. All right, okay, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, really, right. really good. Fantastic. <laughs> and when it was happening in the stadium, because none of us could see it, it's not like they changed all of the... Because you know how they have the screens on the button and stuff? If that had changed over to what it was, you might have got a bit of a... Yeah. from people. But it was like you could hear a pin drop because it was just silent. And well, all you would hear was just the thud of the ring. What you saw was the lights obviously shine on the ring to light the ring up. They just went off. And it sort of looked like they were underwater. Cause yeah. That, you know that, that effect when you look through yeah, the water? The volumetric the light. Yeah. yeah. That's all that sort of happened in the arena. It was very, very underwhelming and weird. The things picked up, though, because we saw Lesnar versus Goldberg just battering the poo out of each other for five minutes. Right, and that wrong. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's all that had to have been. Five minutes, just bang, 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 bang. Thank you, ma'am. Go home. And then we saw home. <laughs> Townish hero. Oh, is she the hometown hero? No, yeah, yeah, she is. Naomi win the SmackDown Women's title in a, a big thing with most of the SmackDown women involved. That was fine, a nice moment for Naomi as well. And then the really sad point of the night was Undertaker versus Reigns, where if you watched WrestleMania 32 and thought, oh god, the hands of time are catching up with the Undertaker, this was the match where you thought, oh god, they've actually got him because Reigns, that final spear is so sad. Because Taker's just sort of like, he's battered and the match went for 23 minutes, which is what Undertaker and his, his hip replacement shouldn't be getting put through. No. 23-minute matches should not be happening for Undertaker in 2017. Even at walking pace. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's just sort of, because he's so tired and he's been such a long match, he's sort of stumbling around like a drunk while Reigns is literally bouncing off the ropes and doing circles around him until he hits the final spear. And that was the end. And then obviously the moment after the match where he leaves his hat and his gloves in the ring. Oh, we all thought obviously that was a legitimate retirement yeah. we saw there. And yeah, what tears you, were shed. What did you do? Yeah, because I was just stood there, I remember, with my head in my hands. Just like, I, what? Yeah. As he's just taking everything off. And then everybody around me is just like, what? And there were just people openly weeping. And it was like... Are we seeing... Is this it? Yeah. And then Roman's amazing promo the night after where he just came out, took booze for five minutes and then went, this is my yard now. Yeah. And walked off. Great, but... Yeah, huge moment. Yeah. Kind of sullied with later appearances, but huge moment. Huge moment all the yeah. same. It's another WrestleMania that started off really well with Shane McMahon versus uh, AJ Styles and Chris mm. Jericho versus Kevin Owens. Uh, the latter match was also good, but it was then all the way down with Orton and uh, Wyatt. Yeah. It was... <laughs> I would. I reckon it's all right. Yeah, somewhere near the yeah. bottom of all right. Yeah, I would put it's, it. I wouldn't say it's quite as just about bearable as thirty-two, but it's uh, it's definitely sort of. Yeah, you wouldn't go back to that one, would you? For, you'd maybe go for the highlight moments, but yeah. not for the whole eight hours. Definitely not. WrestleMania thirty-four. The kickoff show kicked off with the armbar. John Cena is in the crowd with the beers. Just getting pissed at ringside, so yeah, is John being Cena. a fan. Yeah, just being a fan. He wasn't there for any particular reason. Yeah. Uh, Goldust, he did a dab during this matchup. Bray Wyatt made a big, uh, a bigish return to help Matt Hardy win and set them off on the tag team tandem for much of 2018. Uh, last eliminated Mojo and Baron Corbin, who obviously won the two previous armbars, mm. to get the win for Matt Hardy. It was a mad match. There's not much to 
too much to say about this one, really. No, it's just kind of, yeah. Yeah, then we saw Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight <laughs> title. We saw Ali hitting the Spanish fly off the top rope. Uh, Cedric not wanting a count-out win, so throwing Ali back into the ring, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm. Uh, Cedric obviously then went on to win because you can't do that and then lose because that would make you look silly. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little <laughs> just bit silly. A but a really good match, but again, by this point, I think the Cruiserweight title was just about gone because there was no emphasis put on it Yeah, all. I mean, they, they kept it around for as long as they fen- like fancied afterwards, yeah. but it was very much relegated, wasn't it? Yeah, Women's Battle Royal happened on the kickoff show. Bianca Belair making a big sort of main roster splash, kind of, in this match, doing a 450 splash. Kyrie Sane was eliminated while there was some WrestleMania adverts going on. That was a bit of a shame. Uh, yeah. Sasha versus Bailey is something I completely forgot about until going back to watch this one. They had a big interaction... Um, towards the end of this matchup where Bailey, because she was like the lovable sort of girl next door sort of character yeah. and then she got to use a kendo stick against Alexa Bliss she didn't know how to work the kendo stick oh, she looked God, a bit naff yeah. but in this moment here she how sees how do I use a stick? yeah she sees ah. Sasha Banks and goes in for the handshake and you're thinking oh Bailey, what are you doing? Sasha Banks is the legit boss she's going to beat the piss out of you but no it's Bailey who beats up Sasha Banks and we start to get some stuff behind Bailey. Um Naomi gets another big win in that match at WrestleMania, which is she gets a lot of WrestleMania moments, is Naomi. Yeah. Um, then we go to the main card, a fantastic WrestleMania opener, which is for the Intercontinental Championship uh, between Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and The Miz. The Miz was great here, being the spoil spot in between the two of the lads, trying to do the big fancy moves and whatnot. Rollins' entrance is something I remember from this matchup being fantastic with the eyes. Yeah, he had the Game the, of Thrones, was Game it? Game of Thronesy. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you any which way. <laughs> Rollins wins, become the, the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, just one of the better openers in WrestleMania history. I'm a big fan of a high-octane starter. Yeah. I think it just sets the mood for the night, regardless of whatever comes next, even if it's a slow, plodding, horrible match. It's still, you're excited after the first have, one. Have you said that on purpose? Because next <laughs> up we had Asuka and Charlotte Flair. The streak ending victory, oh, which I was the only one to predict God. in the Cultaholic predictions. It I'm... was such a pick, though. Like, <laughs> nobody could have seen it coming. And then the fact that she graciously loses, it's fine, okay, but the Charlotte was ready for Asuka felt like just salt <laughs> in the wounds. It was just, why? No, I, rem- I remember there was, a, there was a promo Charlotte did, and I forget what, because it's four years later now, I forget what she said in the promo. I was like, yep. That's the moment that told me she's going to win. Uh, but when she did, it was a bit of a slow and prodding match for much of the much of the match. Uh, Asuka doing like there was a nice moment where Charlotte does a moonsault into an Asuka triangle choke when she she lands the moonsault. Spanish flies were done in this match as well. Uh, but then it just sort of ended pretty quickly because Charlotte Flair put the figure eight on mm. and won in what was a pretty straightforward match. Sort of felt like a bit of a SmackDown match, but a bit longer than a normal SmackDown match would be. Uh, but then the streak end and victory for Charlotte Flair was immediately overshadowed because someone went down to John Cena, who was pissed at ringside. And he oh. goes, oh, do you remember? And then John's like, huh? 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 Like he did the entire show. He pulled yeah. that face so many, huh? Huh? Any time somebody made an entrance, they'd cut to him and he'd be all... Huh? Or eat a pretzel, but not eating it. But there's a pretzel with a bite out of it that he's holding. He, he cuts. He, he just. He, he, I think Asuka's still in the ring. He hops the barricade and he legs it's, it up the ramp. Which Charlotte is... Nelly craps herself though because out of nowhere, like she's walking up the ramp. I think uh, she's like got the belt. She's turned her back to the ring. She's walking up and then just out of nowhere next to her is just like yeah. straight past the John Cena just barreling up the ramp to go get his shorts on. What's his superhero character called? John Cena. Yeah. The peacemaker. Oh, the peacemaker. Yeah, yeah he went wow. I thought you meant he had like a gimmick there that I forgot about. I was like, what? Yes, it was called John Cena. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> elephant, 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 don't sneeze. Then we saw Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal versus Bobby Lashley versus Rusev. Yeah. For the United States Championship, where the big, oh, the big heel Jinder Mahal won, so he did. 
Jinder was on a bit of a tear though, wasn't he? He was the WWE champion in the air before this one. Yeah, obviously. so Jinder, he, he, well, he's not really on a tear. Jinder had found himself in the most unlikely of circumstances. <laughs> uh, and was he had a great look, though, when he came back. Yeah. And I think he was somebody the company really were trying, did want to try and solidify, but they kind of just gave up, didn't they? Yeah, this was a very... Uh, going back and watching it, it's a pretty good fatal four-way match for a WrestleMania. Mm. But... Rusev Day chants are going wild in the arena. This is where Rusev Day really took off. You're thinking this is the one where Rusev Day is going to win. But obviously because Vince McMahon didn't have the idea really, I guess, of Rusev Just Day. slapping Kevin. Drown them out! Yeah, drown them out. So they couldn't have Rusev win, which I think the crowd took pretty badly because obviously Rusev Day was one of the more popular acts in the company at the time. I was devastated what personally. What you think of was just Kevin going, I can't put any more in, Vince. So he throws him <laughs> out the curtain to try and start his own chant. But the heelish win might have been done on purpose to suck the air out of the crowd because next we saw Ronda James Cuthbert Rousey teaming with Kurt Angle to take on Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and all four people in this match played their roles fantastically well, maybe even perfectly. Yeah. A little small nitpick. Stephanie McMahon is not that good of a fighter, therefore she shouldn't be able to reverse uh, Ronda Rousey's offence as easily <laughs> as she was in the early stages of the match. But it built and built and built until finally Ronda got her hands on Stephanie and all the years of pain and suffering, Tom Phillips getting slapped in the head, <laughs> it all got <laughs> forgotten about as Ronda Rousey ragdolled her around. It like was that roll-through. When she grabbed her and she rolled through, I and think everybody, doing this. Yeah, everybody oh. was sort of, not nervous, but maybe a little bit apprehensive with Ronda because you never quite know how it's going to go with a new face and especially somebody who's established elsewhere in sports. Uh, but she came in and she absolutely killed it. Yeah. And, you know, you can't, can't say anything bad about it. Really, really great. good match, yeah. Really good match. And then we saw the Usos versus New Day versus Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Ships, uh, Usos walking as the champions. Bludgeon Brothers walk out with the titles it felt like a really short match where they had to sort of get this get their shit in quickly yeah. uh, but the uh, the bludgeons obviously got a nice wrestlemania win a little bit at ringside after the match Brody lee's uh, celebrating with his family and whatnot because he's won a title at wrestlemania someone who works for wwe uh, comes along and says hey move on now sir we've got a show to get on with and he's like nah yay <laughs> Fantastic. Just shimmy it along there, yeah. keep it going. I don't care about your family. And this one felt short, and the next one felt short because it was a John Cena versus Undertaker squash oh. match. Clock it in in two minutes and 46 seconds. It was short, yes. It was a squash match, yes. But after the year before, this is exactly what it should have been because Undertaker looked very, very good here. Yeah, it, it, it didn't need to be anything more than it was. No. I think it was, it was just sort of perfect, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it... it if they were going to do more Undertaker, which it felt like they were, because obviously we had Raw 25, we had him make his appearance without his hat and gloves, but still in his robe. Uh, it was like, oh, okay, so Taker's coming back, is he? And this, you know, he came in, he demolished John Cena, a superhero, in you know a matter of seconds, and, and boom, Mystique restored. Even if we can't really buy it fully, at least in kayfabe, Undertaker's stronger than ever. So. Yeah, it was what it should have been. Good yeah. stuff. Then we saw Sammy and Kev taking on Shane and Brian. Obviously, Brian made making his big return to the professional wrestling ring as a wrestler, not an authority figure. Mm. The moment he walks through the curtain, the look on his face, it's magical, I tell thee, magical. <laughs> and then we have the attack from the rear instead of making a normal entrance from yeah. Kevin and Sammy. Really good moment. Shane, once again, booked on this at this point on the same level as the likes of Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, the best professional wrestlers in the world. Little did we know the crown jewel and the best in the world trophy was soon coming. Oh. Uh, then we saw Brian, who just looked like he never missed a day. He looked absolutely fantastic. But mate, who really cares what happened in this matchup? It was 
was all about Brian getting back to action and proving he hadn't lost a step. Yeah, just the moment of him walking through the curtain was enough, I think, for most yeah. people. Uh, Alexa Bliss then defended her Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax, a storyline built on bullying and body shaming and whatnot. Nia Jax got her big WrestleMania win by toppling the bully. It was a fine match. Nia, uh, Alexa Bliss, sorry, she played her role as the a sort of an 80s heel very, very well indeed, I thought, in this little match. Yeah. It was a, a fine match, but obviously Nia's title reign afterwards didn't maybe hit the heights as it probably should have because she's a natural heel. Yeah, it was sort of, it was an odd one going into it, but they, they managed to play the story off pretty well, but it turned into nothing, but it was very, yeah, as you said, like 80s character-driven style stuff, and yeah. it was nice to just see a bit of it. I yeah, guess. throwback pro wrestling. Yeah. And then we saw AJ Styles versus Nakamura, which did not live up to expectations, obviously five-star classics in the past and all that sort of stuff. The end sequence was good, but it just, it felt like another match that was short for time. It just tried to sort of get some a lot of stuff in there and just a, a window that wasn't that big. Yeah, and I think that whenever you've got a, a rerun of a match that's got legendary status, there's always going to be a higher level of pressure, surely, on the performers to perform, but I think we all hype it up a bit too much because it, it is often lightning in a bottle when you get those five star six star matches you know they're the big moments just because you run it again in a similar environment in a similar atmosphere with the same personalities doesn't mean it's going to kind of live up to it and then it got all very testicular didn't it yeah this is where Nakamura got a fascination with AJ Styles' bollocks which continued for a few months more uh, but it was underwhelming such a shame then we saw the bar such a shame for them as well losing the tag team championships to Braun Strowman and Nicholas fun for the fun for the fans to watch but you can't help but feel a bit sorry for Cesaro and Sheamus yeah. having to lose their belts to a child they wouldn't have liked that no doubt backstage but I'm sure they got paid moments, handsomely though. oh all really yeah moments. really really yeah. fun stuff um because this was still big, silly Braun Strowman, who the year before was trying to murder Roman Reigns on numerous occasions, tipping yeah. over the ambulance and whatnot. This is before he lost his hair and turned a bit naff. Uh, it was very fun to watch. And then we saw the main event, which was Lesnar versus Reigns for the Universal Championship. Everyone thought Brock Lesnar was leaving to go back to UFC after this matchup, but nah. Five F5s were kicked out of by Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar then, shoot, I think it was, made Roman Reigns bleed from the face. Very, very much so. Very, very much so. And then Brock Lesnar won. Yeah, lesser of two evils in the situation, but not really a match that many people were, you know, frothing at the mouth for. Yeah, we had Reigns, who was obviously being pushed and pushed and pushed against the, the will of what was a vocal majority of fans in arenas <laughs> around the world. Then we had Brock Lesnar, who just wasn't there. This is when Brock Lesnar was a, a heel mercenary, money-grabbing bitch, uh, who just never came to Monday Night Raw week on week on. We can just turn up for the big pay-per-view matches and then went back to his ranch in Saskatchewan, Canada. Is that a place? Yeah, it's in uh, Saskatoon. Fast, that's a Ronda Rousey stole WrestleMania 34, uh, but the, uh, outside of that match, and maybe outside of... Oh, I'm looking up and down the card here. Yeah. Asuka Charlotte was okay. Yeah, a bit of a naff kind of resolution and the opening, to that. The opening IC title match was very good as well, yeah. but outside those two matches, or maybe three at a push, there wasn't much to write home about here, was there? No, I think it's got to be bearable. You know, I'd maybe say all right. I'd say it's better than 15. Yeah, yeah, go on. We'll put it at the bottom of Bottom of all right, I think, is fair. Then we move on to WrestleMania 35, which might just be as long as this tier list video. You tell us. You're in the future. We're in the present. It kicks off, obviously, with the kickoff show. We have a bloody cruiserweight championship match with a man involving Tony. Tony's never going to win at WrestleMania, is he, Sam? But he does. He does. He does, and I got it right. Nobody else believed in the power of Tony and his mighty, mighty abs. Tony sounds like he lays carpets for a living so what if he does he might do it on the side yeah handy yeah 
Aye. Uh, cruiserweight <laughs> titles hanging on for dear life by this stage at WrestleMania 35. Yeah, already. Uh, then we get, it was a good match though for what it was. Fast mm. paced, not the amount of time you maybe we saw at WrestleMania 33 with Neville and uh, Austin Aries. Yeah. Uh, but it was still okay all the same. And the Women's Battle Royal action really picked up towards the end of this one with Ember Moon, Asuka, Sonya Deville, Sarah Logan all looking good before Carmella got the hometownish pop. She's from Staten Island. This stadium isn't in, in, in the shadows of New York City. That's right. Because wherever it actually is, isn't posh enough for Vince McMahon or something. Yeah, Vince don't like Jersey by the sounds of Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the Raw Tag Team Championship match, the Revival, who were very vocal around this time about wanting to leave WWE and how unhappy they were with working for WWE. They lost mm. to Hawkins and Ryder. Hawkins bringing to an end his really, 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 really long losing streak. A lovely moment here. They made something that wasn't really, pl- uh, something out of, something out of a thing that wasn't planned. Yeah, it, it's like they, they kind of took, they took a, what could have been a, a really sort of naff ending and they, they were able to turn it into at least a positive for somebody yeah. coming out of it. So, um, But a lot of people thought, obviously, with the revival being so vocal about being so unhappy that this was some sort of punishment. But I thought with the, with the story there, it was a lovely story for yeah. Hawkins and Ryder. Also getting this hometownish win because they're from that there, northeast, aren't they? Uh, Armbar takes place. Mustafa Ali takes a horrible fall during this matchup. And the SNL lads are involved as well. That was the, the main story of the match. The SNL lads have been pissing off Braun Strowman for a long time. They finally got in. Yeah, and they were trying. Like avoid him and stuff, and yeah. yeah. And Colin could make a very good professional wrestling heel if he wanted to. Opening the main card is Hulk Hogan and Alexa Bliss, which was absolutely what? painful. Hogan making a joke about getting the name of the uh, stadium wrong at WrestleMania 30. He then gets the name of the stadium wrong here, while the name of the stadium is in the back of shot in massive white letters. Uh, <laughs> thank God for Paul Heyman, who came out and just walked straight through the pair of them, went straight down to the ring. He said, "If Brock Lesnar can't be on last, he's going to be on first, and we're going to go to Las Vegas and get the ultimate." Bum tickle of Dana White because that's a UFC reference. Yeah, yeah, a fantastic start. Ultimate weekend. Very, very, very good turn of events. Well, this it started off painfully with Hogan and Alexa. Then Heyman came out yeah. and everything just went woof. I, we nobody was expecting it, and no. it was it was just sort of it broke the the palate a bit. It was just sort of like, yep, okay, here we go, and we're starting, and then it set the show up for absolute you know, just insanity. Yeah. But then the show would drag itself out until after even public transport stopped. Yeah. So 1am or something it was yeah. before it finished. But uh, we had Rollins during his entrance. Nelly Faden, you see him going, and he comes back too. <laughs> Fantastic. Rollins gets the crap beat out of him for the, the, the longest time at the start of the match. A quick low blow because Rollins said in the build-up, much like Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'll do anything to beat you, Brock. Uh, three curb stomps for the win. Uh, Lesnar goes off to UFC and has never heard from again. Uh, this was a very, very good start to WrestleMania 35. Uh, Rollins in that organic babyface role before they try to make him the face of the company yeah. and he started doing more interviews yeah. and he put his foot in it so many times that he turned himself heel yeah. <laughs> Styles versus Orton is next up uh, this just felt like a Smackdown main event or maybe something from a B pay-per-view yeah. uh, Styles doing the nice sort of fake uh, phenomenal forearm setup which causes Randy Orton to do his RKO thing but no no he's back down on the apron that was the highlight of the match but we'd seen that before uh, this is a match where if you watch it on the network you can hear fans audibly saying oh, we're blind deck we're blind because the light's been shot in their eyes which is painful. We saw that WrestleMania 33. <laughs> it was, it wasn't a bad match. I guess it was underwhelming because this is AJ Styles and Randy Orton, and this yeah. is WrestleMania. I think that is it. Largely, it's sort of like oh, okay. Like I, I thought they could have maybe done something a bit different, but. You know, you get what you get, I guess. It was all right. Then we have the SmackDown Tag Team titles on the line. We have tag teams you might not remember. Ricochet and Alistair Black take on the Usos, take on the Bar, take on Nakamura and Rusev. 
Oh, yeah. It was a short and sweet match. Uh, each team had their sort of moments to shine. There was a massive Tower of Doom spot, which Ricochet sort of escaped and then rolled through, stood up tall and went, ha-ha, they looked very cool indeed. Uh, it was really just really fun, short and sweet match. The Usos obviously picking up the victory, mm. but that was then followed by The Miz versus Shane McMahon, and George Miz gets involved. We have Shane McMahon getting beaten down all the way around the arena. He's thrown off this ledge onto the top of a golf cart, and he rolls off the golf cart onto the, uh, golf cart onto the concrete floor. Then the superplex, super-duper-duper-duper-duperplex <laughs> happens at the end of the match, uh, but because Shane sort of lands on top of The Miz, the referee counts to three. I thought it was a fantastic heel victory in the midst of a very fantastic match with a very fantastic WrestleMania moment, which was George Miz I'm doing I'm all that. about any brawls that spill over but like whenever it used to in the late 90s early 2000s whenever it would spill at the concessions yeah. and there'd be fans rushing out of every single like entryway to try and catch a glimpse I love that sort of stuff so yeah. this was right on my street then we had the women's tag team championships on the line Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics versus Tamina and Nia versus Natalia and Beth Phoenix making her return to Wrestlemania a hard spot to be in after that crowd popping win for Shane McMahon yeah. uh, the crowd were dead for this one it was a shocking result I guess with the Iconics winning uh, Sasha and Bailey hadn't really been given the chance to do what they said they were going to do with these titles which was defend them in NXT maybe NXT UK around the world and back again but they, they eventually got there a year later but this was obviously a shocking win and a heartbreaking defeat for Sasha and Bailey. it was weird though because like a month or maybe two months earlier was that not the big Australian super show where it was like oh the Iconics going to win the, the titles the, and the previous October I think that was yeah and yeah. I think it was like oh uh, are the Iconics going to win the women's tag titles and then just didn't and it was yeah. like oh well Surely it would have been a lot cooler to do that in Australia and not do it at Mania, but whatever. I don't think they were a thing when that Australian show. I think they got introduced to Elimination Chamber, didn't oh, did they? they? In 2019, yeah. I thought they were on the Australia show. Let us know in the comments below how wrong we are. Oh. Either way. Uh, then we have Kofi taking on Daniel Bryan. Uh, say no more. Uh, match of the night, moment of the night, moment mm. of the decade maybe. Kofi winning the big one at WrestleMania. Yeah. Bit of a slow start of the match, but then Bryan starts to act really desperate. Um, so desperate he sort of makes a few mistakes here and there. Nice exchange of finishes. Kofi kicking out the running knee was great. Let's forget about the t-shirt debacle while the match was going on on, yeah. on, the, on the shop. Um, the final fall was a hell of a moment. The, the family getting in the ring it was just pitch perfect wasn't it yeah I, I, there's not really more you can say to it no. just go back and watch the moment and you feel it right yeah then the pacing of the card was good here because then we had Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio and Joe retained his United States Championship in two seconds we just been through that emotional roller coaster. And let's have a little match a little palate cleanser afterwards I thought it was Ray amazing. gets absolutely demolished like the end of a roll of toothpaste yeah. you've got every last <laughs> bit out of it that's just Ray left on the mat. <laughs> and then we had Roman Reigns taking on heel Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 35, a match which really wasn't about the five-star match. I think it was more about Roman Reigns making his big return to the big stage because this is after yeah. he made his big return from all the leukemia stuff and all that sort of stuff. So it wasn't really about the match. It was more about Roman being there. Mm. Drew did well in his heel role, but I don't think it's a match anyone's going to write home about. No. Uh, Elias then came out and did a... Th it was Elias, but it was three Eliases, one on the drums, one on the keyboard, one on the guitar, and then he was in the ring. They did a live performance where Elias really looks like he can play all three instruments. Maybe it's just his other brothers. Yes. Ezekiel. Enrique. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. I'm trying to think of any other biblical names. No <laughs> there you go. See, so he's doing that, and he's interrupted <laughs> by a very confusing Babe Ruth-esque promo, which when you think back, oh, yeah, John Cena is the Babe Ruth of the World yeah. Wrestling Federation. That's what that time was about. But then the Doctor of Bastard Thugonomics comes out. Oh, my God. Did not expect to see that. It was fantastic. Um, 
He cut Elias' promo off, even though Elias promised no one would cut him off at WrestleMania. Mm. That's what happens every week on Raw. Uh, you're going to get the FU, says the Doctor of Thugonomics. There's boner jokes. There's all the hits, but in the PG world. I was just happy he had his word life uh, knuckle dusters. Yeah. yeah. Really good. I really enjoyed that segment. Uh, then we had Batista versus Triple H with their fantastic oh. entrances. Uh, Triple H was like Mad Max for this one. Then we yeah. had uh, Dave Batista who fell in the ring. It was fantastic. A uh, bit of a slow burner. And then the, and then the pliers came out and everything the went pl- woo! Yeah, the pliers was amazing. Very, yeah. very squeamish when he's going for the Pearsons and he's pinning him <laughs> down with the chair. And he's like, I'm going to take it out. It's so good. Yeah, stuff on the announce tables, the ring step spots were really impressive. Triple H jumping off with the sledgehammer off the ring steps was really cool, guys, to, to steal <laughs> Michael Cole's line at the end of Triple H's entrance. How cool was that? It wasn't because you said that, Michael. Uh, Ric Flair helping Triple H to win was a nice moment because obviously the, the, the feud, the angle started off with Ric Flair's birthday and Batista yeah. beating up Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. Dragging him along the floor Yeah, the, the kind of found footage backstage, cameramen getting left. Give me one of them. Give me one of them. Give me one of them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Triple H's retirement step kind of foreshadowed what was going to happen but I think we all read in the build up that Batista said this was going to be his last match so there we go Angle versus Corbin happened then afterwards Uh, was fine but not a fitting send off for Kurt Angle by Mm. gold even if it did give the big heel at the time on Monday Night Raw Baron Corbin a very very good win at Wrestlemania it was still underwhelming wasn't it and then we had Demon Balor taking on Bobby Lashley who had contacts in and looked way way scarier than Demon Balor I don't care what you say a very quick match Demon Balor did a brand new move here, which was a power bomb, which I don't think he ever did again. But <laughs> crying out for him to be a bit different when he wrestles, and he did one That's different it. move. Like um, I'd, I'd kill just from have a different move set as the yeah. Demon. Yeah. Uh, that, not much to write home about here. Another quick match before we get to the historical main event of WrestleMania 35: Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte. The entrances were fantastic. Obviously, with the helicopter for Charlotte, uh, harking back to Rick's entrance at the baseball stadium on the helicopter in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joan Jett playing Ronda to the ring. Becky's was under stated but obviously she comes out the match with the being Becky two bells there and it had um, gone midnight by the time they were all stood there right yeah and the crowd were dead obviously because that's such a long slog yeah. to then finally see the woman you're waiting to see Becky Lynch get a big victory but you can't be asked to cheer because you're tired um, obviously it's remembered for the um, for the finish which went a bit wrong uh, I can see why Ronda Rousey wouldn't tap out given the fact that she's Ronda Rousey yeah. why don't have Charlotte tap out that would have been a much better finish for my, for my money mm. um but yeah, it was just overshadowed by some negative things that maybe didn't have to be there. Yeah, it's just a shame, really, isn't it? It could have been a. I mean, it's still a big deal. It just could have been a lot more in terms of like the history column. Yeah. Right. Uh, so there we go Wrestlemania 35 way too long the last ever one night Wrestlemania hopefully if they are going to continue with such long Wrestlemanias a great first half bit of a naff second picked up for Triple H versus Batista yeah, I reckon right, I reckon this is bottom, yeah, yeah. somewhere in the middle of alright had think- its moments had its down bits it was fine yeah on to WrestleMania 36 we go now. Obviously, the well, the, the, the pandemic WrestleMania, the main pandemic yeah. WrestleMania, the WrestleMania we didn't think was going to happen. Obviously, it was meant to happen in Raymond James Stadium. Um, then it was not. Then it was in the Performance Center, and no fans were allowed to go, and chairs were sold online because no one was going to sit in the chairs. Yeah, it was just all very sad, wasn't it? Sad, but they pulled it out their arse somehow. Oh, yeah. It was a fantastic two nights of wrestling. <laughs> Kicking off with Drew Gulak versus Cesaro on the kickoff show of night one. Cesaro whapping out a UFO in the in the in, the, in his build to a victory was really good. It, it was short but a good kickoff show yeah. match. Then the main card starts with Kabuki Warriors taking on Bliss Cross Applesauce, as somebody called them back then. 
again. A well-worked match that was fun. Maybe went a little bit too long for a WrestleMania opener, but it had all the big hits. Then we saw Elias versus Corbin, where Elias was a fiery babyface, which is weird to see. Corbin tries to cheat, and then Elias wins, Elias wins via cheating because... Yeah, come up and some yeah. karma and that sort of stuff. Nobody cared though, did they? Then we saw Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Everyone's thinking, oh my god, Becky Lynch is going to get eaten alive here. We saw Elimination Chamber where Shayna Baszler was eating everybody. She beat everybody inside oh, yeah, the Elimination she, Chamber. She, was, she got a bit of a taste for human blood, right? Yeah, she ate Becky's neck. Yeah. Uh, blood everywhere. We're thinking she's going to die, but no, Shayna loses. And the only way Shayna can lose, which is having the Carafuda clutch reversed into a pinfall roll-up thing, shoulders pinned down. Becky retains the title. Corbin Weird. Was not very happy that day. No. Who? The blood god, Ross. Oh, the, the blood, blood god. I thought you said Corbin. I was like, what's he got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> we had Sami Zayn. When Sami Zayn was booked as a professional wrestling manager and not one of the best professional wrestlers in the world, mm. taking on Daniel Bryan, and he just ran away from Bryan for the entire match like Bobby the Brain Heenan would back in the day. Yeah. And he ends up winning. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so weird in hindsight. We had Gulak in Bryan's corner because that was the sort of teacher-student relationship they yeah. had. Then Sami was the manager of uh, the, the, the artist collective I think they were called Shinsuke Nakamura and Tazaro. Mm. They were the wrestlers. Sammy was the manager. A weird type to look back on, but thankfully Sammy's got back to what he does best, and that is the wrestling. Come on, Sammy. <laughs> then we had match of the night for my money, which was Morrison versus Uso versus Kingston for the SmackDown tag team titles in a ladder match because the Miz got COVID. So what they yeah. did to compromise was oh, have the singles, the, yeah, singles, singles triple threat match involving the teams. Mm. Um Match tonight, as I said, John Morrison just blowing me away. He did this tightrope spot where he walked across the top rope into a Spanish fly. Unbelievable scenes. The ending was thrilling as well with all three members of the match up at the top of the ladder. They yeah. all had their hands on the belt. Co uh, sorry, John Morrison gets some beatings and the, the sort of momentum of him getting knocked off the ladder takes the titles down with him. A good heel victory. Then we had all Owens versus Rollins because Owens never had a WrestleMania main event. Uh, sorry, a WrestleMania moment up to this point. So he jumps off the Mania sign inside what the performance center. Fantastic. Um, the, I'm, I'm glad the match was restarted as a no DQ thing, which yeah. obviously took it to, to new heights. I thought it was a very, very good match. It's just even with nobody there, <laughs> yeah. just, I couldn't believe it. I Imagine could not that performance it. center full of people then watching Kevin Owens jump off the sign. Oh. The roof would have come off. Uh, then we saw oh, Strowman versus Goldberg, and this is how this match went: spear, spear, spear. Yeah. Power slam, power slam, power slam, power slam. Uh -huh. Braun Strowman is your champion. Wonderful. Yeah. All it should have been by this point with Goldberg, I think. Yeah, I like Undertaker the year of, before, or yeah, two years before. It, it makes sense, but it, it's just sort of like it just makes you question a lot of it, doesn't it? Especially after watching the way the Fiend was beaten mm. and Saudi Arabia and stuff. Just watching, I guess it was a good win for Strowman, but I think the time had passed for Strowman. The time for Strowman to have this sort of win was 2017 when he was taking on Brock Lesnar and yeah, the, they were the, really no mercy. featuring him a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think he jumped the well, not jumped the shark. What's the? He fizzled out by then. Mm. And then we saw the Boneyard match. Fantastic! Oh, you didn't like it's, it, did you? No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> a fan of. I'm not a fan of like the really intricately shot dramatic matches. But this is for my money. It's my favourite one that's been done. It was a happy, happy, happy accident for the Undertaker because obviously this allowed him to look yeah. menacing and dominating all the way through a long thing. I thought the cinematography was lovely, the Metallica music playing in it was lovely, uh, the murder of Gallows and Anderson never heard from again was a lovely little point in the it match. It was almost like Undertaker having a daydream. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have been out of place <laughs> afterwards if if we just kind of cut to him being woken up by Michelle McCool and he's on his porch. Yeah, it's just like. Oh. 
It Sorry, had, I'm it just had having a lovely dream there. <laughs> it had everything this matchup. The stuff at the start where it's like some sort of like just car park brawl thing, but in a graveyard, I'll get you, with boy. AJ <laughs> showing up in the coffin. Yeah. Just, oh. Really good. And then we had the stuff with the tractor and the light behind it and the meme <laughs> the is created. Brothers yeah. Coming out Fantastic. The... Uh, AJ oh. Styles obviously is buried alive, but we never know how he survives. I don't care that he survives. I just want to know how he survives. It's the hand. Yeah. The hand. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Yeah, just unbelievable. They really pulled out the bag on night one. Yeah. On to night two we go on the kickoff show. We have Liv Morgan and Natalia having a, just a fine kickoff match with lots mm. of roll-ups and stuff. A big win for Liv Morgan back then. This is 2020, remember? Uh, she's still about 12 years old at this point. Then we have Charlotte versus Rhea. Another WrestleMania match where, for my money, the wrong person won. But it was a really, really good match. A throwback match because it was all about Rhea Ripley's injured knee. Uh, Charlotte working over that injured knee for the longest mm. time. Rhea Ripley screaming. Her voice must have been more hoarse than mine is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see the work of the body part. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense. Charlotte Flair going down to NXT when NXT was taken on AEW. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's why they did it. But in hindsight, I think Rhea could have done with the win. But she did get the win the year later. Yeah, was, was it this match that gave uh, Rhea a bit of a crisis of confidence I seem to remember talking in interviews about just sort of it was almost like a natural plateau point mm. and it was like where do you go from there I guess yeah. you know yeah just the wrong person one but it was a good match all the same then we had Alistair Black taking on Bobby Lashley with Lana in his corner yep, that La happened forgot about that Lana played into the finish here because Bobby was doing pretty well then she's like Bobby use the spear even though you've got Alistair Black she beat she was like, insistent on it yeah, wasn't she get the spear yeah. done now so Bobby goes for the spear reversed into Black Mass Alistair Black gets the win Lana and Bob then go on to split up what a shame uh, then we have Otis versus Dolph in the moment of night two who cares about the match he got the girl he kissed her on the lips us fat lads have hope in life possibly my favourite recent mania moment yeah. it's been my favourite recent storyline for years oh man the, the text message who sent the text yeah. I got Tucker involved on Twitter he was like don't you go pointing fingers at me Ross <laughs> anyway then we had Edge versus Orton in a match which lasted nearly just as long as this uh, tier list video is uh, it went on for several hours through the offices through the corridors to the oh, parking lot of the performance centre they did some pull-ups they Pu went on to uh, wash a car a yeah. big van yeah yeah rolled around on top of it with their sweat for a bit you know moments which are cooler on paper than they are in practice yeah they're in the sort of boardroom bit and Edge does like Had... on the rafters of the room oh yeah he just like exactly. swing an elbow yeah. drop on the table yeah. oh but he did an elbow drop off a ladder as well, which was a good moment. It's it, just, was, it was huge all the same. It yeah. was just sort of like, I, I, had they maybe treat this one a bit more like a cinematic match, it might have been a bit better flow-wise. It's just Because there was a lot of like walking between yeah. points, wasn't there? It was just a match that went on for like 10 minutes too long, 20 minutes yeah. too long. It should have ended when Edge when Edge hits the elbow drop off the ladder, because this is Edge doing that off a ladder for, for crying out loud. That was a WrestleMania moment end the match, because yeah. it's Edge and all his issues with the neck and whatnot. Uh, but they continued, and it went on a bit too long. Then we have Gronk falling off the platform to win the 24-7 title. <laughs> After Vince had After done it Vince for him. After Vince had done it for him, yeah. The massive... Fanny, I don't want to say that. <laughs> uh, then we had the Street Profits. Right, this is a bit of a trippy matchup. The Street Profits took on Angel Garza and Austin Theory at WrestleMania 36. Yes, it happened uh, because they they oh, were the yeah, it was like a they were the the Venga boys, yeah, the Venga yeah. boys, <laughs> the Vega boys. Zelina Vegas boys. Um, 
where Angel Giles and Austin Theory. Yeah. Lovely, lovely match. Lovely moves. Tez taking the piss inside the empty arena as he only probably could because he's very charismatic. Mm -hmm. um, it felt like maybe a little bit of a raw match if you're going to just criticise it, but it was still very good all the same. Yeah. And then Bianca Belair in the aftermath of the match made her uh, her WrestleMania and main roster debut. Well, kind of main roster debut. She was in the Battle Royal WrestleMania yeah. 34. Uh, she attacked Zelina Vega. So there we go. We're off to the races there. Bailey then defends her title, the SmackDown Women's title against lots and lots of people. It was sort of all about will Sasha Banks turn on Bailey and then obviously go and get the title for herself, but she didn't. Uh, Tamina got ganged up on by everybody because of course she did. She's the main threat in the matchup. Excuse me, this was the elimination match, of course. Mm -hmm. Tamina was the first one out there. Miscommunication between Sasha and Bailey. See Sasha eliminated by Lacey Evans. Banks then comes back in to help Bailey win. It was a bloody roller coaster, and I liked it. Yeah, I, I seem to remember. I had fun watching it, but it was it was just a little bit kind of. Rough and ready. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to the second best match of the night after Otis got the girl. The Firefly Funhouse match. The prototype oh. John Cena. 80s Johnny Large Meat, as he was called. You can look, but you can't touch. Bray Wyatt singing the Bellas theme after, obviously, Nicky and John came to an end. The NWO Cena. That's good. Insert word there, otherwise demonetization will happen. The Doctor of Thugonomics, uh, Cena is then murdered in this dark room and is lost and forever never appears again. It was all about Bray Wyatt putting John Cena's insecurities, his failures up against John Cena, and John Cena having overcome them. It was wonderful. All I'm saying is that, you know, Vince can definitely afford to bring David Lynch out of retirement. <laughs> and he should just, you know, well, not that he's retired, he should just give David Lynch a wrestling promotion because everything would end up looking like the Firefly Funhouse match, and I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, really. You really can't really categorise it, whatever it is, but it's amazing. Nope. I think people maybe expected it to go through it in different rooms of a Firefly Funhouse, because it was yeah. called the Firefly Funhouse match, but nobody expected that. I don't nah. care what you're saying. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre was the main event. Early Claymore kick from Drew kicked out of by Brock. Brock then beats him down. Drew then kicks out of 100 F5s this time. Three Claymores for the win. It was such a shame there was no crowd there, but the moment where he's sort of reaching through the camera, mm. thank you for staying with me. Uh, that was very, very good. Um, it some people say it's a bit more like Goldberg and Braun than maybe it should have been the night before the Universal title yeah. match um, but it was a match I was just more invested in so I, I, I don't I don't care about the comparisons <laughs> yeah and it was the, just that moment for Drew it was, it was just yeah it was great as yeah. you said even without the crowd it, it meant something to you know all of us at least yeah uh, night one ladder match was the, the highlight Owens versus Rollins was good the Boneyard was good the bad stuff on night one wasn't even bad the worst you could say about it just felt like a raw match night two once again they made it the best of a bad situation the Firefly Funhouse was amazing uh, the rest of the card was alright Again, the, the the main criticism you could say is it felt like a raw match. Obviously, Bobby and Lana, their stuff just I never really cared for at all. Uh, but that's because I'm su such a big fan it of Rusev. Kind of like the Edge match as a whole, though, wasn't it? It was like really good, really exciting things, but sometimes there had to be a lot of plodding to get through to it. So yeah. it, it's like. Even though there's a lot of great stuff, there are there's quite a lot of just meh. But at the same time, even though there's quite a lot of meh, there's quite a lot of great stuff. And I, just, I wouldn't be comfortable putting it in all right. I put it lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, away. I was going to say. Under the circumstances of a global pandemic and the rotten mood everyone what, was, was in. It, yeah, yeah like, this was like... Deliver, like yeah, they put sure. on two really entertaining professional wrestling shows in two nights when there was loads of restrictions and all that sort of stuff. I thought they pulled out the bag wonderfully. Yeah. 
Lovely. WrestleMania 37 we're on to now. We're nearly at the end. Oh, oh, oh. Almost. The WrestleMania, which was delayed for an hour before anything happened oh, because of the rain. Oh, The wonderful image. Samoa Joe and a poncho. Samoa Joe and Michael Cole and their ponchos <laughs> was amazing to see. Uh, just like weathermen out there. Then we had, obviously, people stolen for time, so we had the Superstars promos. cut promos. Kevin Owens cut a great promo. Everyone else, Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman, straight in their mind, they failed miserably. Drew, I think I see, remember Drew looking like he just walked through into like a dressing room door and got ambushed by a camera <laughs> and was like, um, yeah, just straight in with a promo. And speaking of Drew, he took on Bobby Lashley in the first match back in front of fans after the pandemic at this WrestleMania. Not a full capacity, obviously, but, you know, some fans were there. Yeah. Shocking conclusion because Bobby Lashley retained the WWE Championship we had Drew's bell end boinging off the top rope a fantastic Wrestlemania moment Drew uh, MVP's distraction of going oi mate Drew going where uh, like the Bobby Lashley <laughs> winning which I thought was really basic but also yeah that would work yeah. wouldn't it yeah yeah. if you caught off guard in the moment yeah yeah you're going to get put off aren't you so mm. it was an alright match a really because obviously after the the no fans at WrestleMania 36, you're thinking Drew going to get his big win back in front of fans at WrestleMania 37, but it just didn't happen. It was really yeah. shocking. Then we move on to tag team turmoil, where the Tamina train was organically running wild. I was in tatters at home, so it was. <laughs> the crowd were going mental for Tamina, and it was wonderful to see. Shame for Mandy as she slipped on the really, really wet uh, rampway. It was going to yeah. happen to somebody, so bless her. Uh, all, really, the, all the people involved uh, worked hard in the match, uh, but the makeshift, makeshift teams really harmed it and this feels like something we could say this year at Wrestlemania maybe just about the makeshift te makeshift teams kind of hurt how much you care about it? it well this is it it depends on you know your, your tastes as a viewer but for me it is it's sort of like you couldn't just build something slowly and give people some stuff in the build up to yeah. it like and this wasn't even like Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan who put lots of work into feeling more like a tag team than they were a yeah. few weeks before with the attire and the name and the certain tag team tandem moves this was just people throwing together and it just makes you not care but mm. to me they got a big pop and she won, so a good night all round. Cesaro versus Rollins here. Cesaro trying to get the swing on Rollins was the story heading into this matchup here. Another massive UFO from Cesaro to Rollins for the second year in a row, obviously. Then he gets the big swing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. On 23 swings, I think I counted. A massive star-making win. Great match. Well over Rollins. Uh, well in Rollins for putting over your pal. We're going to build a big things. He gets the match against Reigns. These now doesn't work for them. That's it. Yeah, brick wall. Yeah. It's just a shame, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Massive shame. Excuse me. Then we see Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston taking on Omos and AJ Styles. Omos is in ring debut, obviously. Um, 
Kofi and Xavier Woods are the baby faces here, but they wrestle like heels, cutting the ring in half, um, taking the piss out of AJ Styles, who can't get tagged into Omos. They're very, very dickish in their behaviour, but I guess it kind of works because well, AJ Styles... Well, the Mysterios Styles... were probably doing it around the time anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And uh, Sorry, Sid. Yeah, and these toys in Sid's back garden. That was the Mysterios back then. Um, some nice moments from AJ Styles and Omos at the forearm off the shoulders and then the choke bomb for the finish. Yeah. It was simple, but it was enjoyable. I like yeah. this matchup there. Sometimes it, paint by numbers works, so long as it's not overly presented that way, I right? Omos was a lot better at this WrestleMania than he was at 38 mm. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird how that one's gone. Anyway, then we move on to Braun Strowman murdering. Oh, my calf's gone. Murdering <laughs> Shane McMahon. <laughs> Off the top of a cage. Oh, I hate when that happens. Uh, random metal sheet at the top of the cage uh, was a, a touch which I forgot about. There was just this random metal plate which Shane pulled off and then boinked oh, one yeah. through on the head. Yeah. For some reason, there was a toolbox inside of a burlap sack at the top of the cage as well. Yeah, which you can kind of explain away with the riggers, but at the same time, it's like, wouldn't the riggers take all of their tools down rather than leave them where they could potentially drop on somebody? They must have just forgotten at WrestleMania 37. What are they like? Uh, but this led to a wonderful spot where Shane McMahon sort of on the outside of the cage trying to get down Braun Strowman's on the inside of the cage yeah. he's got a hold of Shane McMahon and he just rips off the panel and just pulls Shane McMahon back in and then chucks him off the top Shane McMahon taking a massive bump off the top of the cage a flipping bump onto the ring mat fantastic stuff didn't care about the Braun you're stupid Braun didn't care about any of that but this match was big and it was stupid and like say what you will about Shane like but he's always willing to take something crazy this was the Shane McMahon we grew up on though stunt man bites off more than he can chew loses by and large but does something massive on the way out why couldn't it be like best wrestler in the world yeah Bad Bunny then stole the show with Damian Priest taking on Miz and Morrison exceptional it was all about Bad Bunny here everyone going oh who's this guy why is he on wrestling I've never heard of him he's not in my chart turns out he's massive yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously Bad Bunny Canadian Destroyer Tornado DDT he jumps off the top rope to the floor by God he does stereo broken arrows with Damien Priest he set a new standard for celebrity matches well in wrestling mm. uh, Shaq didn't live up to that in AEW I'm, I'm going to say that I think but Logan Paul did it's sort of like <laughs> being that that celebrity guest maybe is almost like being you know a talent in the way that you, it's, it's either going to be somebody who's all about the business side of it and so will be 100% engaged or it's somebody who's got a deep passion for wrestling yeah. so it's kind of like taking a Lex Luger and a Bret Hart type figure Put and that them together. tends to be the mould you get for like either or with the celebrity matches isn't it put them together well, and you get Bad Bunny that's it yeah. the love child of Lex Luger and Bret Hart <laughs> is Bad Bunny all the business sense but with the passion <laughs> of wrestling and then of course the main event the historic main event uh, the first Wrestlemania main event with two black ladies involved mm-hmm. uh, was Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair and they both the tears at the start of the match where the crowd so like nice, going mental yeah. it's a nice moment um, the match itself uh, Bianca Belair was just a star making victory for her the gorilla press where she's walking up the steps with Sasha Banks above her head and chucking her back in the ring Sasha Banks is going for the hair all the time and because of that Bianca Belair whips her. Oh, God. Or it's shoots like her. a shotgun. Yeah. It's a whabba! Terrible and the noise. picture of the bruise on Sasha yeah. just like a welt. It was horrible. Oh. Um, bang statement with the hair as well, getting involved. This is before the whip. Just a really good, really great WrestleMania main mm. event. Moving on to night two, and this is where things take a downturn for the worse because we see The Fiend versus Randy Orton. And while this was bad, from the regeneration of The Fiend in the build-up to the match, you're thinking, oh, my God, what's Christy Fiend going to be like? Oh, he can magic, magic himself back to normal. 
normal. Why did he wait all that time? One RKO for the finish. It was really bad. There was that bit where Alexa, a good visual of Alexa Bliss on top of the box where she's yeah. got the ink running down the face. That must have been her absorbing the fiend's spirit was, and becoming was, the fiend. It was bollocks. Right? Yeah, it, it was, it was really absolute bad. bollocks. And it was just, I, I, the one thing I really didn't like was the fact that they changed the fiend back. Yeah. And it was like, surely if he's going to be like this horror villain, let it degrade until the mask basically falls off and then Bray's forced to confront the fact that he is the fiend. Yeah. And then boom, storyline. And it was like, no, no, we'll just turn it all back to how it was. There's something about the well, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania which just doesn't work. That's yeah. what we've learned today in this video. Uh, such a shame it was so bad. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax then take on the Tamina train and Natalia. Tamina got her stuff in. She was saving Natalia. Tamina getting the hot tag. She's like Hulk Hogan back in the 80s, by God. But the heels win because Natalia ruins everything. A good match, but Tamina is the fiery baby face. Doesn't get her big WrestleMania win. It's such a shame for everyone concerned. Then we saw Sammy versus Kev once again at WrestleMania 37 with Logan Paul and Sammy's corner because Sammy had the big conspiracy theory uh, thing. Yeah. He had the documentary. Uh, Logan Paul was his like, red carpet guest at WrestleMania 37. Obviously, the two lads, Sammy and Kev, try to kill each other. Brainbuster on the apron. Nice callbacks to Battleground 2016 where Sammy was doing the spot with the halluva kicks in the corner and yeah. Kevin dies in his arms. They did that again. Owens gets the win with a stunner. And then Logan Paul, to be fair to him, takes a really great stunner, which now we know is because Logan Paul is a really good wrestler. And I've got yeah. no shame in saying that. He's no, very, very good. He turned up and he did it, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, what more can you ask? Yeah, really solid match there between Kevin and Sammy. Then we go on to Riddle and Sheamus. This is where Sheamus starts, like defying age because he's having all these barn burning matches despite the age and uh, this is my perception is really blinkered by Celtic Warrior Workouts his YouTube channel because on that channel he's doing all these workouts with the younger wrestlers and bless the guy all the yeah. years of wrestling just caught up with them and he's not very flexible I assume he's taking up DDPY maybe but he's just pulling out all these matches this match against Riddle a uh, shocking winner for Sheamus there coming out on top but Sheamus uh, the bro kick um, what, in the middle of a spring so Riddle there's a springboard he's upside down in midair bro kicked for the win during that upside down springboard thing amazing yeah it was it was very shocking I remember uh, just being like what okay that's it wow yeah well done Seamus then we see Big E versus Apollo Crews and what was billed as a Nigerian drum fight it was rubbish there was just drums around the ringside area to be f I might have jumped the gun there it wasn't rubbish it was just weird you're expecting one yeah. thing but we got just a basic sort of uh, no rules match with uh, big with some, spots like yeah. Big E doing the Urinagi on the steel steps we saw a DVD on the apron by Apollo there were some good spots but it just why were the drums there it was just set dressing wasn't yeah. it I thought it was going to feel a bit more special I was the, picturing the like a, to it, it, was, it sounded a lot more threatening and a lot more ominous yeah I was picturing like this being the cinematic match of the night yeah. like go, uh, going out into a field somewhere in the middle of the night like a, a ring of fire yeah, I mean like yeah a drum circle people batting like the drums some, yeah. I don't know like something cool and cinematic looking but it yeah. just wasn't what I was expecting Aziz arrives at the end of this matchup for his big debut as Aziz it was a solid match though if a bit unspectac un unspectacular Babatunde for life go on Babatunde and then we have Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for Asuka's role in this championship it feels like Asuka hasn't wrestled since this matchup uh, a bit of a sloppy affair um, but that didn't matter because uh, it seemed to have been cut short with just ha it starts off a bit slow yeah. and a bit sloppy then just everything happens in a very quick space of time Rhea Ripley gets a big victory which includes like a deadlift spot it's very impressive and it's just nice to see the face won on this night two of Wrestlemania because I don't know if you've been counting along dear viewer but every single face has lost so far ah. yeah all the heels have won apart from Rhea Ripley but she also beat a face in this matchup so once again in this matchup a face lost <laughs> <laughs> Very fitting for the spring of 2021 this was. Then we have the main event, which was Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Bryan being such a good babyface that he sort of turned Edge heel. 
which yeah. is weird, a weird thing to think back to, but that's exactly what happened on SmackDown mm. in the build-up to WrestleMania. Edge still got a good pop when he came out, but in those SmackDowns before WrestleMania, he sort of turned Edge heel, mm. which was weird. Um, Roman Reigns, obviously, finally after all this time of being a babyface, you can't chat back to the fans who are, who are booing him. He can now chat back to the fans who are booing him because he's a proper heel, and he loved it. He was very good when he was doing stuff at ringside area and just, just looking out at the fans and just taking the piss. It was fantastic to see. Um, Edge and Roman having their spear off. There was a powerbomb through the announce table from Reigns to Bryan. Edge then spears opposing Reigns off the stairs after he delivers that powerbomb to Daniel Bryan. The double yes-lock spot with the two of them looking at each other was a fantastic spot. And then obviously, uh, which by the way included headbutts, Edge and Daniel yeah. Bryan doing trading headbutts. And then the ending I loved with uh, Edge and Bryan being packed and stacked and Reigns looking big and strong once again. Hmm. I think it, it got a bit of flack, that ending, but I, I think it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania night one, of, sorry, WrestleMania 37 night one against the odds because of the weather, but they did great. I thought the card was stacked and it was just a lot of goodwill came out of that show. Yeah, it had to be something big because, you know, it, it was the first one back and I think they, they really did everything they possibly could to bring it. Like, yeah. you can't fault them on that front. Even if quite a lot of it just sort of is there, and isn't really, you know, super, super memorable. It's still a mania I think you could go back to and have a good time. Yeah, you look at Tamina having a good night, Cesaro and Rollins, that was a good match. Mm. You look at, uh, what else was there? Strowman and Shane, that was big and stupid and fun. Yeah. Uh, Bad Bunny and then Sasha and Bianca, lots like on night one. All that undone on night two, though, because all the heels won apart from Rhea Ripley, as we said. Baffling booking decisions like The Fiend and Orton, um, Tamina train not getting a win at WrestleMania, baffling once again. Uh, Sammy and Kev was good, Riddle and Sheamus was good. Big Ian Apollo was weird. Well, were good but weird good but good but uh, a bit strange bit strange yeah. yeah and then the main event was good as well so i guess while the heels won by and large it was still a good night of professional wrestling i reckon yeah. do you reckon 36 is better than 37 or 37 better than 36 i reckon they're around the same area they're around the same area but i'd say 37 pips it simply because we you know we've got the live audience interactivity yeah. uh, while 36 feels special yeah 37 it's definitely a lovely 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 even if we wouldn't really think of it as such yeah I think we'll just pop it there. Let's go. Yeah. On to the last one. Right. Oh this is my it. God. I feel like I've run a marathon. I know. WrestleMania 38 kicked off with the Usos defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs via pinfall. Obviously, this, is, this was Rick Boogs' WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Trying to pick up both Usos at the same time. His knee gives way. Something with his patella or something or other. I can't remember the official def uh, terminology for whatever he did. It was heartbreaking to see. So that was ruined, but you can understand why. It was okay, though, for what it was. Then we saw Drew McIntyre defeating Happy Corbin in a match which I thought over-delivered considering the build and the, the anticipation yeah. and the interest in the match before WrestleMania. Lots of big spots. Drew obviously turning WrestleMania into WrestleMania blood spot with his sword. Yeah. When's he going to connect with someone? That's I don't, the question. I, I, I don't... Why did he cut the ropes? <laughs> I know <laughs> that it was because he was trying to go and it was like an accident but we didn't see it. It was just sort of like I thought we'd at least get some shots of ring crew working. Or something interesting. Oh, it was no, we had like, lots, no, of, boop, done. lots of promo packages instead. Oh, yeah, a lot of recaps. Which meant the New Day and, and Botch, Butch and Bitch couldn't take part in WrestleMania 38 Night 1. Nah, we need Snickers adverts. Yeah, we, we did. Um, then we had the Miz and Logan Paul defeating Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Logan Paul was fantastic. His, his leapfrogs were amazing. He did a fantastic brain buster, a fantastic power slam. I hate to admit it, but I'm going to do it again on camera. I enjoyed 
Logan Paul doing Eddie Guerrero stuff to Rey Mysterio oh, it was, it was more really, than I cared to imagine. Really, really, really <laughs> when he started shaking those titties on yeah. the top rope, I was like, Logan Paul, you just get I, it. I expected this to be like a minimal interactivity thing. Yeah. And he's come in and he's absolutely... You know, stole the show. Yeah, fantastic. literally stolen the show. I want to see him back next year. I don't want to see his brother there. I think I his think, brother's a bigger Well, we're going to build to something, but they, if they're going to have one, they may as well have two because, you know, controversy is always going to bring eyes to the problem, isn't it? And then we see Bianca Belair defeat Becky Lynch in a fantastic match and proof that WWE can do long-term storytelling. All the moments in that matchup there, the, the finish for me just took the piss, though. Mm. She did a flip off the off the turnbuckle out of a manhandle slam yeah. and then delivered her KOD for the finish. The reaction when she gets her up for the KOD, that's when you know you've got a star. <laughs> and then we have Cody Rhodes making a shocking appearance. AEW's American Nightmare Cody Rhodes making a shocking appearance against Seth Rollins. Uh, fantastic match. A slow burner, but fantastic all the same. We built at the moment where it looked like Cody was going to win with several crossroads, but he stops yep. himself, does the flip-flop and fly like Dusty. That was a fantastic WrestleMania moment. Both of those lads delivered. Then we had Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. This was the low point of the night for me. Um, the whole build was all about, uh, will Ronda tap out? Will Charlotte tap out? But I think... I, still, I don't know if it's been proven one way or the other. I think there was politics at play here. I reckon Dory said to Ronda, we want you to tap out. And she was like, no, let's compromise. And the compromise was a Charlotte Flair big boot. Something, something was off because that, the finish is... I know that a big boot can be you know, side-swiping and distracting like it very much is in this manner, and it can catch you off guard in that way, but... For this spot in this match, yeah. when like, Charlotte, it was no. Charlotte has a finisher, which isn't a submission as well, which made mm. me think that. Like if it was natural selection, fair enough, but it wasn't. Uh, it was a fantastically stiff match though in the early stages though. They yeah. just battered each other, but the ending really left a sour taste in the mouth. And then we had for the first time in 19 years, I don't know if you heard, Stone Cold Steve Austin had a match <laughs> at, at WWE at WrestleMania. Just a little one. Defeating Kevin Owens, Stone Cold Steve Austin did not How have to dare. do. Did not have to do half the stuff he did in this matchup. Oh, no. He didn't have to take a suplex on the floor. He didn't have to deliver two suplexes what? on the stage. It was fantastic. They did it right. And yeah. I think it was the best thing to do was to just not make any promises, go in there and feel it out. And that seems to be what they did. It very much sounds like it's what they did. But I remember the start of the match when he's, he's laying in the boots. And I was like, oh, he's a bit slow here. Like, it's a bit plodding. And then, then the blood started flowing. Yeah, and then and then within about five minutes, I was I was eating crow. You know, yeah. <laughs> like he was just straight back there. I was like, oh wow, okay, he, he we're did, actually going for it. By the end, he looked like he did in 2003, yeah. which is so weird, but still fantastic. On night two, we go. We have RK Bro taking on the Street Profits and Alpha Academy in a fantastic three-way mm. tag match. Montez Ford, especially, dive over the turnbuckles down to the floor. Uh, the massive blockbuster. Uh, then we had Riddle doing the RKO sort of reversal off the top rope too. I think it was to Montez as well. A fantastic opener to WrestleMania 38 night two. Bobby defeats Omos. Omos looked like a fish up a tree here. Bless him. He just yeah. didn't look very good at all. Uh, Bobby Lashley getting the big baby face win, not with MVP, of course. We now know where that's gone. Then we have what might have just be my favourite match of recent memory, which was Johnny Knoxville defeating Sami Zayn oh. via mousetrap pinfall. All the moments Amazing. in that match, it was amazing. The bowling ball, the, 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 the bollock-kicking device, I think we'll call it, it. Just... the table with all the mousetraps on. Wee Man turning into, I don't know, insert Japanese strong-style wrestler here. <laughs> it was fantastic. The taser, what else was there? The big hand, the big hand. it had it's, everything. Yeah, it was everything it needed to be. It, it had that unique jackass flavour running through it without it being too, 
you know, it was just the right amount of ridiculously hokey. Yeah. They didn't over-salt it. It was just the right amount of absolute insanity. Yeah. And the outcome we all expected anyway, with Knoxville getting hit by the mousetrap as well. <laughs> I love that. It was Sami, Sami Zayn was the perfect foil for that oh, as well. Yeah. This was the match which made me think this WrestleMania was just like, let's have a good time. Do you remember in the Attitude Era, we just do stupid stuff for the crap yeah. and just have a good laugh? Yeah. Years gone by, maybe the last three or four years of this match happened, we'd be thinking, we, we might have come out of WrestleMania saying, oh, I wish they could have done this. They could have done that. They could have done the other. But they went and did it, and it was fantastic to see them having fun once again. Then we had Sasha Banks and Naomi defeating Carmella and Queen Zelina, uh, live for Brutality and Natalia and Shayna Baszler for the, the, the Women's Tag Team Championships. It was all right. Lots of tag team tandem offense. Obviously, Sasha Banks getting her first win at WrestleMania after in her seventh attempt, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a good moment there for her. Edge versus AJ Styles was a real slow burner at the start. Obviously, at 24 minutes and five seconds, it's got to be massive because it's an Edge WrestleMania match. He just, he just seems to like them. Yeah. But by the end, there were some brutal spots. And uh, yeah, Edge taking a, 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 a suplex on the apron at one point. Mm. Obviously, Damian Priest coming down to get involved and Edge getting his own brood of sorts, it looks like, going forward. Out of WrestleMania 38, I really, by the time the ending came around, I was like, oh, it's a bit long, but also it was a very good match. Yeah, it, it, it made enough sense there at the end as well with Priest, I think, slotting nicely with Edge and whatever sinister thing's going to be happening from here on out. Uh, I'm excited to see it. And it's... It, it's come along, like, come along at the right time because I was not getting bored of it but starting to get a bit sort of eh with Edge because yeah. he's been back now and it felt like we haven't really moved beyond he's back yeah. so hopefully he gets Rhea Ripley added soon that's yeah. just a thing that needs to happen then we have the match that should have happened on night one happening on night two as Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch in the corner how painful is it to watch Butch act like a child and then get picked up by Sheamus like a child it's just yeah, so bad it's... to watch uh, they defeat the New Day in a match which lasted one minute and 40 seconds piss take Pat McAfee then defeated Austin Theory with Mr. McMahon in the corner via pinfall Pat's flip off the top rope he's jumping up the top rope superplex off the top rope all the moves he did coming out of Seven Nation Army with the Dallas mm -hmm. Cowboy cheerleaders everything was perfect if that match stopped there but then Vince McMahon got involved <laughs> and has a singles match with Pat McAfee at WrestleMania with Austin Theory's corner ending. Well, he did a few, a few brutal clotheslines from hell, did Vince McMahon, right? It was perfect. <laughs> I loved it. I, I, I just loved the entire thing. The, the meaty, horrible kick. Yeah. You know, with the, the football. The football, yeah. I don't know how his ribs survived it. Yeah, that foam football. <laughs> uh, that most devastating blow to Pat McAfee's midriff is what caused his downfall. And then to save the day, Stone Cold comes down. And the moment of WrestleMania weekend, Vince McMahon... Does he beat his worst ever st uh, stunner cell? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. He goes, mile. he goes down, he goes back, he goes forward, and he takes the stunner <laughs> with his legs going the wrong way. Spinning around it's in fantastic. circles. Fantastic, unbelievable. And then we get the main event, and... Uh, massive stakes, obviously, with the winner-takes-all thing, both titles on the line. <laughs> was Roman Reigns injured? I don't know if it's been confirmed one way or the other. It certainly yeah. like his arm had a big it, lump on it. Yeah, so it looked, it looked painful, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, it looked like that could have played a part in the matchup. But he went 12, I say only 12 minutes and 15 seconds. That's long for a Brock Lesnar match, yeah. isn't it? I thought it was a bit underwhelming, the main event, Brock Lesnar versus yeah. Reigns. Yeah, it, it didn't quite do it for me in the way that I thought it was going to. But at the same time, you know, we got 12 minutes out of Brock, as you said. Yeah. And I think there's really much more we could have asked for out of it because it was inevitable anyway. One of them was walking out with both belts. And that visual I mean, range as well was yeah. good as well. Uh, but if the injury happened, oh, I guess we can't be too critical. And mm. that was the story of WrestleMania 38, which goes straight in the top tier for me. Yeah, I think so too. 
it's it's weird to do and it feels a little bit like recency bias but it, it's class yeah it is it's just class and now we've come to the part of the video dear viewer where sam oh. driver must decide what is the greatest wrestlemania of all time out right. of those in the top tier is three better than ten yes is 31 better than three no is 17 better than three i'm showing my age here and it's probably going to make some younger people eye roll but yes fair enough is 19 better than 17 Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I'm going to put 19 parallel with three. Oh, parallel with three. How interesting. Maybe, yeah. Uh, it's 24 beating 17. Nah. 30 beating 17. Nah. 38 beating 17. Nah. <sighs> if I was to take 17 out of it, though, I'd say maybe 19, you know? Just because if given our age, 17 was probably already going to be the answer. So yeah. if we took 17 out there. I'd say I'm happy with 19, to be honest. It's 19 or 17 yeah. for me. I have had a wonderful time here today <laughs> speaking for several hours about WrestleManias yeah. from start to finish. Thank you for watching. Let us know how wrong we both are. Well, myself and Tom and myself and Jack were wrong in the comments down below. Yep. I have been Ross Tweddle from Cultaholic Wrestling. Sam, any closing remarks? Uh, no, I'm just going to try and stop this recording before the laptop dies. But I hope you all enjoyed it. And here's to many more fun WrestleManias. Have a nice life, everyone. Tighty bye. Bye. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.